me. I'm back. Brandon T. McClure. You're the Brandon now. I'm the Brandon now. That was funny listening I'm, back I'm looking that. at you. Uh, I'm Brandon T. McClure. As mm. always, welcome to the Fickner Podcast. This is episode 163. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Mm. Is it? Actually, it might be 164. 164. 164. Well, oh, that was 163 for me because I skipped last week. That's true. Oh, oh, wow, it's almost like you're like a different timeline or something. Yeah. Uh, save that. Mm. Crisis on different uh, podcasting lines. Oh. All right, guys. Hi. Uh, I'm joined, as always, with Ryan Eliopoulos. Hey, it's me. Sparks Witty. Hey, hey, hey. Ben Magnet. And I'm way over here. What do you mean, way over here? Uh, right no. next to me. Yeah, right no. Right there. For, for some reason, Ben, your voice sounded like extra su- like smooth. Just you're practically there. in yeah. my lap. Practically. The audience doesn't know better. He's in my lap. Ooh. <laughs> This is a sensual dark. Fake, fake nerds after dark. I'm going through his pockets as we speak. Oh, baby. Oh, my. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back, Brandon. Yeah, hey, yeah. Nice Thanks. to have you back. Yes, uh, I'm happy to be back. Yeah. Uh, happy to be back. We, we just came back from LA Comic Con. Yes, we that, did. That was definitely today, all right? Yeah. It was uh, today and yesterday, right? Yeah, we were sorry. there for two days. We were. The, but the big news out of there, I'm sure everyone who listens to this show knows, we had a panel. We did. did. And it was very successful, I would say. I said six people were going to come. Luckily, way more than that came. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> had we had a really we had a nice size room and we almost filled up the room. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually I was very surprised. Oh yeah, yeah. me too. I mean, to be fair, mostly they were, mostly the people were there for Mike, which is totally fine. Oh, He's yeah. the coolest dude. There were planet. still people who said they knew who we were. Yeah, there was a that couple which, uh, uh, listeners and I'm like, we have listeners. And and there were people who we did not bring with us either. Yeah, that's and cool. Maybe people who uh, checking us out. We'll check, yeah. start checking us out. So if you're listening to us now, after after having seen, we all suck at trivia. Uh, <laughs> apparently, that. Oh man, uh, for those of you who weren't there, the episode, the panel will be up online on uh-huh. YouTube. On YouTube, we'll get that up. Ish, soonish. Soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In the coming weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so look out for that. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, Ben smoked us. Oh, I did. <laughs> If you've listened to the show before, you know that we do the trivia challenge, and it's multiple choice. Well, Mike decided to be yeah, a little he, crazy. He and decided to screw us over, actually make and it impossible, not make it multiple choice. I mean, uh, screw everyone except you. Because like, <laughs> I know we all watch the movie, uh, and generally for the the, the multiple choice stuff, like it, that's okay. That's we enough. all watch the movie. Ben watched the movie many times. Yes, and three, the, yeah. I watched it three times, and was in quizzed. one week. I watched it with subtitles on. Smart. I was re- I, as I was watching the movie, I was also reenacting it, trying to c- committing the film that's to smart. my memory. See, you, that's why you I was won. essentially I saw it as like a movie script, and I was because like, I knew because well, blame Sparks if it wasn't for oh, him giving me shit all oh, yeah. these t- for the past few weeks. Once we announced the panel, I was like, no, I'm gonna win this damn thing. Uh, credit me as well because you watched with subtitles on my recommendation. <laughs> yeah, yeah for, those, for those of you uh, who have been listening before, then you know that we do the Mike's Impossible Trivia Challenge. We've done it for Jurassic Park, which I have won. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future, which I believe I won again. You won I Jurassic- haven't won yet. I want to clarify. You won Jurassic Park because I wasn't present. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark, which mm-hmm. Sparks won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think Sparks also won uh, Back to the Future. No, I wasn't there. Sparks. Oh, Sparks wasn't there for Back to the Future. I don't know if I won Back to the Future, but... I think I gave it to you though, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Okay. Oh, I don't think you did. Win. I, did I win? I, I believe don't Ryan, remember. you did win, and you gave it to Ben. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So we all have one. Ben did not win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were all sloppy on Back to the Future. That's that's the reality. <laughs> you were <laughs> all sloppy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this time, this time, Ben finally got the Nightmare Before Christmas print, and Mike was Mike was great. He wanted like a, he was such a big help in getting the panel ready. I'm oh, yeah. so glad that, uh, that a real showman that he did it. Oh yeah. Uh, he said, "Well, this is the kind of possible trivia challenge. This is the <laughs> impossible trivia." He turned into such a showman, and he gave away the original mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. print that he did. Uh, we got pictures. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I hope we can do it 
again and yeah. again and again. I yes. would love to do this to every con if we could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, it was more fun than I expected it to be. Yeah. I sincerely wish I had put up a better fight. Yeah. But, um, See again, if we knew it wasn't going to be multiple choice, <laughs> no, I, I, think I walked we in. I walked in, I walked in like I walked in with my one viewing, and I was like, "This is fine for multiple choice." Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I'll be honest. Like, I it, and I mean it as no like excuse or disrespect. No, yeah. okay. But I was like, I did want you to win, so I wasn't oh, out you. to like yeah. destroy you. Yeah. But I was intending to like try. Because yeah. <laughs> honestly, I had if there's anyone on this, the the people who were gonna give me the most um, competition was gonna be you or Ryan. Oh yeah. no, I was losing this time. Yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I had committed but, to Brandon, I, I, lo- I love you, but I know this is not your movie. You got Lock, Shock, and Barrel, so like that's good enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> we all got th- that one. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, no, it, but like I, I, I sincerely wish like there had been a way to go in with for, more forward knowledge. But even ha- if I had, I still know it would have changed much because this week was a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And here's, busy week. And here's the thing: we had such we had such busy weeks. I lost sleep because of how stressed I was for this panel. Damn, uh, trying to get the trying to get this all ready, and now that's over, I'm just kind of like. Can't wait to do this again. Uh, yeah. Real quick, because we're on the panel part, I want to shout out um, Trevor yes. yeah, from Trevor. TK underscore ah, comics yes, of the Comic Lounge. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, then go ahead. No, no, no. No, 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 please, please. No. No, you've got it. I said it was about to do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so Trevor, who came to the show and talked to us afterwards, and yeah. uh, that, that was really awesome. Real cool guy. Uh, part of the comiclounge.com, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was there with the comics. We asked uh, how many people Yeah, start following him on Instagram. A while back, yeah, he said, uh, "How many people follow us? Uh, follow, know us from the show? A couple people raised their hand. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, like three or three people raised their hand. Like, that. man, three more than I thought. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. really glad we got that experience. Yeah, yeah. and now uh, now that that's done, I can focus on other things. Uh, so hopefully, some cool announcements. Oh soon. yeah, real quick, uh, tell them how many books you got at the Comic Con, Sparks. Holy shit! Because I got a bunch, but but like. It's I thought a deal. I thought uh, I got a decent amount. I was like, okay, yeah, this is fine. This is a normal pull for me. And then when I found out how many you had, I'm like, what? Well, it helps that every so, trade was yes. a dollar. Yeah. I bought I bought twenty six books, twenty six trades. Trades, yeah, trades. Some of them like double sized. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> yeah, some real big ones, uh, all dollar. for a dollar each. Uh, and trades. then I bought and then I bought one more book for ten. Guardians of the Which Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's yeah. 12 yeah. issues of a comic. So yeah. that's a good deal yeah. for 10 bucks. Uh, the Guardians yeah. one is real good. And then because uh, we're in the, the LA Comic Con part, um, we got to say hi to Dave yes. at Geek yeah. Fine Art. He's a great um, guy. I think a few of us, I know I purchased some art from him. He um, wouldn't let me. Right. I yeah. know some yeah. of you, he wouldn't let. He uh, wouldn't let me. I, I tried. Like, we all Ryan, tried. Ryan and I have both got this really was, good X uh, Wolverine X-Men thing. I mean, this is going to be going up on my Instagram later. I haven't had time to post jack shit because uh, of how busy we were today. He yeah. has a beautiful Jean Grey piece, which I purchased, and he didn't put up a fight with me. He just let me purchase it, which I appreciated. Nice. Um, I purchased from him, and that's going to be up on our wall. Uh, when we have a wall ready for our video stuff in the future, uh, yeah. that's yeah. going to be one of the pieces up is Dave's. Gene Gray yeah. uh, piece of work. Yeah, yeah it was gr- it was great to finally meet him because he, I, yeah, as you guys know, I won his Aquaman Mara print from yeah. uh, Downright Nerdy's um, thing right. from the giveaway. Shout out to Downright Nerdy for being the podcast that yeah. put us in that put connection us with Dave. We're with all Dave. friends. That guy is just so rad. And also, quick shout out to Christy Christy Shin because she was at the con today, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't think she was going to be there, and luckily she is fully. Healed. She's a trooper, dude. Well, she is. Well, she's almost fully healed. She's healing well. She's recovering. She actually showed us her scar. Showed my girlfriend and I her scar. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just glad she's okay. I'm her doctor gave her the green light, and I'm just glad she's up and around again. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, Megan and I went and visited an artist we really like. Uh, we get a lot of prints from her. She did an anniversary piece for Megan and I. Her name's Kathleen Abalos. Uh, you can find her on Instagram at Krista Fett, uh, C R Y S T A 
F-E-T-T. I just started following um, Yeah, she's awesome. Um, she does a lot of great pieces. She just started, uh, we were talking with her a bit, she just started really taking the dive into Star Trek and realizing that she's actually a huge Trekkie. Yeah, we talked about um, that. She's done a lot of Star Wars work, and she's, what she's great at is, uh, if you see any of her pieces, and certainly the ones I'm going to put up, um, she's great at atmospheric pieces. Um, capturing just a mood with the location. Like more Starry than Nights, else. Like, a, like a forest. Starry Nights yeah. are, are beautiful pieces with her. So I would expect some Star Trek pieces in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> it's it's, it's kind of Comic Con related because they were there, but I didn't really talk to them. But also shout out to uh, the store Comic Madness off a of mountain in Chino, yeah, California. That's true. Because when I right after we were done recording, uh, just me, Ryan, and Sparks on Sunday, Ryan yells while I'm walking to my car, Ben, read the Hawks box or else you're gonna die. I didn't go that far. You didn't. Like, you didn't. I will. This friendship will be terminated if you do not finish Hawksbox. <laughs> he, he just said. He just. You just. Kind, you actually legitimately kindly reminded me to read the Hawksbox. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm missing books. So I go to the store the following morning, and I'm talking to the store to the guys running the store. And I'm saying, oh yeah, I'm, I need to buy these books because I'm doing a podcast about it. And they're like, oh, you have a podcast? Yeah. I, I didn't have any business cards on me. I ran out, and they're like, oh well, ten percent off. Give us a shout out. So shout out to Comic <laughs> Madness. They're on a uh, Mountain um, Avenue, off the sixty, closer to the sixty freeway in Chino, California. Sparks and I go there all the time. We should have let yeah, them know. Yeah, we've been that. going there all the time for <laughs> our, uh, every yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, they, they even threw me a card. They're like, "Yeah, nice. here's a card." I'm like, "I was gonna." Sh- Thanks, guys. They're Appreciate my it. current drug supplier. They, they, were, <laughs> Xbox. they were there at the con. No, they were. Yeah. yeah, and the guy and the guy who was who helped me out at the con was the one running the booth, and he was really cool. Yeah. He was like, "I I walked in. I said, hey, I need Hoxpox." He looks at me, and goes, "What?" <laughs> yeah that's an internet thing uh, yeah, yeah I, I told him he's like oh so you need that house and powers okay cool and we were like he made sure i had everything i needed I didn't double up and it was he was cool nice. he was really cool um credit where credit's due uh the guys who gave me the one dollar comics are torpedo comics they're mm, based right. in las yeah. vegas mm-hmm. uh i checked out their website a little earlier today and they they still have good deals not necessarily a dollar but nice ones i mean we were looking at like four dollar trades yeah four dollar like, five dollar trades we've got some other pl- other places uh yeah uh, uh, there's a lot of chocolate goodies that people were picking up this oh, weekend um, from a place called the truffle cottage yep so uh, definitely check those guys out yeah definitely check those out and drop um, 50 bucks on chocolate like yo, my man, girlfriend and the i did prettiest the prettiest chocolate i've ever seen and really, really good. Like those chocolates, because Fanny and I, we got their stuff last year, and we were so happy they're gonna be back this mm-hmm. year. And we're like, oh, we gotta like stock the f up, stock it. So I also want to shout out, uh, obviously, guys. We know Mike Matola. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. Mike's got a bit of a protege. Oh, uh, so an def- apprentice. Definitely want to check out at Cali Grammar, C A L L I Grammar, for Riley and uh, Riley. You gotta spell grammar too. G R A M M E R. See, I just mean it's I'm different. Just it's not spelled the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is. It is. Uh, they do pictures with a thousand words. Basically, what Mike does, but they do calligraphy uh, instead of uh, instead of print. Uh, and Cursive, they, baby. And they make the image in the negative space. And uh, one of my favorites was the Captain America piece, which is the dialogue from the first Avengers movie, and that creates the Captain America. Yes, I picked up the Calvin and Hobbes piece, which yes. is made from the first hundred comic strips. Uh, really awesome piece. That's and I amazing. love Calvin and Hobbes, so yeah. uh, that was incredible. So it's great pieces. Um, they he, they want to do a giveaway with us, so That'd be incredible. Ooh, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna try and work something out with them. I so so definitely check the space. We'll probably have some more with them as well. Damn it, I had it right the first time. There's two. And Mike, and Mike apparently Mike loves them. Apparently, what what happened was he was like, yeah, I said my I said to Mike, I I love writing, and Mike's like, do this. And, it's, and so there you go. And now he's at a con. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. so cool. Uh, we, 
uh, saw a lot of great cosplayers. So many. Um, we saw a lot of great artists. Uh, yeah. Too many, frankly, for us to name. Yeah. Um, and picked up a lot of great stuff. Uh, I'm I sure really all cool. of us on our social media, including myself, I can at least say, over the next few days, we'll be sharing pictures of like some of the things I grabbed. Yeah, and, I've already and started. Thanks properly to those people. Yeah, I haven't had the opportunity. I'm uh, slow on the social. I got media a step take. on Cedric book. I didn't even know existed. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a great time at the con. We met a lot of cool people. I got to meet Jim Starlin. Yes, we both did. Writer of the Infinity Gauntlet, creator of Thanos, that and Shang Chi, awesome. and Gamora, and Adam Warlock, and every cosmic character that you love. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. He's a cool guy. He was cool. We also got Jimmy Olsen signed by Steve, Steve Lieber. He's a he's a real funny guy, and he told me because uh, as I said before, like Rick Remender and Matt Fraction, like those are two guys who like hate big two, like they they're independent to the to the grave. And then Bendis came to DC, and Bendis is best friends with that whole crew. So Bendis is like, hey, come right, I'm I'm in charge of Superman, come right, Jimmy Olsen. And Matt's like, can I do whatever I want? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so we have a cool Jimmy Olsen book, and I got it signed by the artist. And it's nice. Like, Steve Lee was a cool Very guy. Awesome. How long yeah. do you think Chill Remender joins DC? Oh, man. Dude, like uh, no joke. That that's that's for me. That's bigger than than Hickman. Bigger really than depends Ben. Depends on like, Really depends on. What he's never written anything for DC, has he? Uh, nothing. He might have done some stuff in the past, uh, but nothing in the last fifteen years. That's a good. That's a good point. Sparks just said um, depends on what Dan Didio is about to do. Oh, oh, true. There are there are many rumors out Yikes. there that Dan Didio is about to relaunch again, Can much like not? the New Fifty Two. Uh, and I just want to say I've been thinking this was going, this yeah. was happening for a while. And not even so much the new Fifty Two, like all new Marvel, where they replaced all of their characters. Yes, like not just one at once, because like that's fine. But like when you do a systematic, everyone gets hauled at once. Like the rumors are kind of scary. Yeah, they're a little scary. Uh, so I've been, I've been, I said this before when we did our Tom King discussion after Tom King was leaving Batman. Uh, Batman, I said. It looks like there is a direction that the DC comic line is moving towards, and it feels very reminiscent to the New Fifty Two. Yeah, and, and Tom I'm, King was not part of it. <laughs> yeah, and Tom King wasn't part of it. Bendis seems to be part of it. Yeah, uh, so I'm sure he's like kind of spearheading it. Almost. Yeah, so like I'm kind of sitting there going like, is this why Johns is isn't writing any books? Actually, now? no. I think about because Bendis like not to his fault. Like this is a great thing. He's all about promoting uh, new characters yeah. and like and like replacing yeah. other characters. So like this could be his like, yeah, man, let's just wipe the slate clean. And this would make sense why we haven't heard anything from Jeff Johns. And for a while, yeah, yeah, because Jeff Johns is spearheading Rebirth. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's, it's a. Also, a this is a. Also, just real quick, you guys talked about the timeline last last time. That thing is ridiculous. I, I found the graph of it, and yeah. I'm like, I can't believe this is real. It is ridiculous. I didn't look. I didn't want to. Hey, try. World War II takes place like 1960, and Batman's like 55, and oh, Superman's that's... like 70. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, don't worry about it. Hey guys, timelines don't matter. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, it's concerning. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, back to the con. It's great. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think uh, check out each of our social medias yes. individually. Yeah. We're we're all posting. A I whole posted lot of already stuff right a, now. Uh, a bunch of collages of all the cosplay pictures I took care of. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. be posting. I'll be posting some stuff in the coming I will, days. I'll, I'll um, be posting a lot once we're done tonight. I think we're about to start talking about the other things that happened in our weekend. So I'll dovetail into it this way. I I might take some time before I start posting some of that social media stuff because my social media game has been terrible. That's fine. I'm in the middle of midterms. I was in midterm studying all last week. That made YouTube stuff late. That yeah. made it very hard for me to make time for Anything. most things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's still kind of going to be the case until Wednesday. Hey, man, that's okay. Hey, Sparks, you're in school. That is totally acceptable. Life, that's life. Uh, that I know. Is, I just you you have other bigger things. Yeah, uh, that's just that's just how it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, hey, man, you still got basement arcade out you still got all the stuff out yeah. so like i'm um, you're doing yeah. great did you do anything else or did you want to move on to some else? did i do anything we watched uh, yes. a bunch of movies together we, we watched um we watched little monsters very recently uh Ryan yesterday and I didn't did. we? yes yeah. uh-huh mm-hmm. uh that's on hulu now mm-hmm. i guess yeah uh, I, was surprised I, thought by was, that. I thought it was theatrical yeah i did uh, I, I think it was but just like Uber Two limited? Yeah, yeah it does have a it does have a limited release but like i thought, villains, it, was a, yeah. I thought yeah. it was a wide release but like 
more limited than when we saw villains yeah. and that's nuts yeah um because i would have seen this in theaters but that that was a great movie yeah um everyone check out little check monsters it. if you guys want a really great dark comedy that it's about zombies ben, yeah ben, but do like you know what movie we're talking about nope this is the lupita nyong'o and josh gad film with the zombies we did we watched we, the they're at a petting for. zoo they're we're at the petting zoo attack. and the zombies were around we talked about the trailer a couple weeks back it's 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 been a while. Was I not on that? Because I don't remember the trailer. Mm, I don't. Remember. I think I wasn't on that because I probably would remember remember Lupin Nyong'o well, and Josh yeah. Gad. You would really like this. It's movie. a great movie. Awesome. Like it, the fact that it's just on Hulu now. I'm like, man, that's a big ass good movie. Like that should be yeah. like huge release, like yeah. a regular movie. It's a shame. All right. Yeah. Um, everybody turns in an awesome performance. The kid. It's his first thing, and the the main kid. Oh is my god, the little Australian. It's an Australian main, movie. It's a little Australian oh, okay. kid, and he's fantastic. Like Very cool. all the kid actors were so good. I'm like. Do like is do they just like pump out good actors in Australia because America apparently yeah. no Australia and New Zealand apparently yeah is Jason Clark a good actor have we decided yet Jason Clark yeah are we wait, sure wait is he he's he is that, is that from Pet Cemetery Jason Clark yeah mm-hmm. yes he's a good actor but also Terminator Genesis Jason Clark yeah but everyone's bad in that movie it's not his fault have we Serenity Jason Clark I don't want to see Serenity actually. No. Wait. Everyone makes bad movies. Is that, is that the are you talking like we're, we're talking about the, the um, new Matthew one? McConaughey the new Serenity. Matthew McConaughey. Yes. I didn't I'll right. watch it eventually. For so, all right. If yeah. we, I was just wondering what the consensus was on Jason Clark. If we have decided he's a good actor, he's a good actor. Every no, time I you like say him. Serenity, I'm thinking of like, of course, uh, sure. Firefly. Yeah. You should listen yeah. to the How Did This Get Made episode of Serenity uh, yeah. with Matthew McConaughey. The only other thing I did this week uh, that I think I can talk about here because everything else, like I said, was midterm saying is I did watch um, the first episode of Batwoman. How was it? I watched it's, the scene from it. It's okay. Yeah, um, it's a CW show. I, I'll say like the, the weirdest part is all the CW shows, regardless of how strong they were, even Legends to some extent, when the first episode hit, you found a lot of actors and characters you were going to be drawn to and want to watch grow throughout the series. Yeah. Um, I don't really think anybody besides Ruby Rose is interesting. Um, none of the actors pull anything special for me. None of the characters feel that engaging in this first episode. I'm only watching it for her. Mm-hmm. That makes it really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything else felt very tame the origin the the version of the origin for her about beth and what happened with them is very bad tv kind of kind of version of what it is from the comics sure it's it's really like this is kind of lame in its production value um i don't think this is super spoilery but it's basically like uh a bus runs the car off a road on a bridge and it's leaning over into the dam and batman shows up you know like batman does in the woods on a bridge (laughs) over a dam and he holds the car back with two hooks while he goes after the person driving the bus you see like a person like a person as batman you see the like silhouette of the suit like like the last season like in titans Titans. okay so you don't Mm -hmm. see a face i think it's even the same suit Okay. As that silhouette. Oh, that makes so, sense. Okay, okay. Uh, but um, they will they will try to get as close as they can to showing Batman without showing Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah they no, they did. Unless it's called Titans. You, you two, just see a, two. you just see a silhouette and him fire the the little gun. Um, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's right. just uh, it's Hopefully not. It gets better. I, I hope so. It's not. Um, Is Flash the only like first engaging. season black, black to be like really really good? Black no, lightning. Supergirl. Okay, sorry. You're Supergirl right. You're and right, Black Okay, yeah, you're right. Had me, had me at episode one, okay. honestly, and this, this that's true. doesn't. Because yeah. I remember like the season one of Flash. I'm like, man, this is better than all those other shows. Yeah, this. And did, then at point it was the worst. This, this did not grab me at episode one. Shame. Yeah, that's bad. Sham. Wow. At least I was looking forward to this. I like that woman. I like Ruby Rose. I will yeah. keep you. I will keep you updated because I'll be watching till uh, the crisis hits yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I still hope her name on Toya shows up in that show. Who yeah. Wants, who wants if to it runs next? long enough, I'm sure it's inevitable. Yeah. 
Uh, I'll go next. Right. Um, I also saw Little Monsters. I saw one scene of Batwoman did not make me want to watch it. Um, I watched El Camino, which is the Breaking Bad movie. Um, that's a really great movie, and that's a nice, just like pinpoint. Uh, hey, it's a nice little, a little fin- finale. It's just like a, it feels like two episodes of, of Breaking Bad. Uh, it's really great. A lot of great surprises. I, I really need to see that. It's like I wasn't gonna watch it, and then I saw a review on Twitter for someone I really like, and I'm like, oh, this sounds exactly like what I want right now. And I, I watched three movies in a row. I watched Nightmare uh, Before Christmas, then I watched Jason X. Uh, it's Halloween, you know. What are you gonna yeah. do? Yeah. And then I watched uh, that movie. Jason X is the best Friday, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Is it also the only one you've seen? No, I've seen a, I've okay. seen a couple. Okay. I like Jason X a lot. I it's like, no, it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. definitely not like not I, the best. It's it, not a good movie. It's Jason. It was Jason X and Freddy vs Jason. Those are the only two I've ever seen. That's so funny. I, I know. It's That's really funny. It's only because. Freddy vs. Jason is not as good as Jason X. No, it's That's not. No, yeah, you're right. Freddy yeah. vs. Jason's. Because at least you know what Jason X goes for something. Yeah. Like they just they try to be stupid. Yeah, they like, know what it's Jason in space. They know what they're doing. Uh, yeah. yeah, because they try to put robot uh, nipples on robots. In what? Yeah, in Jason X. Yeah, Jason X. I there's just a, watched that. I don't know what you're talking there's about. There's this. Don't isn't there, think so. Wow, nipples a, on robots. I just yeah, watched. Like it. there's a, like a, like a girl android and she. she well, because she's in, she's a she's a person who looks like an android. Yeah. She, it's just like it's yeah. like of course she's gonna have nipples. She's a human being looking per- robot. Like one of them falls off. I remember the scene where one of them falls off. Uh Yes, that does. Happen okay. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's like, do you not like him? Pop. That falls off. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, she's supposed I, to look like a... Now I know the context that he is talking about. Yeah, okay. There you go. Uh, it is not what he said. No, you're right. It's not what <laughs> yeah, I said. But, okay. But yes, there is a sequence where a robot's nipples fall off. Yes. Yes. Hey, guys, watch Jason X, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Jason X is a fun yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, but uh, El Camino is really good. Um, and I did a whole lot of X-Men reading this yeah. week for obvious reasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I know you're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go next. Let's go down the horn. Uh, real quick, I want to shout out again, Mike. Uh, made us. I, I don't know why I'm reaching for them. Nobody can see this. Uh, made us little placards, little note cards. Not note cards. Little um, little signs for our plant. Placards, for our I panel. think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little na- little uh, name ta- stands yeah, like you see at cons. Cool. They're very cute. We're gonna use them for something. Yeah, that was real cool. Um, okay, so real quickly, uh, Sparks did uh, did read out my my birds of prey. I did uh, comments. I wanted to clarify real quickly that. No one officially has said that that, char- that that actress is playing Cassandra Cain. That is a persistent rumor, which probably means, of course, yes, Dude, come she is. On. However, come on. my whole thing is Cassandra Cain's p- practically mute. There has never been a version of the character that is talking, uh, or at least is talking as much as they are in this, char- in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So the persistent rumor says she's Cassandra Cain, but because she's talking, I'm kind of like, okay, well, is she? Because that's not a Cassandra Cain that I'm aware of. Yeah. So I don't know. So that's what, that was my only thing. Like, okay, now I'm kind of questioning whether or not she is Cassandra Kane or not. Uh, I just, I don't, uh, I don't, I just, I don't honestly care enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, I'm like, I, I like Cassandra Kane. No, so. yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, like she, she was Batgirl at one point, right? Batgirl, then Black Bat. Yeah. Now currently Orphan. And she had the she has the craziest like ma- mask outfit. Like like yeah, because she's yeah mean, yeah uh, yeah I like that that because she put the, the she yeah she the like stitched hole. over the whole, yeah yeah. That, because she doesn't, she doesn't talk. Yeah, uh, and again, like this isn't be the first time that we've seen like a character assassination from DC or anything. But like, yeah. uh, I just. But uh, in a movie that otherwise looks like it's got faithful adaptations of other yes. characters, uh, I question why they would change her so radically. I agree. Uh, I also just don't know who that character would be. Yeah, like That's not that it, not that it has to be anyone, but like it's it's a, she's the main character. Like she's got to be somebody. Yeah, and then the the um the Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey comic coming out is Cassandra Kane. Yeah. So you know. And so, she looks very young in that one too. Yeah. So, so I'm just kind of wondering, like, okay, where, where, why'd you do that? If it is Cassandra Kane, is it Cassandra Kane? It's yeah. just my questions. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's valid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, so I, I read I read a lot of comics this 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 two weeks. I was gone for two weeks. I read mm-hmm. a lot of comics. Good. I read Ascender. I caught up on all five issues of Ascender, which is the sequel to Descender. Cool. Uh, hey guys, do you like dragons and robots? That's Ascender. Oh, I love Sucker Punch. <laughs> <laughs> better Sucker Punch Damn. for better. No, I know. Damn. Um, I read I read all of Descender, so like I uh, I, uh, I love Descender. For those of you who don't know, Descender is like you know the future is kind of, is bright and it's got robots and there's a robot assassination thing and it's cool. Now we're further on in the future. Harvesters, magic, yeah, magic has taken over the galaxy again, and so it's, it's a really awesome premise. And I'm I'm sad that I didn't pick it up from issue yeah, one. Yeah, and the instead of ships, uh, they call ships dragons. Well, they call dragons ships because they can they can travel through slip space now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, cool. there are wizards and pixies and vampires, and basically the idea the idea that that Jeff Lemire posited in in Descender is that at one time magic had ruled the galaxy, and then technology took it's over. It's a little Final Fantasy, Ben. Yeah, yeah. And saying so, all the right words to me right now. And so now that all the robots are gone, all technology is gone. Magic took over the galaxy again. That's a cool premise. So, it, so now we're in Ascender. It's so good. Guys. There's this book series, and I forget the name of it, but it's about the French Revolution. Uh, no, sorry, not the French Revolution. It's about um, Napoleon, right? Yeah. And uh, and but it also has dragons. Nice. So Napoleon is like leading his army, and there's dragons in it. So it's like Napoleonic Wars with fantasy characters. And I'm like, oh, I keep forgetting about this book, and I want to look it up so bad. So basically, what happens is one of the main characters from Descender um, has Tim? has a child. No, Tim's gone. Uh, uh, has a child now, and and you know, tragic past, and we don't know a lot about it. But one of the characters, this meteor comes down, and his little girl finds this robot dog. And it's the robot dog from Descender. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the inciting incident for Ascender. He shows up again, and uh, the kid, the kid, the guy, the adults like, he's like, oh my god, and the girls like freaking out. I was like, oh my god, we can't have technology. We can't, I can't, we gotta hide you. And it runs to the it runs to the guy, and the guy is like hugging it, and and the kid, and the little girl's confused, and the guy's hugging, it, and he's like, you found my dog. Aww. And it was this oh, it broke my heart. Nice. I the book's so good. Uh, I caught up on Justice League, which mm-hmm. is only one issue because I was caught up already. Uh, but that book just keeps getting crazier and crazier, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I caught up on Batman Who Laughs. Nice. Uh, which was Wasn't awesome. that just a miniseries? Yeah. Okay, cool. It, w- I read that to lead into Batman Superman. Got it. And Batman Superman so good. Yep. There's a sequence where he rams the Batman Who Laughs Batplane into Shazam and just yells, I'm the weapon, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just stabs him with a battering. So cool. The art's gorgeous. Who is it? David Marquez? David Marquez. Marquez. Yeah. yeah. So Who good. was a big uh, Marvel boy until Bendis left, and then Bendis swooped him up. Yeah, I... That's His, like, that might be like the best looking DC book besides like Step On or something. But like yeah. David Marquez is like a truly exceptional artist. Yeah, the the Shazam who laughs is such a cool. This is so. And cool. again, we talked about it when that when I when that first issue came out. But like the idea of like a secret invasion. Yeah. But like it's all like Batman who laughs inspired. I'm like this is a righteous idea. Yeah, I, I, both books were really cool. Uh, the Batman who laughs and the and and Batman Superman are really good books. Uh, one leads into the other, which why which I read them. Uh, Joshua Williamson, I I I weep for his. Justice League Odyssey. Now yeah. have you read Batman Superman? Yeah, right. Um, and I caught up on Black Hammer and Justice League Black Hammer. Nice. Uh, both books were excellent. Uh, Black Hammer ties up the bow quite nicely. And then Jeff Lemire just tweeted he's writing a new series called S- Black Hammer Reborn. Isn't there like Skull Digger? There's and a new miniseries coming out. Skull Digger and Grave Boy. Yeah, Skull that looks, Digger. That looks cool. Um, Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy. Skeleton Boy. Yeah, it's a they're they're kind of like the Batman and Robin of the Black Hammer universe. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And the Justice League Black Hammer is is such a fun series. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot I can say about that. However, Jeff Lemire gave me a nightmare this week. Hell yeah, that I wanted to, that I wanted to bring up because of comic books. Yeah, Gideon Falls specifically. Good, good. That's that's the mark of a good comic book. <laughs> so I was I was I was sleeping as one does when a nightmare comes. Oh comes man, a on. living nightmare. Oh boy. 
And uh, the the man the the smiling man from Gideon Falls, the villain of, of Gideon Falls, shows up in my dreams. And now this this I tweeted a picture of this thing, and and I hope Ryan, Ryan can pull it. I'm up. looking it up right now because it's because I want to show I want to show Ben and, and Sparks, uh, but it's a terrifying image. I'm scared. Uh, and it's, it's not going to be the image, but this is what the guy looks like. Uh, uh, not that one. That one. Th- this one. No, that one. This one. Yeah, that was. Got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, smiling man. He's just a creepy guy. Mm-hmm. He's almost like a Babadook. <laughs> Yeah, Ben's just like no. And, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, you had a picture with the Babadook, right? I did take a picture with the Babadook. You did? <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, I'm, in a very, so I, I suffer from from many night terrors. It is a frequent thing in my life that I get night terrors. And what basically, for those who don't know, night terrors are basically like a nightmare just to extreme. Um, those are the ones where you wake up screaming. Yeah, I had a Cthulhu one last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you wake up screaming, you had a night terror. Yeah. So I was very aware that this was happening in the dream in the in the in the dream i was like oh shit this is happening i'm in i'm in a night terror mm-hmm. um and it's never happened to me before and i'm seeing this thing and it's like beckoning me over and i'm terrified of it i'm trying to run away but i knew that i i, I can escape it if i wake up but i couldn't wake up i w- i had sleep paralysis for the first time ever mm-hmm. that's Ooh. never happened to me before either big yikes so i'm i can't wake up i try to open my eyes and whenever i open my eyes it's just more darkness and I, I see this and I still see this face even in my waking moments. So I'm terrified now. So I'm thinking like, okay, I need to scream. So I'm, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm screaming help, screaming for, for Zara to wake me up. And she, she's not waking me up. Either that or, I, or I'm, I can't scream. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm snoring. Oh, shit, I'm snoring. If I can snore louder, Zara will wake up. <laughs> snore scream. Zara will wake up and and wake me up. Mm-hmm. So I just got to snore as loud as I can. I mean, I get the thought process for sure. So I start <laughs> snoring louder and louder. I hurt my vocal cords because I am snoring as loud as I can. And she doesn't wake me up because she's used to my snoring. Damn dog. So I keep oh, trying wow. to snore louder and louder. I've never snored so loud. This is like being operated on like while you're under and you're like awake. Yeah. There's nothing you could do. It's like, it's not, it's so bad. And finally, finally I was able to like sh- jolt awake and I woke up and I, yeah. <laughs> and I woke up. So I was like, why did you wake me up? Mm-hmm. It was terrifying guys. I know it, it's really funny, the snoring thing, but I was yeah. terrified. Yeah. Um, that's so. awful dude yeah that, that same thing happened to me last year but I was home alone and that was uh, yeah. the, the, the worst nightmare I ever had I'm not going to go into the whole story of it but um, Brandon already knows that I woke yeah. up and he had been involved in my dream and so like I woke up like reaching my hand out crying because I'd been reaching up in my dream crying for Brandon to help me up off the ground yeah I remember that Jesus he wasn't even in my home and like I, this was a, in the day I was napping damn a nap nightmare <laughs> that's I know, the worst nightmare that is the absolute worst. Damn, dude. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, so I also saw a couple of movies. Uh, I saw Judy, which is a, which is the Judy Garland biopic. Renee Zellweger. Yeah, is she good in she's it? She's really good. Is in she it. okay? Yeah, she's Oscar worthy good in it. Okay, I, like, cool. I think she should be nominated. Cool. Uh, and her her voice is just outstanding. The movie's the movie's good, uh, but she is a standout performance there. Cool. Uh, I saw the Downton Abbey movie. Nice. Which is basically just a two hour version of that show. Watch a bit more of that show. Sounds like El Camino. <laughs> yeah. No, like for real. Yeah. Like they don't change anything about the cinematography, about the music, about the acting. It's just like a long episode. Yeah, it's just a long episode and filmed like it is an episode of TV um, or cinematic television, yeah. I should say. Uh, I like Downton Abbey a lot. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, so I'm still catching up on that show, though. Watch the first Terminator movie. Real quick. Hold on, I'm sorry. Does the Downton Abbey take place between seasons or something? Because if you're not caught up on the show, wouldn't that spoil something? It does spoil a lot for me. That, oh, that's a why I watch I don't mind. Uh, okay. I mean, didn't really well there's basically if there's people in that if there's people in the show that aren't in the movie 
They're dead. They're dead. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, like okay. I have dysentery. Well, I know that there's some people who are dead. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and, it, and it spoiled it. It did spoil a pretty big death for me, but I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. But that was the only time that it really mattered. Uh, I did watch the first Terminator movie because we're getting ready for our Terminator rewatch. Dun, 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 dun. Um, nice, Ben. And uh, I wrote some notes the first time Zara seeing that movie also. And Zara surprised me coming back from uh, from, from, from my trip with uh, Anna and the Apocalypse, which was my favorite movie of last year. That's so funny because I remember when you first saw it, you you weren't, you didn't have not, you did not have that take. <laughs> no, Anna and the Apocalypse, always, yes. Dude, I remember when you first saw it, you said, I liked it a lot, but like, it's not my favorite. And then you, it's slowly grown over time. And that's not a knock. I'm saying that's good that your opinions changed. Well, like I, more. well I know that, I know that my, um, oh no, I did say that my opinion had changed because it was on my list of top 10 of the year, okay. of, of the last year. Okay. When we did it, Anna and the Apocalypse was like my, my favorite movie that year. Uh, and it's not, it, it is now recently, it came out like more than a year ago. It's yeah. now recently up and put on DVD in America. That's weird. So so I finally got it. I'm so excited. That's how holiday that. stuff goes. Well, it's not just that. I think because it was just a super limited UK <laughs> release. Yeah, sure. So we finally got that. So I was super excited. Nice. I hope that shows up on one of the nine streaming services we have. We can borrow the DVD. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because now I got it. And I'm so excited about yes. it. Got Spider-Man Far From Home also. Just complete my collection. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's all Mysterion. That's all. No. Mysterios. All right. Closer. <laughs> that's all I got, Ben. What do you got? Uh, mine was a bit of a roller coaster week. Did you have a nightmare about Gideon Falls? No. I'm so excited for that show. <laughs> God. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh God. So what? What? So yeah. So I got the Hawks. I got the comic books, which is really, really good. And then uh, something else happened that I don't want to bring up because that hurt a lot. And then I went to LA Comic Con with you guys. Was it a sports thing? It was a sports thing. Okay. It was a sports thing. It was a sports thing. Got it. Somebody choke Ben. <laughs> well, what's Ben? So okay. I don't remember. Sorry, I don't remember what what teams he likes yeah. a lot of the time. Because which is hilarious. Because I'd say it. I wear the shirts. I say it. I don't he, care. No, I know so you don't. I posted. So I I, found, I saw this thing. Which the, what was the team? Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers lost. Okay, so, in the it's a, so it's the Dodgers. And so I texted him. I was like, Ben, you like the Dodgers, right? And he's like, Yeah, why? As I sent him a picture because yeah. I was like, Oh, thank God, because I could send. Yeah, this is <laughs> and I'm pretty sure somebody showed that to you like also recently. I think no, no, no. Okay. Brandon, the thing that Brand showed me like, was I like I didn't want to send it if he if he didn't like the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> what it was was a diagram where it said, I start believing it again. I get my hopes up. I get disappointed. Because once again, and then it's circle year yeah. after year yeah. after year, and, and, and here's here's the thing. So that sh- the meme that um, Sparks very subtly referenced is a choker <laughs> meme <laughs> because oh choke yeah I saw that. So I'm going go to so good. So I so for those who don't like sports, I apologize, but I'm going full in here. Um, obviously, the Dodgers lost, which hurts my soul a lot because we had the best record in the entire goddamn National League, and we still couldn't get past um, the first round. So what happened was our pitcher, our star pitcher, air quotes, Clayton Kershaw, comes up in the top of the eighth inning, and all we needed was six outs to win. He gives up two home runs in a row. The Nationals, the team we were playing, tied the game, and then in the top of the tenth inning, they hit a grand slam home run. Yo, man, that that that, that game was rigged. It hurt. That game was rigged. Somebody made a lot of money off that pitch. It. Hurt. It sounds like Moneyball the movie. <laughs> Shit's going down. <laughs> except, that, except Moneyball has nothing to do with gambling. No, I know. <laughs> twenty one. Have you twenty one? S- there you go. I've seen Moneyball. I saw it the day it came out with my grandfather. Twenty one. No, Bo, I saw 21 and Moneyball. Okay, I was about to say, you saw Moneyball. Yeah. Dude, hey, it's a movie about sports. Yeah. Like, it's not all about sports. Yeah. It's Brad Pitt. I got to see a Brad yeah. Pitt movie. But, uh, yeah, so, and it, and uh, just to rub salt in the eternal wound, it happened once again in Dodger Stadium, mm-hmm. where 
to the past two World Series, which the Dodgers were in, by the way, lost the World Series at home. I also, I really love your enthusiasm before the game's even over, Ben, because yesterday Uh on Facebook, it showed me a post from Wednesday when you were like, yeah, Dodgers are winning. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I know the end of the story. <laughs> and I'm like, this is like from four days ago. Why am I seeing this now? Because I think somebody liked it really late. And yeah. I was like, commented or something oh, wow. Like this like two hours later. No, he was the sad. The second the Dodgers lost, I got all the comments. I got so many yep. memes. from. Uh, was Yeah, you sent me that one, you jerk. Yeah, yeah. I did. I yeah. sent the choker one. Yes. Another friend of mine is a fan of the Dodgers. And he yeah. had someone who had commented that to him. Uh-huh. And, and they were like, seriously, this freaking guy. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, I know who needs this. Yeah, here we go, and right up to you. Uh, I mean, even uh, uh, Mike uh, Michael from Downright Nerdy, he he mm. tweeted me. He was like, "Hey, that sucks," but and then he had to do it because she's a Giants fan. So of course, of course he, they are. Yeah, so of course he goes hashtag three rings in five years. Aww. Hashtag San Francisco <laughs> Giants. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, we've won our division seven straight years in a row. We've been in the playoffs seven straight years in a row. We've been to the World Series twice. Why can't oh we God. win this Again, damn this thing? Sounds, to me, it sounds like Moira just can't get her shit together. No, she can't. Man, it's going to be your eighth life that's going to get the Dodgers Not on only that, the team we are playing. I'm sorry, Brandon, real quick. Not only that, the team we are playing. I'm just saying they, you're coming in a little hot. So, oh, down. sorry. Not only that, the team we are playing, the Nationals, they have also been in the playoffs the past five years. We've eliminated them twice. And they're so essentially both teams were in a do or die game and all both fan bases were like, Why can't we win in the playoffs? Why can't we do this? Then someday I'm sure that they'll win the World Series. Yes. This sounds like a rigged game. It also sorry, it also hurts because people at work come up to me and because I listen to the game at work. And they're like, but Ben, don't you remember 1988? And my response is no. I wasn't born. I wasn't alive then. I was born in 1990. See, Ben, if you lower the enthusiasm and like, we're winning. Like, and then 20 seconds later, they're losing. Maybe the people won't get on to you about it so much. <laughs> That's true. Uh, real quick. He mentioned Michael from Downright Nerdy. He and I had a live had a live stream. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you did. I, I totally forgot. Star uh, Trek. We talked about Star Trek Picard trailer. We spent an hour talking about the Star Trek Picard trailer. Because there was just that much stuff in there for a Trekkie. Or a Trekker. I don't know the difference, it's I'll be trek. honest. It, it's a Trekkie. Yeah, I think it? it's Trekker. It, I've, I he- I've always heard Trekkie. When you, yeah. when well, you said Trekker, so, I was like, wait, that's, that's new. That's the thing. Like I've always heard it Trekkie. Yeah. Uh, but after a while, I started to hear that like Trekkies weren't as nerdy as Trekkers. I, I that sounds like some bullshit that like the, super nerds made to, like, yeah. we're the real nerds. Yeah, like, that sounds like it, the sounds, that yeah. sounds like That sounds like gatekeeping. It sounds uh, exactly yeah, it does. Uh, it, it, sound, it definitely does. I heard, so I I heard the word Trekkie thrown around today at LA Comic Con, yes. so I'm going to say Trekkie is still yeah, the thing. Yeah, I'm going to say that. But, Hashtag Trekkies. Okay. Yes. But yeah, to finally finish off my week, I was I was reading the Hawks box. I didn't pick up Fire Emblem at all. I was staying true to getting mature. I read all 12 issues. It was amazing. And also, on a random side note, I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race with Fanny, and it is, is that is bonkers. That's a fun show. It is. Oh, yeah. It a lot, is. A lot, and, I have a lot of friends who love that show. And just because we were talking about dreams and I thought about it, I actually had a dream. I was talking to a bunch of the drag queens last night. Yeah. And I always kept hearing. I don't think I like where this is going. No, yeah. I just no, I just kept just hearing. No, nope, we were just chatting there in full costume just, and makeup. People. And they were just talking. And one of them had the fans going, oh, the shade. The <laughs> shade of it all. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I, I don't remember the queen's name, but I was like, yep, the shade. She's the queen of queens. Yeah, all right. Cool. <laughs> so downright nerdy live stream, I'll link that below. Yeah. Um, and I'll also link uh, RuPaul's Drag Race down below. 
Uh, I might forget that. That's that's fine. Yeah. Hello, darkness. Link mild. all our friends. Uh, ben, do you have an article this week? Hello, darkness. Mild. Yeah, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> okay, I'll link that no, below yeah, too. Yeah, it's uh, games that haunt me. Spooky yeah. games. Well, I'll actually, no, not spooky games. I'll link that. But they haunt you. Game, games that experiences haunt him. Yeah. No. So I'll, I'll link that below as well. Should we get into our bread and butter? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess. And here's your bread. And your butter. He's been butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then time now for our news. We do have some bad news to start on. Man, this was a bummer. <laughs> Robert Forster yeah. has died this week at the, at the age of 78. He died of brain oh. cancer. Oh. Yeah, and you know really what, sad. guys? Like, Not a spoiler, because he's in Breaking Bad, but he's in El Camino. Uh, and he died the day the movie came out. I'm like, at least you go out on like a high note, man. That man. sucks, man. Yeah. Uh, well, was his last project before that Twin Peaks? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, he does a lot of like small stuff, but like sure. for us, like yeah, Twin Peaks is you, a big thing as well. If you don't know who he is, you have definitely seen him in something. He uh, he's in uh, Jackie Brown. Like he's in a lot. Of, he's he, in a lot of. I stuff. think almost won an Oscar for Jackie yeah, Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's uh, like he's he's the lead. He's like the standout in that movie, man. If yeah. you watched Heroes all the way towards the end uh, in season three, he's Papa Petrelli. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, is I he really? Yeah, he's Peter and um, Nathan's oh. season three villains. Oh god, how so he's like one of the most like cool down to earth like. Uh, I remember that movie. Just, that just show. like really like solid actors. He just, also like, played uh, Tim Allen's dad on. <laughs> um, what's the show Tim Allen's doing right now? Oh, Home oh, Improvement. Last, last Man Standing. <laughs> last Man Standing. He's Tim Allen's dad. Yeah. There's not that much of an age difference, is there? No. Tim Allen's n- like not 45 or 50, is he? He's older than that. Tim Allen's not in 78. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> I thought Tim Allen's older than that. He was Tim just, Allen's up there. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Tim Allen's in his 50s. Okay. I think 50s is probably about right. 70, okay. 78's a reasonable age to have a like 50-something-year-old kid. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I just th- I guess I just imagine Tim Allen's so much older because I think of Home Improvement sure. in like 1990. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, just, it's sad news. Yeah, but really I mean, uh, 78, you know. He, he, had a, he had a long career. Yeah. It's yeah. good for him. Yeah, um, He was awesome on Twin Peaks. Yeah, it was. All right, so we have, uh, we have some casting news. Oh. Um, one con- so the confirmed casting news is Matrix 4 has added y- hmm, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, who was Black Manta and Aquaman. Yes. He has been cast in Matrix 4. We don't know as who. Cool. We're not gonna just assume he's a young Morpheus. No. So like, no. I'm not gonna. No. 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 Because that's a lot of people run with that because of course, hey, it's a black person in in the Matrix. He's gonna be Morpheus. I'm like, well, it's like when good. when Finn was like Lando's son or something. Oh, oh. god. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because because you know there can't be more than one black people in the. Of universe. course. Yeah. Um. I think it's they forget about Naomi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's it's uh, the Matrix Four or whatever this is. It's happening and like it's yeah. it's actually happening. It's gonna start production soon. I'm like, holy shit. And you can yeah. bet your ass the Matrix Online game is canon. It is canon. Well, I know, but because Wachowskis are so into the thing about the the the, the multimedia thing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if the Matrix Reloaded had done that multimedia thing this year, like this time, this era, yeah. would have done a lot better. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. yeah, it was ahead of its time, even though a lot of the things were bad. Yeah, <laughs> it, you had to play a video game to understand that movie. <laughs> I mean, not to fully understand, it just really fleshes it out, which is a and great the, idea. And it the does, Animatrix. It does. And, yes. Oh god! The it is a great, and the Animatrix is dope. Animatrix the, is the best. The Animatrix was so so important to Matrix Reloaded. They played the the clips that were important before Matrix Reloaded. For That's the awesome. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I don't remember that, but I believe you. Yeah, I mean it's been years, dude. Yeah, I actually remember going to see that movie in theaters with it's my. Been dad. A lot, there's been a lot of Matrix talk. I just I, apparently the second and third Matrix films came out six months apart. They did. Yeah, I, I, did I remember know. specifically. Specifically, I was in my sixth or seventh grade. 
Uh, oh uh, no, this was. Or sorry, no, this was, was. I was in fourth grade. Fourth fifth grade. grade. I was in fifth grade. One year younger than us. No, by like lucky like, one year. Well, yeah. Be no, fourth, yeah. Be I was in fifth grade, okay. dude. If I was in fifth grade, you were in fourth grade. Okay, I was in a class, and I remember, and I was talking to a friend. I'm like, I just saw the trailer for the movie that just came out for the next movie. That's not how movies are made, and I was like blown away, and that's why I wasn't that yeah. successful. Not, hey, not the fact that they're bad. No, I remember going to the movie theater to see a third one. I was like, but didn't Reloaded just honestly, come out? Honestly, Marvel uses that same momentum that the Matrix but, sequels did. Yes, but, but, but in because, different ways. But because Matrix Reloaded was poorly received, Matrix Revolutions didn't do well. I believe that if Matrix Reloaded was better received, Matrix Revolutions would have done better. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But like, we get that sequel and we're like, oh no, this is the direction we're going. We're going to get it real soon, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so Little Mermaid has... I'm sorry, pause real quick. Oh. Um, Whoa. I did want to cover this. Well, because I, I need to do it before I forget. Uh, Jasco Games put right. on Kickstarter an Evil Dead 2 board game recently. I kind of touched on this a little while ago. Space oh. Goat Productions was doing Evil Dead 2, the board game. It delayed for a long time. They we did talked a second to the, campaign. We talked to them a while You guys, back. Did, like uh, one of the earliest episodes we did, one yeah. of our first interviews. I think literally our first it interview. It was our first interview. Oh, yeah, it was. Was with Space Goat about second this. Second interview, because didn't we do... Oh, really? Super Madness before them? Don't I'm not sure. I wasn't part of the it's show. It's around the same time. time. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. not important. Legacy issues. Um, so, Jasco Games, um, they stepped up, and uh, they are taking over... Well, okay, so they're not taking over. They started uh, a campaign for a new Evil Dead 2 board game, um, and it's, it's totally their own thing. But when they started this Kickstarter, they said, hey, if this gets funded, and we're not... You know, saying like anybody who did the original uh, Evil Dead 2 board game from Space Goat has to fund this. If this gets successfully funded, everybody who funded that old other version automatically gets one. And if you uh, funded it enough to get like the, the extra stuff, you'll get the extra stuff version of our game. So I got an email. I meant to talk about this last week. I got an email earlier last week from Jasco Games that said, this was successfully funded. Please confirm your shipping address is this for us to send you your copy of Evil Dead 2, the board game, along with all the extra stuff. Very cool. Jasco Games is trying to right the wrong that the Space Goat Company has allowed to happen by uh, people running off with everyone's money and yeah. never bringing that game to fruition and never really having open communication about what happened. So that's uh, really great. And yeah. it's awesome that a company stepped up and did this because you don't see that kind of thing happen often. And the fact that I didn't do anything for this new campaign and they're helping me out because I'm out a lot of money yeah. for that other version and uh, they're like you know it's not really like a one to one equality thing but at least you're getting this uh, a version of a game yeah. for this uh, franchise a lot of really cool. a lot of early kickstarters uh, have failed and, and people are just out of money so it's really great that somebody is doing something like hey we're sorry and we're gonna do something about it that's right. really great yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, also shout outs to Jasco Games uh, thank you for being the heroes of this story yeah absolutely thanks for being our ash alright so some Little Mermaid news um, this is not this is not uh, happening yet but David Diggs from Hamilton is yeah. in negotiations to play Sebastian in the Little Mermaid remake. But okay, from, uh, sure. All right. I think that's pretty good casting. Yeah. I don't. I have it's not listened to Hamilton, so it's, I'm sure he's amazing. It's from some other things, but I forgot to look it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's cool that, that, that they're pulling from there. Probably Lynn Manuel is a big hand in that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, remember how we thought that, uh, remember how it's pretty sure that Kevin Feige is reconsolidating all of Marvel? I mean, the live action television. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, it was a rumor, so like I was waiting for a real confirmation. So, are you going to confirm or deny things for me? Uh, no, Jeff Loeb is going whole full steam ahead on Hellstrom. <laughs> that doesn't mean that those rumors aren't possibly true. Yeah. It just means that that project hasn't been pulled, so he's going hard. Because, like, honestly, uh, Mar Marvel 
uh, universe, the, the MCU doesn't need Hellstrom, honestly. Like, yeah, he's, he's a cool character, but he is, like, a, a bottom well, of those characters. I mean, I think we talked about it in our text type because we, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but mm-hmm. if Kevin Feige is reconsolidating Marvel Marvel live action mm-hmm. to have every character under his control, I think it's mostly for to prevent confusion. 100%. I don't think it's to use the characters to prevent confusion. Yeah. Okay. Um, Unless he wants to use Ghost Rider, which we don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm Ghost sure, Rider, I d- even if he doesn't have current plans, I'm sure down the road he wants to. Sure. I stand Ghost by Rider like, is a much more high profile. The most damning evidence of all that rumor talk about that was the fact that, like, why did they announce Blade the way they did when they did? Yeah. yeah. Other than to just put a... Because there's a big rumor going around that they were talking about doing Blade as part of the Hulu stuff, too. Yeah. Why wouldn't that have been why they yeah. were like, oh, we're just going to shove that out there, put that down real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, Jeff Loeb has revealed the full the full cast list for this uh, for this series for cool. Hellstrom. Okay. Um, uh, Elizabeth Homeland's Elizabeth Marvel. Yeah, I, I thought that was a typo, but yeah, her name's Elizabeth Marvel. Mm, cool. uh, will play the long institutionalized Victoria Victory Hellst- Victoria Hellstrom. Tom Austin and Sydney Lemon will play Victoria's children. Damon and Anna Hellstrom. Uh, so that yeah, this, uh, Tom Tom. Austin will play Damon, Damon, Damon and yeah. Sydney will play Anna. Yes. Ariana Guerra, Robert Will, uh, Wisdom, it's a cool name, June Carlisle, Car- Carlisle and uh, Elaine, no, are also joining the series. Elaine Yui. Yui? Okay. Yui. Yui. Sure. So yeah, uh, that's cool. I don't know. I looked him up beforehand. I don't know him from anything. Um, He's currently, I believe he's at, he's in Strike Force, uh, which I'm reading right now. Um, he Yeah, he's a, he's like a, like I mean, every I meant the actors. I don't know who. They oh, are. sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't recognize their names immediately. Yeah. Um, there, there is some character breakdowns, but it's a lot. It's, so you don't really need to read all that. It. It's a whole lot. But yeah. Um, is there like a plot synopsis at least? Right uh, there? Marvel Television is thrilled to have an amazing cast. We, no, yeah, it's not a plot synopsis. How that is? Hey, it's about uh Satan people, guys. Wee. Yeah, it Yay. doesn't look like it doesn't look. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, this um Damon will focus on Damon and Anna Hellstrom. The son of daughter of a mysterious and powerful serial killer who tracked down the terrorizing worst of humanity. Uh, that's pretty it much sounds it. like like a ghost rider without the like the penance stare. Yeah, I'm yeah. just kind of like, why? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If this, right. if this gives me like a Hannibal type show with the Marvel, like I'm, then I'm down. But like I need to see it first. Um, I, I think Jeff Loeb is not interested in doing that sort of television. Oh, doing cool experimental funk. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, we'll think about it. He's, no, I know <laughs> his shows are very straightforward. Yeah. Let's let's get as interesting as we possibly can on Agents of Shield, and then make it so that it's basically Phil alive again anyway. Oh, yeah, rip it up, rip, rip, rip. All right, uh, some miscellaneous news, real quick. John Wick has a spinoff coming out, guys. Yeah, called the Continental, right? No, nope. well, 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 that's that that's is, a TV show. That oh, this, this is a movie. Oh, yeah. okay, so okay. This is, I got ahead of myself. This is the movie called The Ballerina. It's uh, it's Black Widow. It's Red Sparrow. The the article uh, said. The character was already introduced in John Wick as someone was 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 accredited as the ballerina. And I was like, hold on, John Wick two. There's just a bunch of ballerinas in that movie. Well, isn't there? A, oh, yeah, John, Wick John, John Wick okay. three. Because I think there's like the assassin scene in John Wick two where it's like a montage of him getting his ass kicked by a bunch of people. And I thought maybe one was a ballerina. No, no, it's, it's from John, John Wick three. There okay. was just a ballerina credited because they're ballerinas in the movie. Yeah. I my biggest fear. Yeah, CBR sucks. My biggest fear is that like. Not that the Conjuring movies are bad or anything, but like the spinoffs aren't nearly as good as the regular. I do not want them to 
to separate Annabelle creation. You, you know what I said on some. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want John Wick, which to me is almost a perfect. You know, well, right now those three movies uh-huh. are really great. I do not want them to taint this brand with a bunch of spinoffs and a bunch of things that like. And like, I'm worried about it. So here's so so uh, before I get into the rest of the news, the the most telling thing to I think what you're saying is that that Lionsgate fast tracked to this movie. Yeah, they want this movie out quickly. It's like it's like they they were like. Hey, that ballerina sequence was real cool, and yeah. uh, Red Sparrow and Anna have been movies yeah. recently. <laughs> yeah, that's what let's, scares me. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Continental sound like a logical expansion of the world. I'm excited for the Continental. Uh, this is like, why though? And the, cr- the creator of John Wick, not not the Deadpool guy, but like the writer of it, like he's doing the Continental. So like, do yeah. we have? Who's I'd doing rather this? watch. Yeah, so one sec- so one second. So uh, Len Wiseman is directing the ballerina. He did um, Swamp Thing, right? Didn't he do some yeah, Swamp he Thing? Did he did an he episode did. of Swamp Thing. Yeah, he did multiple episodes of Swamp Thing. Um. So and then Shay Hatton, who is the scriptwriter for John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum. Well, okay, all right, uh, is pending the script. Okay, I mean, anything can be good. Yeah, I just don't have an immediate interest in this. Yeah, yeah. At this moment, when you put these, when you put this in front of me, and you'd also put female Fast and Furious film in front of me, I'd actually rather watch the female Fast and Furious film just out of genuine interest. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, yeah, it's going to follow a young female assassin who seeks revenge against the people who the people who killed their family. So yeah, the people. Uh, Keanu Reeves is producing this this film. That's cool, um, but yeah, so it, it, it is Shay Hatton uh, yeah. who did the who did the third movie. So hey, you know what? Yeah, you know, could, I just I, I don't want this to be a cast grab. I want it to be from a from a creative actual creative point. Yeah, I and, agree. And, and it just immediately doesn't say that to me. Yeah, because no, it's fast tracked. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, hey, man, we'll see. Yeah, anything can be good. What was the first um, Conjuring spinoff? Was it Annabelle? Annabelle. 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 Okay. I'm just, I'm just, that's not a basis or anything. I'm just like, oh, that's yeah, that first, what came first. That yeah. first movie was not the best, no. but Annabelle. So Ballerina 2 is going to be Annabelle creation is Annab- stupid good. Yeah. And that's exactly. Gave us Shazam, baby. It's like, wait, how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> how yeah. are you a prequel to a bad spinoff and you're better? Yeah. Um, Annabelle Creation's great. This is kind of just for me. I don't know if you guys saw the movie Dylan Dog with Brandon Routh. I talked aware. about it with like I think I was talking to you. Yeah, we we, we talked about yeah. how uh, yeah, it's it's like an Italian Italian comic, and then yeah. they made a bad movie. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's bad, but I like it. Oh boy, Brandon Routh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Names. <laughs> Wasn't this his first movie after Superman Returns? No. no. Funny enough, this movie was filmed years like before it. Oh. And they put it on the shelf, and then Superman yeah, yeah. came out. Oh no. No, this movie. Oh, it reads like that. Yeah. I don't know that. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, so Dylan Dog uh, is getting a. TV series. That's totally cool. Uh, James Wan has joined forces with Italian comic book publisher Sergio Benelli, mm-hmm. uh, Editore, for a 10-episode live-action television series based on Tiziano's, okay. C- Tiziano Siavi's long-running horror title. I am getting a little nervous about the amount James Wan is doing. Producing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's turning he's getting, into like a he's JJ. Getting, he's getting to the JJ point where like they're going to start slapping his name on things and they're not going to be quality anymore. Yeah. He's spreading himself a lot thin, yeah. I'm thinking. Real thin, yeah. I mean, like, Fortunately, it's worked so far, mostly. But I mean, think about things like The Nun, where it's like, you know, he still has the branching oversight and his name still gets attached, but like he had to come in and clean up that movie because it was going to besmirch his name and everything. I I think we're getting to that point. We got to be real careful with this. But here's the telling part for me about this one. Uh, Unlike a lot of those products that he does attach his name to, his production company isn't attached to them. So in in this case... Uh, Atomic Monster, which is his, his production company, will be attached to it. So it looks well, like this one, at least, he has a creative hand in Gideon it. Gideon Falls, too, correct? Gideon Falls. We just went I, over this last week, and it said that him and people from Atomic Monster are coming. Yeah, then I'm sure, yeah. Uh, attached to it, because that was part of our news. Mm-hmm. Because he, he, this is not 
these aren't the, the most re- these are the most recent things, but he's attached to himself to a lot of things. Yeah, when recently. it when it's James Wan and his production company, Atomic Monster, yeah. I have more faith that there's you know people he trusts who have their hands in the yes. in the cookie jar as well. But when it's just James Wan Presents. doing this, and I'm like, James Wan's doing a lot. Yeah, yeah I feel mm-hmm. that. Um, and like you can only do so much. So this is a com- this is a comment from um uh from uh. David Benelli, who's the who's the who's the editor in chief of the of that of that uh, series, James Wan and Atomic Monster are mo- are masters of the horror genre and have a proven sensibility on be- on how best to adapt comics to the screen. We are so thrilled to have this dream com- dream team working on one of our most important characters. Um, I think the premise of Dylan Dog is really cool. Yeah, and I'm totally sure. into this idea. It's I, inter- I hope so. It's interesting that literally last week was the announcement of Gideon James Wan and Atomic Monster going on Gideon Falls and yeah. like making the big press release about it, and now the next week Dylan Dog, and I'm like, are we getting the James Wan streaming service? Is this <laughs> yeah, where right. we're heading? Like, what's happening here? For those of you who don't know, Dylan Dog was, that, and I'm saying this because there's going to be a lot of people who don't know Dylan Dog. It was a movie. It was adapted into a movie starring Brandon Routh, who is woefully miscast. However, I enjoy it. Um, it's based on an Italian comic for over 33 years and 500 plus installments is what the description says. Dylan Dog has followed the titular British paranormal detective and his Groucho Marx impersonator sidekick, uh, appropriately named Grouch, uh, as they crack cases involving all manner of monsters, ghouls, and ghosts. It's a cool premise, honestly. It's kind of like Constantine. I was going to say, it's like, yeah, it's Constantine. Yeah, it's kind of like Constantine. I'm into this. I, I think this could be good. Uh, there's a 19... I was trying to remember. There's a 1994 uh, movie called Cemetery Man that's loosely based off this where he's a... He's like, quote unquote, retired uh, and he's a graveyard uh, caretaker and he has to deal with zombies coming back to life and that's his job is to take care of zombies coming back to life. <laughs> that's uh, cool. It's an awesome, like, romantic gothic movie. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so trailers. Lots of them. Oh. So, Doolittle... Previously titled The Fantastic Voyage with Dr. Doolittle. It got John Carter, guys. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I think this looks pretty fun. Yeah, I, I think it visually looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I know he wouldn't have made the choice for the voice if it wasn't good, but in the trailer, I'm not buying Robert Downey Jr.'s voice, and yeah. I know it's going to sound fine in the movie. I, I mean, you know, it could not, but I think what he's trying to do is emulate Rex Harrison, who is yeah. the actor from the original Robert, uh, uh, yeah. Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, but I, don't, I also don't think he needs to do that. Do Spe- your own thing. No, I don't think I think that he can he doesn't have to like try to be like Rex Harrison. Oh, yeah, I'm saying doing your own thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um I'll, Doolittle did a lot for me uh because of uh reading the book when I was younger. Um yeah. and I I am seeing a lot of the imagery from the book being translated here. It feels much more true to that the spirit of that at yeah. least. I'm not I'm not immediately out, so Yeah. yeah. Sure. We'll see. Yeah. Visually it looks great. I like the visuals. I like um, the Antonio like, Banderas is a bad guy. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the animals a lot Happy in this to one. See him again. And I, I mean, yeah. a gorilla who's scared of everything. Yeah, I like that gorilla. Like, yeah. It's uh, got, also the, the tiger does, with the golden tooth on it. It's got one hell of a voice cast. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of those. Actors oh, we've really seen good. that before, though. Yeah, we have. Sure. See, like honestly, like that. That names don't do it for me anymore because for the last twenty years, that's it's it's. Established I was names. just I was just talking about this to to Zara, where I was like, you know, I can no longer trust uh, yeah. if a bad movie looks if a bad movie looks bad and like Venom. Yeah. Like 
because of Venom, I can't trust movies like that. Like if all these named actors are being like, we can no longer be like, oh, they, there must be something there for them to join. There's a, a great Lindsay Ellis video. I don't know if we watched it yet, but I know it, but it's all about how because of Aladdin and Robin, oh, yeah, yeah. it's Robin, yes, it's yes. not Robin Williams' yes. fault, but it's because of Aladdin and Robin Williams that voice casts sell movies more than the movies themselves nowadays. Oh, yeah. And it's I because think, of Aladdin. for like animated or even CG yes. animated yeah. featuring I films. think I saw that video. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to double check. It's like the people versus Robin Williams or something like that. Disney yeah. versus Robin Williams. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it also the voice cast, like, it being announced in the trailer doesn't do anything for me because they were really announced a long time ago. We've known this voice cast we for have. a while. Also, we, haven't, we didn't hear a lot of them either. No. So. Uh, but it, we have known them about them, It's yes. It's living or dying on, on Robert Downey Jr., let's be honest. Like, like the voice cast can be really good and everything, but it's living or dying This on is, like, him. honestly a huge test for him now. Like, are people, go- like, is he, because this, fir- this is the first movie he's made in eight years that's not a Marvel movie. I don't know if I'd say it's a test because, mm, like. The Judge. The Judge came out in 2011. I, I don't oh know. God. Yeah. I don't know if I could say this is a huge test for him because, like, frankly, he can do whatever he wants. No, I mean, and, is, he, and is like, he still a draw that he's not now that he's not Iron Man? I, is this movie going to make money? It, I think even if it doesn't, they'll still put him in big roles regardless, and he'll, they'll still treat him like a draw. No, I know. Uh, so I, I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's really going to be a test. I don't think, I think, I'll put it this way. I do not think that if people decide not to go see this movie, Robert Downey Jr. is the reason. That's, I don't think people are going to see it that way either. Yeah, we're not in an age where star power even matters. Yeah, but dude, a lot of people like Robert Downey Jr. because of Iron Man. That's that's one hundred percent true. Yeah. And like, people might go Young see people. this movie for it, but I don't think people are not going to see this movie because of Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah, like, no, like know, they'll, know, they'll yeah. stay they'll they'll stay further away from it because of other elements that might not speak to them. We'll yeah. see. Who knows? Um, it is a little uh, short time span wise mm-hmm. to start the marketing for it. Uh, it's not it's always the case, but January is often a time where movies go to die. Um, so we'll 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 we'll, yeah. we'll we'll see how it does. Which is goes. actually something that the film industry needs to learn not to do. Yeah, if you, because what Deadpool, quality does, doesn't matter. Deadpool Deadpool proved that the times have changed yeah. enough. Post Dread, the times have changed enough where if you put a movie anywhere and it looks good, it will rea- it will find an audience. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, People need to spread out. I don't need to go see a movie every single week. Every I don't summer. need to see four movies every week in the summer. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't need it. Um, Spread them. Right. Onward had a new trailer. This excuse me. This trailer definitely sold me. You're more welcome, than, America. Than that first one. <laughs> so I was already sold on the first trailer for Onward because I kind of like that. Tra- I like that show. Sure. This one was just like out my heart because I just needed a, I needed to know what the plot was yeah because like the first trailer didn't tell me anything like and for I me like, I was I was sold in the world I was like yeah, yeah I, I can dig this world truthfully to, to that point Ryan no Pixar film in the first trailer yeah. tells you what the movie is I guess about. that's true I guess I just like the, the, yeah, this, they never do that like, that's, sure, that, that's true like uh, the good yeah. dinosaur just said hey what if the asteroid missed yeah that's it except, except arguably Cars 3 sorta if you know what Cars 3 is about, then yes. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess my, my point was like this 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 not the first not trailer didn't sell me on this world. Sure, I needed yeah. I needed more information. Just oh, it's fantasy, but now yeah. right because yeah. I've seen that a lot. Well, yeah, yeah that, and I've it, seen Bright. It still it still is leaning into the whole. Okay, well, it is our world, but then there's fantasy creatures. Like I kind of I like good dinosaurs world building where it is the world is different because a different species evolved with it. Yeah. Well that like this one is they always were fantasy. The world was always fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then they developed technology the same way that we developed technology and became reliant on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, no, but what I'm saying is like it, it's it's got the same looking planes, the same looking cars, the sure. same looking mailboxes. No, 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 I, I get you, I get you. Like um, nothing nothing is different about nothing is different about the look of the world. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the trailer still doesn't tell you that even this one, even though it's telling you it's basically weekend at Bernie's in the fantasy world. But Part of the whole point cool. of the thing is that, like, 
uh, the reason that the dad is trying to establish this connection is because the dad believed in the that technology was too consuming of them. That's why he yeah. used something magical in order to communicate with them. He was very much a person who believed in tapping into the old, and that's what he's trying to lead his sons to do is look at the old as well. Is this going to be a movie um, about like like oh we need to appreciate nature more and get off our is, phones? This is a sender. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, oh, this yeah. movie doesn't like this movie does have a theme of like uh, not not needing to let technology consume us as mm-hmm. much. I mean, that is part of it. Yeah. So, also, so it's, it's, it's a tool. Computer. It is a tool more than it is an aesthetic. Yeah. And yeah. also, it's a story about the youngest, uh, the younger son who's able to meet his dad for the first time. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Just like, just, just the, the whole part where it's like when the foot, when the dad's foot, even when he's all legs, just goes over the top of his uh, foot. Like, wait Hi. until you see that whole sequence. Oh, no, I'm not ready for the, this. Uh, You're not ready for the, it. The... Honestly, even even if I wasn't sold on the first trailer, even if I wasn't sold on this trailer, Pixar still sells me on movies. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, so I, I was. Gone. I I'm was ready to go. It. I'm ready to go in this one. I loved this this trailer. Mm-hmm. I loved the interaction between the brothers, between Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Um, I believe Sparks it was you who said that they were able the to record together. Turned on Chris Pratt. How so? He's the worst he, Chris now. He's very religious. Let's just oh, say yeah. that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I, I I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. that. Uh, I who's know that the be- Do you know who the best Chris is? Uh, Pine. It's Hemsworth, actually. It's Hemsworth. Oh, okay. It's Hemsworth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hemsworth is according to the internet. Hemsworth is the best Chris. What, what happened to Evans? Evans is Listen, third we best. We. There are some Who's things that there are some things that we don't need to talk about on this on this podcast that makes Chris Evans a troubling person. But we're not going to talk about it right now because that's not the point. But okay. Twitter Chris, loves Chris to tell Pine. you things. Chris Pine's second best. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, as I was saying. I, I cannot wait for this movie. I really as also I mean come, you have Pixia Motorcycle Club. That's cool. That's that's funny. Yeah. That is a cool sequence. Yeah. yeah. What are you looking at, Shades? It's just a high pitched voice of a like. Oh, you're so. Perfect. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, Jungle Cruise had its first trailer. I'm so this is it. a this is an interesting blend of the kind of heroic version of both of their trailers that I saw at D23. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's like fun. It, it 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 really gave me mummy vibes and then in a good way. Yep, yeah. Like I saw that on the internet a lot and I haven't I it's, didn't watch this trailer till tonight. Uh, they they talked about D23 how it's very romancing the stone inspired yeah. and everything and you yeah. get that a lot. Um I am into it. Yeah, it looks like a fun adventure romp. The yeah. snake monster thing puts me off a little not yeah. in like concept in execution. The snake yeah. monster puts me off in concept. Yeah. 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 You don't like snakes? No, thank you. you Why did it have to be the It looks it just looks a little Weird. hokey. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I mean like the mummy's not hokey. No, but I mean like. But the mummy, uh, but, but, the mummy but, does. But like you're Disney and you have money to make it not look too hokey. Uh, I mean, tra- you, know, mummy, you know, trailers the CJ's never done. The yeah. mummy wasn't hokey at the time it came out. It was actually a horror think, element. Think about movie. think about if like they gone hardcore more towards practical for this though. Oh sure. I but mean, it's, which but is a problem Disney, that Disney hasn't been doing. I know. I know. Ho- they love I know. wasting money. <laughs> so Disney CGI's everything. Yeah. We're CGI right now, and you can't even see us. So I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm on this trailer. I wasn't actually. like super salt, but it looks fun. Like it, I, hope it, it, I do like yeah. the adventure aspect. I like like Emily. I Emily, don't know. It's just yeah. the first action scene where we see Emily Blunt in the trailer is like this. Looks this feels slow. I don't feel the tension yeah, that, that gave me that 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 uh, like when Evie knocks over all the bookshelves. Yeah, like it, I've so, got a lot of mummy vibes. So. It, it could just be I haven't seen the mummy in a very long time. But even when the uh, the when Dwayne Johnson was giving his lines about the Jungle Cruise itself, I was like, you can't. You, it just it felt flat for me. Oh, I like the element that the Jungle Cruise is something he made up. I do yes. too. Yeah, I think that's a good too. element. And then yeah. he actually has to go on a real adventure. And like, oh, am I yeah. gonna be up for this? I mean, the later yeah. stuff where he's like dying is extra. Then I have to carry. He's like, okay, that's actually kind of funny. I love when she punches him in the face and she's like, I'm so sorry. And he's yeah. like, it's okay. Strong form. Yeah, yeah. form. <laughs> that part was good, but just like. 
I mean, I get that he's like a con man. He's trying to do his thing as cheap as possible. Like, even when he's like, the backside of water. What's the other one in the world? What do you want? Uh, I I jokingly said this is the exact same plot of Anaconda where they uh-huh. try to go find like the the secret of, like the life the tree of life or whatever and the then blood orchid the, yeah <laughs> and <laughs> I still orchid. never seen that movie snake orgies <laughs> oh god the, the snake orgy orgy haunts my dreams to this day <laughs> yeah. oh lord oh right right next to Gideon Falls <laughs> oh lord now next the to smiling Gideon Falls. snake orgy man it's next to that. <laughs> Um, oh but I mean, I, <laughs> this is a super my, expensive movie. So the it smiling is. snake orgy man. Yeah. Just his face is just like writhing snakes. Can we not? Ooh, I want to. That's the episode. Gonna get a title. commission. Can we not? <laughs> yeah. Episode one sixty four of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Yeah. Smiling snake no. orgy man. No. I, I agree with you, Ben. Like I wasn't super sold on it, but like I love everyone in it, and it so looks good. So like I, I love the Rock. Know. I love Emily I, Blunt. I'm on board for more action adventure films because we don't get enough of them. hundred percent. Yes. I feel the same way, and who who knows? Maybe the second trailer would would sell me hard. I'm like, no, I'm into this. Yeah, I'm built, sold. I'm sold on those two actors, so it doesn't matter. They built an Their entire island. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, they did. They spent like a hundred million dollars on an island, guys. Jesus, bloody hell! Well, Disney's got the money to burn. Yeah, they do. They burn it all. Rick and Morty season four got a trailer. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! And a release date of November 10th with a five episode run. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It seems first like, first half of the season. The yeah. first half of the season. Yeah. I, I I like that they're giving it to us like as it's done because like, they'll like, probably yeah. be able to come out like in six months with the second half and then hopefully another only six like months. another six months yeah. to the first half of the next season. Like I mini think seasons. They're trying to be able to space it out so that you you don't feel like it's so long between. Yeah. yeah. Even the trailer said it. We've waited a long time, so here here it is. Yeah. I mean, half you, the season you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, if you remember, like they got ordered seventy six episodes, not yeah. not like a season, seventy six episodes. Yeah. So honestly, if we get five episodes every every six months, that's great. Yeah. That's gonna last us a really long time. You, you know what? At this point, I'm just gonna let them do their thing. Yeah. Animation's hard, guys. It it is hard. Yeah. I love the I love the look of it. Yeah. Yeah. It still uh, looks yeah. as disgusting it's, and it's irreverent and crazy. Even, even the even the trailer, they're like, yeah, they're just gonna f it all up. Yeah. You know what, Morty? This is going to cow as one of your adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Morty. I told punch you not to keep it, it on the 12 minutes. Card, yeah. All the, when he's like, oh, I could dig this magic stuff, I actually thought I was like, wait, are they going to go into I don't want to have to hunt down what you become. <laughs> rip off <laughs> Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually like when he was talking about magic. He was like, wait, are they going to delve into the Rick and Morty D&D comics that IDW's putting out right now? That's actually, yeah, Ben. That's actually a pretty yeah. decent idea. Because like, they do a lot of sci-fi and like they, they venture into weird shit. So like sci-fi, fantasy. Yeah, even like the first season when they go to that uh, sci-fi or that fantasy world, Rick is all like, ugh. Yeah. This is all bullshit. Yeah. Uh, His Dark Materials also had a trailer this this week, but we did not watch it because there's too many trailers. Um, but it did release. It, we do have release dates for for that show in the UK is November third, and in the US will be November fourth. Yeah. Oh my god, that's next month. On oh, a man. similar note, uh, we didn't watch the Damage Control trailer. The video the, game. The, the VR yeah. experience. Yes. It's not a video game. It's a VR experience. Sorry. They are different. Yes, you're um, right. You and, don't do anything uh, in VR. Uh, yes. Uh, and for the VR experience, um, you're going to be encountering James Spader mm-hmm. officially coming back to play Ultron, mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch, Evangeline Lilly, Paul Rudd, Tom Holland. Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright. Yeah. And yeah, I think I, that's all that's been officially confirmed. Yeah. I think the Hulk is there, but no announcement of Mark Ruffalo being ah! present. I'm really happy that you guys are so excited for it. I mean, obviously I am too. The Void is very fun. I did the Star Wars experience. I did the Star Wars one last year. So what year. do you do in it? If it's not a game, do you do anything? Do you just sit yeah, in there? No, and you walk around. Oh, okay. They've created a map, mm. a virtual map, and then they put up walls, the corresponding walls. And you have to like you have to shoot stormtroopers, and you have to walk so through it's a game? hallways. I mean, it's yeah. a... 
Mm. I'm dispensing. I mean, my I'm point just, being, I'm, I'm my point being that right it's now. not a uh, virtual. S- no, when I you know. say like virtual game, I, I picture like a thing that is is like on the headsets that you're playing yeah. at home, and this is not the same as. No, that. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just giving you shit. Oh my god! Why am I so tired? Damn, dog! It is pretty late. The Turning had a trailer. Also, yeah, it's we a were new movie. Gonna talk about it, and then you brought it up. I'm glad you did. Yeah, it's a new horror movie with Finn Wolfhard, and it's got the the lady Terminator or like the lady cyborg from from the new Terminator movie. Dark. Oh, Dark. that's who she was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So she's, it's she's, Lady The Shining. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got Finn hey, Wolfhard. Yeah. <laughs> I think those kids are up to something, guys. I, I like Finn Wolfhard a lot in this trailer because like he like he isn't so much like creepy in Stranger Things, but like he can definitely give off that vibe. Yeah. And in this, he's like mad creepy. Oh, with he that. is mad. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, he's like, like he's in, getting in, older in and Stranger Things. In Stranger Things, it's like, oh, this is the kid I want to hang out with. But in this one, it's like I want to stay. You watched wh- the wrong season of Stranger Things if you said that. Wow. S- calling out season three, Finn Wolfhard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. He's trash. Feel a little shit yeah. in that season. Season I two. Agree. Trash Wolfhard. I was talking kidding. about season two, Finn Wolfhard. Oh yeah. Who well, didn't abandon his friends to go make out with his girlfriend? Yeah, no, right. he just got real sad and mopey because he didn't know where Eleven was. Where are you? Uh, Season one, Finn Wolfhard? You're right. That season there one Finn Wolfhard's pretty cool. Perfect season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, season three is really, really no, good. No, it is. It's not I perfect, know. but it's still really good. I know. Uh, anyways, yeah, Finn Wolfhard is creepy as hell. Even the girl, the little girl is creepy. Like She's like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to, like, hey, what happened to your last name? I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, creepy haunted house, and like she's getting her hair, uh, like hell, like uh, touched by like ghosts, and she's cool with it's it. It's like a spider on top yeah. of Finn's mouth. That's yeah, it looks like a little gross. Some cool, gross imagery. Uh, uh, I'll check this out. Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested in seeing this. Did we did we see if it was rated R? Or uh-huh. did, did it say not rated yet? I don't, I don't think it's I rated didn't check. Yet. Okay, I don't think it's rated okay. yet. It's too early. I don't check those things anymore. Yeah, I'm an adult. I can see whatever the frack I want. No, I know. I just like like is it going to be gory or is it going to be PG-13? That's what I'm asking. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Um. That's it. Anything else you guys want to bring up, or should we move into our topic? Mm. Anything, guys? Mm. Mm. (coughs) Sorry, I got the hawks pox. I'm so sorry. My bad, guys. You freaked me out. I thought you were choking again. (laughs) No, I'm not eating. I'm not eating rice right now. (laughs) All right, let's get into our main topic. All right. You see, all I ever wanted was peace between humans and mutants. All I ever wanted was to love you and for you to love us. But here's the new truth: while you slept, the world changed. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our hawks pox talk, the greatest thing happening in comics in 2019. I'm so happy to be here. We're doing a video portion of this one, audio listeners, so I'm pointing to nothing that you can't see. Uh, we're here to talk about Hawkspox for the topic. The, to- the Hawkspox toxic. <laughs> toxic. Uh, no. We have a whole lot of issues, guys, and a whole lot of continuity. 12 in total. 12, 12 issues. In total. Uh, really like 800,000 comics in 12 issues, because this, is, uh, this is some heavy-duty shit, you guys. Uh, I am a super heavy X-Men fan. These guys have not read much X-Men, right? No. Yeah. Yes. You, okay, you guys said no. Uh, no, uh, no, as in you are correct. Yes. I have not read X. Okay. I have not read much X Men yes. until this. So, um, before, yes, as in you are correct. Yes. So before we get into it, I just wanna, uh, so I'll talk about like what is your what what is your history with the X Men guys? Um, what X Men have you read? I know we're all we all. I was gonna say fans of the movies. I know we've seen the movies. I am fans of the movies. <laughs> yes, I am fans of I'm, some movies. I'm fans of some. Yes. Uh, so I will say fans of movies. Yes. Okay. Uh, so have you been real quick? Yes. Any any X Men comic books? Uh, not comic books. However, I did have a one of those DK like um, fourth grade reading level books that explained the entire history of the. Uh, well, Kind of explain the history of the X Men, such as Charles Xavier, uh, Cyclops, Jean, uh, Jean Grey, Marvel Girl. Boy, that's a big one of those kindergarten books. Yeah, It'd be huge. It, it was the, it, the DK books. That's, it, that's no, it was th- it was thin. It was no, the thin I, version. I'm saying because the X Men timeline is so complicated. Yeah, I know. But oh yeah, the, the but G- it was it was the kid version of it, yeah, and yeah. it had and it it had in like novelization form the first X Men story. Dude, and, that's how I like learned about so much Spider Man. Yeah, go on. So I read. So I had that. I loved because I was a huge fan of the X Men cartoon. 
I loved watching the X-Men cartoon. It was on right before, like when it was on before Spider-Man, I would watch that. Hell yeah. And I loved it because Wolverine was obviously my favorite because who, which kid doesn't want metal claws to come out of his fists? Snake. Yeah, that was all. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. they, he said he claims they hurt. So I, d- I don't. They hurt every okay. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Until. I'm gonna hurt my, uh, you know, during the. Well, you know. Oh, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, video podcast. Uh, hey. Oh, hey, we're going there then. All right, <laughs> all right. But yeah, so but comic wise, nothing. Cool. It wasn't until I finally started reading comics and buying books that I finally decided to, I started reading Marvel essentially, or specifically where I said, you know what, I have Civil War. I want to get into Avengers versus X Men. So I. Got Avengers vs. X-Men, oh. which isn't bad. It's okay. Um, ben, let me tell you. Counselor. If that's the only X-Men book you've read, that's a bad X-Men book. <laughs> okay. I'm just letting you know now. It, that is a not... It's an okay book. It has good moments. Bad yeah. event. Bad yeah. event. Yeah. But you'll be happy that I did pick up House of M. Yes, I was there. And go- yeah, you were there. Yeah. And I'm hunting down all new X-Men. Uh, sorry, I always mix it up. It's just new X-Men. Just, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm hunting, trying to hunt down new Grant X-Men. Morrison's the next, new yeah, new Grant X-Men. Morrison's run. But after House and Powers of X, I want more. And I'm glad. That's what I wanted from, from, from this experience, is uh, for you guys to become fans, if possible. Yes. I guess my experience as the ultimate X-Men run. Mm-hmm. I read the first several volumes <laughs> of that. Um, I re- I've read Days of Future Past... Uh, it's only two issues, so that's not a huge feat. People always assume Days of Future Past is this huge thing. It's two issues. Yeah, it's just two issues. <laughs> it, they're the like almost maybe the most impactful X Men issues, and it's only two. Like yeah. that's how powerful those two issues are. Right. Which uh, is funny because Days of Future Past, when you look like the book is right behind you guys, it's thick. Well, it's got all the times. They it's all all the tie-ins. Too. It's got everything yeah. uh, like the, the essential reading, if you will. Sure. But essentially, it's just two issues. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. But two they really they, they always they always went back to that timeline. I've seen the animated shows, Wolverine and yeah. Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah. Um, uh, comics. Hell, even the video games they did it. I yeah. read all new X Men. I read. Is that Bendis's? Yeah, okay. I read the first volume of All New X Men. I read uh, Uncanny. Good. I'm gonna count this Uncanny Avengers. There's three X Men on that. No, that is that is that is an X Men book. Yes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Uncanny also X Force. Also, a Recommender comic book. Yeah, Uncanny Avengers was really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, Iron Man 2020 shows up in that. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so many. You should read that. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Uncanny X Force. Uh, we read the book club of that one. I have read AVX. Uh, most of it's terrible. Um, it has really good moments. Yeah, I, I so so not a whole lot of kind of pepperings here and there. Cool, that's what I've done. Cool, but this is this is the first time where uh, X Men book ever made me exclaim, "Holy shit!" I love it. I wanted to, but unfortunately, when I read a lot of these, it was like pretty late at night. I, like, I was at work was when like, I said that. Holy I was just like, wow. I was like, whoa, Amazing. whoa, Sparks. and I was like, it's three a.m. I was like, oh, I gotta talk to someone about this now. <laughs> What's up, Sparks? Sparks for your your. Um, I watched the X Men animated series Wolverine and the X Men as well. Um. The entirety of everything that was Ultimate X Men, because I read the entire Ultimate Marvel nice. universe. Um, Bendis's, I read some of Bendis's a while ago, and Whedon. Yeah, when Whedon was on Astonishing X Men, I, I read. That is a. You know, yeah. I want to say I read all of his run, but I'm not 100 percent confident yeah. of it. But I, I definitely read a, ch- a decent uh, chunk. That those first two volumes are like that in Grant Morrison. That was definitely like, like Whedon stuff was like my first. X-Men pickup because I knew Joss Whedon was doing it. I was a Joss Whedon fan at the time, so I went straight to his X-Men mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that's a great um, one. So that and then the stuff we've done for the podcast and the X-Men Legend games. Yeah. Played those. I almost bought that today, but oh yeah, yeah you they don't did. have an original Xbox and it's not backwards compatible. Right. Uh. I, play, I have the original, have the original X, X-Men Legacies uh, mm. uh, for PlayStation 2. Nice. I still Wait, have a PlayStation do you mean, 2. Do you mean that, like, that's, Legends. that's Legends. That's X-Men Legends. That's the same thing. Yeah, that's Legends. Yeah. 
for the PS2. Yeah, yeah the four mm-hmm. people. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, played yeah. those. It's it's pre- it's the the prequel to the Marvel Ultimate Alliance yeah. games. Yeah. yeah, I played those. Yeah, awesome. yeah, exactly. And those those uh, always incorporate some stuff, but those are mostly original stories. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, the comic stuff comes from the Ultimate Run and, and Whedon's Run. The Wolverine, uh, the X Men Origins Wolverine video game tie-in is actually really rad. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mystique's that, in that game. That's one of the one times where the video game is actually better than the movie. So Mark, much better. Mark Hamill plays Wolverine. Yeah, right. Hey, hey, Bob! I'm the Jokerine. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Sorry. that's that's my cool. Yeah. All right, I love it. Ed, if if could I, Ryan, I know you said could I do one too? No, go for it. Thank you. It's this is my one no, of my go favorite. For, oh, I read yeah. I read this issue twice. This is, I know it's the first issue of the whole thing, but I just love. No, it's a it's a barn burner of a start. He's yeah. talking about House of X. House of X number, yeah, one. number one. I just love it because uh, um, and Abbas goes, "Do you know what you sound like?" I do, and it feels good to finally say it. Mm-hmm. You see, I know how you humans love your symbolism almost as much as you love your religion. And I wanted you, I needed you to understand. You have new gods now. Just big dick Magneto. Oh, yeah, dude. Big dick Magneto. Yeah. He is so, so oh, good. I don't like you saying that word. <laughs> BDM. <laughs> please never, please BDM. never do that again. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's, it, it's, it's an internet How thing. about this boss internet? <laughs> I, I boss know energy. it's thing. It shouldn't come from a very white man. Oh, okay. Boss that's energy right. Magneto. Just like F, F all y'all. Yeah, so let's let's dive right in. So yeah. um, let's start with House of X number one. Uh, the very first but scene. Two, sto- two stories that are one. Two stories that are one. Uh, and it's funny because every pretty much every big relaunch now has a miniseries before it. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, no offense to all the ones that I've read, uh, none of them are super important. I don't think. No. I think they're setups, which is fine. You're right. There. This setups. is truly like this is just like a new series, and then we're getting the new I'll series. Be, after I'll that. be honest. After reading the last issue, which is basically issue twelve, I was like, if this was just a out of continuity X Men maxi series, that'd be awesome. T- to be fair, nine tenths of it is. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah. A, oh my god. It's such an. It's such a. Such a uniquely told story for Marvel, especially. <laughs> like they don't go this big and, yeah. and experimental. Yes. And this. Hickman has put a complete series into a big X-Men relaunch. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So I just want to comment really quick about how I feel masterful Hickman's storytelling is in these uh, 12 issues. There's a reason he's... He's as big so as he is. I mean, obviously, issue number one, um, House of House of X number one, we get a Magneto talking to the ambassadors, and and the very first page we get um, this Charles yeah, we have Xavier. To start, we have to start with the pod people, yeah, because Charles Xavier oh, with um, Scott and Gene of these like pot these like eggs. He's like to me, my X Men. You're like the frack is this, and then in issue number two or issue one of Powers of X, we see this guy. This guy right here, Nimrod. Nimrod. Yeah, he's an he's an old school X Men villain. I had well, he's I was, like he's a, he is an AI Sentinel. He's the highest yeah, of Sentinels. Yeah, the highest of Sentinels. Yeah. I, I kind of figured that he was yeah. the highest of the high. But once we get to Nimrod in uh, year one hundred, I'm like, what is going on? Okay, so I, we have to go a little bit issue by issue because there's to, stuff we have to set want, up. To, right. to be honest with you, starting with the pod stuff that yeah. you were saying, uh, reading this week to week because you guys didn't correct like you didn't read this I, week to week. You basically I, did it more or less as a trade this week. Yeah. Yes. Um, Ryan and I were doing week to week, and then I think we both reread the whole thing. Yeah, I read it all this. over yeah, yeah. again. Yeah, um, but doing week to week when the second house issue dropped, the Moyer um, one. Yes, the Moyer one. Uh, by the time I was reading the rest of it week to week, I'd forgotten all about the pods. Yeah. By Most, that point, yeah. I'd yeah. forgotten. Uh, I'm a big part of uh, comic Twitter, and I love talking all about this all day on Twitter. So, like, speculation from the very beginning was like, "Is this is Professor X the maker? Is this pod stuff like completely irrelevant? Like, w- we don't know what any of this means." And all the X Men are acting really out of character. I had to stay far away from uh, 
from uh, Twitter. Twi- well, from Twitter, yeah. Mm-hmm. From you, sadly, you specifically, because no, I yeah, because you well, you also hashtag Xpoilers was around for a while. Yes, that that which saved you, some lives. Which was like great. Our, did you like our conversation with Mike on Xpoilers? Which one? We, if, Where <laughs> it was a me, Brandon, and a, a Mike saying. Uh, we were, to, we were riffing on you, but oh, that's fine. Because, I don't care because the, because the ex-spoiler we weren't actually riffing. No, on yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the spoilers thing, and Mike was like, "Hey guys, if we tag ex-spoilers, he won't see this. So let's talk bad about." It. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that's awesome! That's a good trick. Also, uh, ex-spoilers is a very uh, very necessary thing because people wanted to spoil this book for people who haven't read it. Why? And because they're assholes. No, you know I the mean, internet. Yeah, there is an. I don't. Let's not say. Let's not say. Uh, there is an element of people just being excited and wanting to share yeah. their excitement yeah. on yeah. Twitter. So for. Uh, uh, let's talk about House of X. Like we're talking about it, but uh, the main crux of this issue is is a tour of Krakoa uh, with the ambassadors of various different places, uh, with Magneto and the Stepford Cuckoos, mm-hmm. and uh, they they talk about these drugs that yes. the mutants are producing that Krakoa is producing because they put the seeds everywhere. Yeah, they put the seeds everywhere, and Krakoa grows these uh, plants that uh, expand life for five years, gets rid of all diseases, cures cancer and Alzheimer's, like helps the, cures diseases of the mind yeah. specifically. Um, and Xavier is willing to give this to to the world. Uh, not give. He is willing to let them pay for it. Yes, pay for it. And uh, he even says, like, I would have done this for free. Yeah. Yeah. In late in the later issues, which uh But you haven't yeah. earned it. You if haven't you earned it. Didn't muck it up. Yeah. Um, so uh it turns out that a lot of those ambassadors are actually plants and uh they're not actually ambassadors. There's like a lot of the world wanna see what the hell Xavier and his crazy plan is. Yeah. Uh and somebody has a gun and he's like, Oh, I wasn't gonna use it and made it was like Magneto was like, Of course you weren't gonna use it. You're just that's like, how like, that's how it all starts. That's how it all starts. But yeah. I, and he says, I learned one thing that I like you are all wolves. No, he's right? like, no, some would be offended at a wolf presenting as a sheep, but I've learned hard lessons from your kind, so I know the truth. Yes, you I are think you all should be German. You are. All he's Jewish. Wolves. But he's German. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you can be Jewish. No, German. I know. No, I know. You're, yes, you're right. But like, I, I literally, I, just, I don't think he's ever been canonically talked about being, having a, a thick German accent. He should. He sh- no, you're right. He should. Well, I just picked my Vecnito voice on the spot. I haven't had to learn. Also, have, we haven't had time to work with we're it for American. a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's he's uh, given this like he's just given so much sass to these ambassadors, yes. and I love it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, this, and Jean Grey is giving a tour uh, with some children, and he's like, "Oh, can anyone come to Krakoa on this beautiful island of mutants?" Uh, and she's like, no, only mutants, yep. only people who are not mean to us because humans suck. Yeah. And that's one thing that's the big crux of this, of this entire saga is, uh, Jonathan Hickman said in an interview, most of X-Men's lore has been X-Men karaoke. Mm-hmm. It's not creating original stuff. It's repurposing Sentinels. It's repurposing humans. Take, it's always the same kind of nonsense. And you know, you always have really good stuff like that does better, but it's always the same stuff. And he's like, I want to, I want to write my own songs. So, uh, the pod stuff, which we'll get into later, is a very is very succinct to that. It's very yeah. very crazy, and it fundamentally changes the X Men forever. It, it essentially, when I got to that part, I was just like, "Well, comic books, this is some bonker shit." Uh, so this we have to talk about uh, Magneto and Sabretooth and Toad are at Damage Control because Damage Control is the place. You mean where Mystique. Mystique. Sorry, you Mystique. said Magneto. Did I say? Mystique? I'm sorry. Thank you. you. Did. Thank you, guys. Sorry, uh, Mystique, uh, the, the the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants who are not evil. Uh, they're going to Damage Control to steal something, but we don't know what it is, right? Some uh, data. Some data. Yeah, and um, they all get away except for for Sabretooth, and who gets captured by the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And Hickman putting the Fantastic Four in his first issue. 
says so much because he loves the Fantastic Four. Which, like he, he he's written the, maybe the best Fantastic Four since the eighties. Uh, and he mentions Franklin Richards as a mutant. Did you yeah. guys know Franklin Richards was a mutant? Not yes, until you I told did. me. I yes? just I awesome. didn't know this. Yeah, that's like a huge think, thing. I had to ask you. Was like, why is he talking about Franklin Richards? And he told me because yeah. he's a mutant, Ben. Yeah, uh, he's a mutant. So yes, so uh, Sabretooth gets captured, and then like one minute later. Uh, Cyclops comes out of this portal going, what's up, my guys? What's up, X-Men? And he's like, oh, Mazeltov, Mazeltov, uh, Ben Grimm, you just got married. Awesome. And he's like, oh, thanks, Slim. So he's like, yeah, let's, uh, I'm going to take, take Sabretooth with me. Yeah. And they're like, uh, no, you're not. He killed some people and he broke a bunch of laws, but Cyclops he's is like, like, yeah, but. Uh, I know it's upsetting, yeah, but. Uh, did you not, you yikes. know about the amnesty, right? This is, this is how it's going to go. Yeah. And uh, then uh, uh, Sue Storm, the great Sue Storm's like, Cyclops, this amnesty, the other thing Xavier do- is doing, what are you guys thinking? And then uh, the, the line of, the, of this issue, maybe besides Magneto, is my family has spent our entire life being hunted and hated. The world has told me that I was less when I knew that I was more. Did you honestly think we were going to stand around while and do nothing about it? And that is so powerful and so and so about the X-Men of always being passive. They're yeah. always passive. They're always right. getting attacked. They are never the attackers. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people don't, uh, not a lot of people, there are a lot of detractors of this comic who are like, this doesn't feel like the X-Men. I'm like, why not? Do you just want them to be pummeled all the time? You don't think they should defend themselves. And I think this brings up a lot of interesting uh, social points, a lot of political points that we don't really need to get into. But the founding of of their own nation, much like Jerusalem, which is a big, a lot of big... Uh, which is a symbolism of the end yeah, of the yeah. issue. Yeah. Which, is why, which is why Magneto, in Jerusalem. Yeah, which is why Magneto had the meeting take place in Jerusalem. Yeah, it's very... Because there's very a Krakoa habitat in Jerusalem. Yes, and... Uh, and uh, yeah, this issue is basically kind of just a world-building setup issue. Uh, but for a lot of people, it shocked us because uh, uh, Xavier, you don't see his face. Magneto is saying these really crazy it, things. It's, it's so, even to the last issue, it's so telling how important Xavier's face must be. Um, yeah, it, in this, yeah. in this one, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what that would tell them, that it's just his body language wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but the, this the, is this is just not the same Xavier. No, and the thing is, I'm um, not talking about the Phantom X thing. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's uh, not him. Uh, yeah. So for people who don't know, uh, Phantom X is an X-Men character created by Grant Morrison, um, and Xavier uh, transferred his consciousness into his body, and that's why mm-hmm. he's walking. Uh, I don't think they're showing his face because Hickman likes people in giant masks. That's the thing he does. I, after reading all twelve issues, I firmly still believe this is Charles Xavier. I think he has to be connected to. Uh, uh, Cerebro almost at all times. Yeah. To especially for what he can do, yes. I ha- he has to be. Yes. Especially he has, with, well, he has like what one one point I think later where he takes it off. Yeah. And we still just see him from the back. And, and yeah. yeah. And the one time that was, that was like a, that was like a month late, a month earlier. That was yeah. the flashback. Yeah. 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 In one of the later issues, but um, if you notice the the Cerebro is implanted on Krokoa itself when he's not wearing it mm-hmm. it's because it's transferring information right and we will get into all of that crazy nonsense about minds and well, having I, I wanted I wanted to bring up uh, there's a there's a fan theory online about about, about uh, Moira McTaggart possibly being Xavier in this situation that um I I I would have been okay with that rumor if we don't see Moira later. <laughs> well, we don't see I don't I we don't see Moira until uh, even at the end of the book. Don't don't do we? Yeah, oh, she the, she ta- it, she has tea with Magneto and Xavier. No, that's a flashback though. Yeah, but it's only a month before. Why well, not? Once once he puts on that helmet full time yes. and and like dons the outfit, we know. I, I don't. I don't recall seeing Moira McTaggart after you don't. We've caught up. No, she faked her death for for twenty years. I know, but yeah, but she shouldn't she be around? Is she still? 
dead officially in the, yes. the movie? Okay. Yes. No, she is specifically okay, so we're gonna jump a little bit to the end. Um she is specifically hiding because she doesn't people she doesn't want knowing people that she's that she's alive because specifically Destiny. Well Destiny's dead. Yeah. Uh but they, in this timeline. But she can be brought back. Yes, and that's oh, that's such a good point. Because uh real quick guys, Mystique and Destiny are a couple from the from the late eighties, uh, and Destiny died. She's an old blind woman who can who can tell the future. Uh, and it's one of the first like real lesbian romances that's not talked about and it's not they don't say it in the comic but they talk about how much they love each other and it's like really it's like a really powerful connection and the fact that Hickman is bringing this character back after such a long time is so cool and it's so showing that Moira does not want her to come back which we will talk about when we get to House of X 2 and the reason why Moira doesn't want her coming back so let's just jump into Powers of X right oh boy do you guys like timelines I actually do I I do too I just there's a lot of it it was at first, to me, it was very confusing. Yeah, it's understandable. It was like when we like the first uh, page you open up a set. It has um, classic Z- classic Xavier, and then uh, Fishbowl Xavier, mm-hmm. uh, Nimrod, and the Librarian. Yes, right. And the first time you see the Librarian, people on Twitter were like, "Excuse me, <laughs> what is this?" I was also like, um, "Waiter." Yes, and who and is this for, for for this issue? We assume this was one timeline. Yeah, we assume this is just you know years one ten a hundred. Uh-huh. Yeah, and. I don't know if you guys know this, but this, this, these are not uh, X zero X one. They are not years. They are a powers of magnitude. That's why powers of X. It's not about years, because uh, there is no official real timeline like the DC universe. Uh, it's orders of magnitude of intensity and crazy things happening. Hey Dan, it's a stupid, stupid idea. Stop <laughs> yeah. it. Sorry, this is a Marvel podcast right now. Um, I already. Oh, what was my point? I was making. Oh yeah, it's orders of magnitude. So it's not like year ten, year one hundred. Uh, it's just like in pow- uh, levels of craziness of things happening. Which is it's, why it's a scientific term. Which is why it was a uh, um, the X zero, X one, X two, X three was an was an exponent. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so you get it. Yeah, I did not know that. Yes, a yeah. lot of yeah. That's uh, why it's powers of ten. Yeah, this is a pa- this book is called powers of ten, not powers of x. Interesting. Yes. Oh, I thought you were because that's the only timeline that's real. You guys are getting it. Oh thank my you, god! Man. Thank you, Jonathan Hickman. I j- no, I thought you were you just were messing with us when you no, said powers, powers of, of ten. 10. Yeah. it's house of x and powers of ten. I didn't also. Get, I also, always just said I always call it powers of. There X. are no, really good it. Twitter th- uh, uh, theories that say this could also be House of House of X or House of Ten, excuse me. But right. uh, we don't need to get in that. But this issue. Holy shit! I gotta read this whole thing over again. Knowing that, damn. Uh, I, I probably will. Uh, so this issue, the uh, powers of X, starts with Charles Xavier in in the very beginning of of his career, uh, walking around in a fair in Scotland, having a great all time. He's he's swell. Nothing bad's gonna happen today, right? And then he meets a beautiful young woman, and she's like, "Oh, hey, Charles, you seem like you're having a great day." Myra Taggart. Yeah, uh, and he's like, wait a minute, how do you know my name? Have did we you, met before? Did you know it was Moira right yeah. off the bat? I did because I knew Moira was in this book from John Hickman telling us that. <clears throat> I, I, I just assumed. I didn't know. Who I was she, just assumed from appearance. Yeah. I didn't know who yeah. she was. And then when she said, go ahead, Charles, read my mind, he goes, ah, one of the things I love about uh, Jonathan Hickman writing, especially this, payoff. We yeah. see that scene play out three more times right. as the series goes on. And I'm like, what is the significance? It's not until the last issue we get it. It's like, oh, Shit! It's not a dream if it's a real. Yeah, because what she says—that's that's my favorite line in this whole series. Yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah, he's talking about like you know I'm having I'm having a oh my red thing's coming off. Uh, oh, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's like, yeah, I'm just you know I have I have this dream and I'm like I feel really good about it. And we learn later Moira is gonna destroy this man and break him and yeah. turn him into something he is not anymore. But yeah. at this point she's like, oh Charles, uh, we I gotta show you something real quick. Well, I, I will deny Powers of Ten threw me for a loop. Of, uh, powers of Ten it, number it's one. The, it's, it's, it's supposed me for a loop to because we get. 
we get the scene with Nimrod in the year 100. We see Old Nimrod Man is Wolf- the greatest character. We see Old Man Wolverine and apparently Krakoa, whom I actually thought was Groot when I first saw him. Me too. Yeah, that's fair. Me too. Yeah. We, there was, again, lots of theories on who this person could be. So many obscure X-Men characters. Yeah. Well, they, and then, they say, don't they? Yeah, they say, he says, like, the person who, who I, I took the body of over, who is Cypher, yeah. who we see later. Uh, so it's a merge of uh, Krakoa and Cypher. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but was I thought this? I actually did think this was one thing, like the like you're supposed to. Like we get powers that we get uh, Krakoa being established, and then because obviously that, that bastard. Sorry, Ben, sorry. because that bastard Hickman doesn't tell us the rest of the timeline. He stops the timeline yeah. in the yeah. back of the book at yeah. a certain point. Yeah, he's good so at that. What? So it, I didn't ca- catch on until halfway through. Like when I was first reading, I was like, okay, so no matter what, they're gonna fail. They're gonna, we're gonna get Nimrod, and then they're gonna just ascend to a higher purpose, Thank and you, it's ben. gonna get weirder. You, yeah. you brought to, you brought up another yep. thing that I wanted to say. So one of the things that I was not used to, uh, having only read a few X Men, uh, sorry, a few Avengers, yeah, that Hickman did was uh, you dropped your thing. It's fine. Um, was all the text. That was explaining things. Yeah, that was explaining things. Oh Otherwise, yeah, in, oh in the God. bits in between, guys. The, the blurbs. The first time, very important. The yes, first time yes. that I saw it talking about the sinister pits, and I saw two pages of full dialogue, and I'm like, "Thank you, Jonathan," because <laughs> this this is what he does in every single, and especially his image books, pages of like he's writing books. In those normally, books. normally when I see stuff like that, I go, "Oh no!" But I'm reading this, I'm like, "No, this is helping me ex- understand." Wonderful world building. It's under making me understand what is going on here as someone who is. Very, very uh, disattached to the X Men franchise, comic wise. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this gives you honestly. Th- this whole series gives you little bits of the entire lore. So you're like, this yeah. is cool. This is cool. This is cool. So yeah. when you go back and read stuff, it makes sense. Well, that's uh-huh. what, so. That's why I wanted to know about. Uh, that's why I wanted to ask about Nimrod because mm-hmm. you'd see because in the book, uh, Hickman explains that a Nimrod is a is a point in history that always that has to ha- that has to be. Yes, stopped. there are certain things in history that just cannot be stopped. And so, and Nimrod is one of them. And no. like it. it it creates an ascending scale of what happened and how Nimrod is produced. Yes. So I wasn't sure if they were. Wait, I'm sorry. Clarify. Uh, isn't it that? Isn't it what it said that um, the development of the AI that creates the Sentinels is unpreventable, but a Nimrod doesn't have to have. Oh, it. Yes. that's correct. Yes. 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 A- so that's AI the whole thing is they're trying to find a way to prevent yes. Nimrod yeah. because Nimrod. they can stop him. So that's why I wanted to ask. Yes, you're, that's uh, right. If if Nimrod was always an X-Men character, this is another retcon. Yeah. yeah. Quick, uh, uh, yeah, yeah yes, yes. Quick, si- yeah. quick side note, when I first read Nimrod, I couldn't stop laughing because I always heard Nimrod as a lame schoolyard sure. yeah. insult. So it's actually like a religious name. I, I think yeah. it's less uh, true to say, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. Ryan, but I think it's less true to say retcon more than like expansion on pre-existing lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like all those... It's all not those... invalidating anything that came yes. before, but it is expanding it. Right, but so if Nimrod was always a villain that they have fought, yeah. how can they... <clears throat> they can't prevent it anymore well, because it's already happened. Well... Or is it? Yes. Th- this is another. This is a specific type of Nimrod that we don't. Uh, this is, like, I think, specific. To- oh, this Nimrod is in a different timeline. So the Nimrod from our timeline is is completely separate. But uh, they try yeah. to stop the creation of Nimrod because yes. of the mother. Because the the, the, the mother, mother se- the Sentinel, the mother, the, the mother mold. mold, the mother mold who makes yes. master molds to who make create Sentinels. Sentinels. Right. Because if once the once the mother mold goes online, that leads to the creation of Nimrod. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. You're right. Yes. But yes. If Nimrod's already created. So uh, my my 70s and 80s X Men. Uh, I'm I'm trying to work through it, guys. There's a lot. Uh, it's not as it's not as good as my modern X Men. Uh, I just know Nimrod was. A villain from the past. Um, that could, is that he, is right. But he could have. I guess. I guess Hickman could have just been like, okay, that's that's just done. Now. We're gonna retcon that and, and put it and put it here. Yeah. Not so much ex- an expansion thing, but like 
the, uh, an element that's not as widely known. Oh no, it's so. so excuse me, <laughs> Nimrod is not a singular character like 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 Wolverine. Mm-hmm. It it it's it is a like a sentinel. So like there have been multiple Nimrods. So that's that's confusing. <laughs> well, so but, we, this, but this specific Nimrod yes. can be should be prevented yes. because it's a specific type of Nimrod. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The 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 one in the forge. I'll be into. I'll and, accept that. And isn't yeah. it uh, just. Further clarification, isn't it that with the stuff. establishment of this, Moira McTaggart's stories in the past are now not necessarily stories that happened in this timeline anymore? None of them did. Right. All okay. So when we get to the next, let's let's get through this issue real quick so we can get to the. Big I mean, issue. I mean, like, I mean, like non Hickman stories. Oh, okay. So, I mean, Moira McTaggart involves stories in the past where she's been playing different sides. Yes. They're now previous lives. No, not no, the same timeline. No, okay. No, that's and and the further we get into this book, the more we realize uh, the entire six one six canon. Moira has has all this stuff has still happened the same way. And if I know because you guys haven't read a lot of X Men, uh, it's hard to see that. But a lot of Moira's text, especially at the end of these books, like when she gets into her own like uh, textbook and stuff, uh, explains that like this happened in X Men number one. This happened in Uncanny X Men one fifty. This happened in blah blah blah. And you have to know the X Men, not like I do, like Twitter does to yeah, figure so, that out. So basically, what, so basically, what you're saying uh, <clears throat> is we've we've we are have always been 616 has always been the 10th life of Moira yes. Mortagger so okay so the very first appearance of Moira Mortagger in the 70s or 80s she's a housewife and she comes out with a machine gun why would do you know why do you why know, would she have a machine gun that's so weird you know what he can do with that what he can make another Secret Wars I don't they leave it alone for a little bit no but I'm thinking yeah. like because if she dies, it re- resets the timeline. Yeah, I just retweeted something like, it's so ballsy of Hickman to like Moira so much that he makes her the crux of the entire universe. Because yeah. if she dies, the Marvel Universe stops. Yeah. That is so ballsy so for he, them to do that. He can do another he can do another sequel. He really thing. could. And that's why oh man, I, I'm just thinking about the future of the stuff we're gonna talk about. Like all the planning that she's doing that involves like the phalanx and like getting a world mind to to like uh, cheat death. Like, all that stuff from Year 1000 is what she's trying to lead to and which we'll, we'll get into. Uh, but let's just quickly uh, finish Pox 1 real quick. Uh, Mystique and Toad return with a flash drive for to for Xavier. That they got from Damage That they got control. from the first issue from Damage Control. And she's like, here you go, uh, but I have more demands because this was tough to get. And, and, and he's like, okay, sure, but I have more demands as well. Uh, and he's like, that's not really fair. And he's like, we are building a better world, Mystique. Everyone who wants to live in it is owed something. And I'm like you, it like every, it's like John John Smith owes, and, owes something. Owes something. It's like John Smith and Pocahontas. Like if you wanna if you wanna eat, you gotta work. It's like that. Everyone has to contribute. Uh, so let's just jump right into uh, House of X number two, guys. The bit, the, truly the biggest issue. The one that threw me for a the, good look. Honestly, probably the, the biggest issue of the year in comics. Like because truly the biggest retcon, the craziest thing to happen in comics. In this is where we get the more McTaggart idea of the of the other lives, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is where like. The Many Lives of Myra X. Oh, man, I'm just looking through this book. I need my notes. I don't need the book. All right. Yeah. So the thing is, the book opens up talking about uh, where are we at? All right, cool. It so, talks about the first life of Myra X. So immediately, the first line is, in my Moira's first life. And you're like, first life. We've only seen I her th- in I, one life. I thought when I first read that, I was like, oh, so like before she met Xavier. Yes. Like, her mm. sec- like people said, like, Not so much an actual life, just like a part of her life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, nope. No, so she lives a normal life. Uh, there's no. By the end of the first page, she dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she lived a normal life. She lived to be like 76. Uh, uh, she, you know, she had a family and she died at a ripe old age, right? And then uh, her second life, and she wakes up in her mother's stomach, and she's fully conscious, fully conscious, and she has uh, every memory that she had in her last life as a fetus as soon as she's born. 
Uh, that's terrifying, you guys. Yeah. But there's a great line that talks about how she was like in like a zen, a zen. Oh yeah, uh, she was comfortable there. She was comfortable because like her, like uh, being in the womb is like a very zen kind of thing, and so like it didn't bother her very much. But uh, uh, let's see. Uh, her second life uh, 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 leads. It's pretty much the same thing, kind of like she's still learning and she figures out and she sees this Xavier, but she doesn't really do anything. Uh, and then she, oh, she goes, sorry, she goes to see Xavier and she dies in a plane crash yes. in her second life. So yes, not, because Xavier goes on TV and says, my name is Charles, my name is Charles I Xavier, must go meet known him. as Professor X, I'm a mutant. She has to go, but dies in a plane crash. Yes. Then she stays, then she's, then her third life, she stays away yep. from, from Professor, from Charles, realizes that, hey, we, this is a curse and creates the cure for yes. mutants. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, this is something that happens in the 80s. Uh, she she flip-flops a lot. Uh, it's oh. something, you know, so many writers write the X-Men, like, it's going to happen with so many characters. But she's a human, and her allegiances uh, flip-flop uh, depending on who writes her. She was a human. She was a human. <laughs> That's some shit, right? <laughs> and, uh, but her mutant powers don't... Um, uh, manifest kick until, in until she's 13. Yeah, so if she died before that, then she'd just be dead. Yes. Uh, which is Now, crazy. her... Now, especially... Her in her third life, her talk with her in Destiny. Destiny is such an awesome character, you guys. And I went back and I read a bunch of Destiny comics that she's in on Marvel Unlimited to find out more about her. She's an a Cena, a Cena. She's a Cena old blind woman, and she's like BFFs with Mystique, and she's like so like passive but also aggressive. Yeah, like she's such a cool character. I really like her her bit where she's like, uh, you know, don't do don't do this shit again, or because I'll know because I can see all your lines. Yes, all your Mo- Moira is a void in the world. Like, like uh, sh- uh, Destiny can see like the future at all times, and Moira is a void. Yeah. So like, it, she's like out of reality, which is and super she, crazy. And she's like, if you when you are back, I will have been attuned yes. to what you to what you are, yes. and I will find you. Uh, yeah. So uh, Moira's like, uh, just because a cure's out there doesn't mean it's you know it's gonna oh. be like used. And she's like, there's this. A- and there's this great line that Destiny says, "I see ten lives, Moira. Maybe eleven if you make the right choice. But the end." That uh, if you make the right choice, Ian. But that is all. And she's like, "How is how is that possible? You are born each time with the knowledge of the previous life, but you but if you die as a child before immune powers manifest, then you will not reincarnate." Yeah. So basically, so, she's she basically Moira. What <clears throat> Moira is doing now yeah. becomes becomes like, well, I only have the last life because I might not make the eleventh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, Mystique and Destiny obviously don't want a cure, so uh, uh-huh. they burn her alive by Pyro burns her alive. Yeah. Uh, he's like, she's like, I want I... you to feel this, and I want you to remember this. Yeah. So when you wake up, you know not to do this shit again. And then it's just, you're one of us. And then it's just yeah, this heavy. Yeah. This great um, expansion of her going to Charles, eventually falling in love with Charles, marrying him, and still dying by the sounds. Then her going to Magneto, raging. Hold with on, real hit. quick. Hold oh, on. Yeah. Go. Go. No, sorry. Uh, so yeah, life four. It's it's almost exactly the six one six. Yeah, it starts with the original five, and then it gets the new X Men, and then it does uh, the the Phoenix Five, uh, the Avengers vs X Men. Uh-huh. It's called the Lost Decade. Yeah, that's a good touch, man. That's a really funny touch. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then then they all die, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, Life Five. She does the opposite. She walls off from society. She creates uh, a legion of mutants. Her and Xavier create a legion of mutants in a stronghold. Stronghold's an important word in this series, you guys. Uh, and Sentinels come and kill them anyway. It seems like no matter what she does. And uh, then, they and, can't win. And wasn't it she, uh, one of their lives? She goes to kill the Trask family. So we yes. go from life five to life seven. Yeah, and we'll get to that later. Yeah. Life seven is her being a super assassin. And if you guys notice, she's wearing an X Force costume. She's part of X Force. She is X Force. Uh, that's super dope. She kills Bolivar Trask. She kills a bunch of people who. She kills the next Trask and the next yeah. Trask. Yeah, uh, and she kills not just them, but other people who are involved in you know creating AI, creating machines, because she thinks that's the best way to stop Sentinels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that doesn't that doesn't she seem. She describes work it like like fire. They'll always find this. Yes, oh, there is yeah because yeah, yeah. there is a scene of where she finds a Sentinel being. 
built, and a then sentinel the Sentinel comes to life and kills her. Yep. And that's where she realizes that there are things that are fundamentally, that cannot be changed. Yes. Humans will always create Sentinels. Yes. Uh, so we can go to life eight, and she's like, all right, so I tried all these different ways, you know, Xavier, blah, blah, blah. Maybe Magneto's my guy. Uh, and Magneto fails hard. <laughs> and that's a yeah. bummer. I, like, I really like Magneto's death in that moment. Dude, it's like yeah. all the Avengers against and the Magneto. Yeah. And the, yeah, dude, yeah. The art, the art, we did not mention the art in this book. This book is incredibly draw- well drawn. Both of these issues. Uh, it's R.B. Silva and, and Pepe Larraz. Uh, yeah. Beautiful stuff. This Oh, hold on. Let me show it to the camera. Oh, Ben, I'm gonna I'm gonna be posting it up here. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm gonna be posting it up here. Don't you cool. worry. But yeah, make that, sure to post not that picture. Yes, I'm gonna post something real gross. Yeah, but uh, then the next one is, is the best life. It's this is the coolest life, you guys. Yeah, because she's with Apocalypse. Yeah, she becomes a, a horseman of the Apocalypse. And here's something fun fact: you don't she have does, she she doesn't become a horseman of the Apocalypse because they hire four more four more people. Well, hold for on. The look apocalypse. real quick, Ben. Since you're on it, see, yeah. there's only four people there though. Yeah. No. Uh, th- see, one, two, three, four, five. No, apocalypse but he doesn't count as the four as the four Apocalypse. I'm pretty sure she's she she looks yeah, like yeah there's a, yeah in this next uh, okay so page. she is an apocalypse yeah then I misread she's a horseman uh, but yeah. she I I like that they designed her to look just like him yeah, yeah. and and um even though she Same. is she's great yeah even though she is a mutant um you don't have to be a mutant to be uh, empowered empowered yeah to be a horseman to be empowered by apocalypse Moon yeah. was, and there's also Moon this was an apocalypse so it was venom there's yeah. also this great um scene of apocalypse fighting Nimrod yeah and she's talking about Which how I give didn't him catch mm-hmm. yeah I didn't catch mm-hmm. that. But she's talking about if humans wanted a war, it if their machines right did, all of it's right there. Then they would give them without end. Fun it's fact, you guys: constant war. There is a issue of Fantastic Four, like almost ten years ago, that talks about Franklin Richards from the future saying, "Hey, do you remember when we fought Nimrod?" It just—he's the type of guy who, his own stories are his own chronology, like his own history of the Marvel universe. Like it's truly great stuff. Uh, so. Uh, ben, can you that's can you? How, that's how you should write comics. Yes, one hundred percent. You have to be really good and stick with it. Um, can you please read that that page right there where evil fetus baby is revealed, and it's like the scariest panel of the year. Ryan, I thought you never asked. Thank you. And then, and then, after all the lives lost, after the end of all the wars, armed with the knowledge that all the old ways and all the old ways of thinking would never be enough to save her people, she decided to try something truly revolutionary. And in Myra's tenth life. She decided she and Charles Xavier would break all the rules. Moira. The it's Moira. Moira. Myra. 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 Yeah. No, no, that's it. They break all the rules. And then it cuts to the scene of her and Charles in the park again at the fair. Yeah. And it once again, uh, payoff God. when uh, she sits down and is like, go ahead, Charles. Read my mind. He goes, oh. Oh, oh no. And it just cuts there. And yeah. it goes to the timeline of Moira. Yeah, I li- yeah Moira. Um, I like uh, a thing in this book that I forgot all of a sudden. I think the Apocalypse one is like truly the most insane. Like I am willing to start murdering a bunch of people if it if it truly no, I'm saying she was already killing like Bolivar Trask but yeah. I will join Apocalypse who is a super villain. She, so it was so like I, we, I woke up Apocalypse early. Yeah. We jumped past uh, Powers of X1 kind of quick. Yeah um, it's, it's hard you know. Uh, Rasputin. Um, and Did we, oh, oh shit! Yeah, we, we really talk, we really didn't talk about it's it. Hard, oh, it's hard. It's oh, hard. Yeah. Nim, Nimrod Nimrod's uh, right, uh, right whole here. interrogation, putting her, the uh, uh, Bell in a bath, mm-hmm. and the way he says it, and he's and he's just got so much charisma and everything. Mm-hmm. Bell um, says, it will, "If it takes a thousand years, uh, 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 we will endure and erase you from existence." And Nimrod says, "That's the spirit. I love it." Uh, there are two sassy yeah. when, he, when he looks at uh, looks at the other and he's uh, like I want to put her in the bath please put her in the bath fine oh. and he's like eee! that's right Nimrod is very like yes man. and also if you read the issues like very well like uh, Nimrod is the most emotional character in that book 
Yeah. Because the others are like Which on the verge. Because he is, uh, he is I, the I god machine. I, I thought of it because I was looking ahead at the, the powers of X2. I'm, I'm glad, And yeah. it's the one where he's uh, got the, the guys in front of him. And he just And they make him. like an offhanded comment. And he's like, I'm sorry. It's it's just been long hours. And he's like, I... And then the other's like, uh, I, I won't do it again. I don't agree with him. And he's like, I don't believe you. And he yeah. kills both oh, of yeah. them. Oh, yeah. The soldier's like, oh, yeah, keep on talking to yourself. And he's like, excuse me? Yeah. Um, I'm so, that's such, I'm so glad you mentioned that because there's a lot of great stuff in year 100. Because yeah, we didn't talk about Rasputin. Rasputin, like, Cardinal, Silobel. Uh, yeah. Um, Rasputin's the one with the awesome sword, right? And yes. old man Wolverine there with them. Yeah. So, oh, boy. Okay. Who's the guy with the green helmet? That is a guy named North. He is a Chimera, which is a mutant hybrid of uh, gotcha. Quicksilver, Magneto. Uh, a bunch of other characters. Yeah, because I did read the the um the support text for that. So okay, cool. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember what I was going to say. Uh, oh, I, I missed an entire paragraph here. That's why he he makes he makes it look like um Hickman Hickman has designed it in a way that uh Xavier and Magneto's friendship was predicated on Moira's information of these past nine lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even and even then, Magneto was like. No, I, I don't want to do this. Specifically, yeah, later in issues we talk about it, but uh, there are specific moments in Moira's text where she's like, we've lost Magneto, mm-hmm. and that's directly a reference to X-Men number one that uh, was relaunched in 1991 with Jim Lee and Chris Claremont, where Magneto went bad again. Right, yeah. right, like, right. There are so, the yeah. 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 so many moments that, d- that tie directly to old X-Men that's like, man, God damn Cause it, when, you're so cause good. Because when, when, when it says we lost Magneto, I was like, but you just got him. Yeah. How could you lose him? Yeah. This, 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 I thought this was one cohesive timeline, and it's not. And when you get to, like... Well, you're you're you're... Zero, why X zero and X one are one timeline? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we will get to it later. Of like, there's characters called the Five, right? The most important mutants right now, and some of those characters are very young, so they had to wait until those more mutants were born and their powers manifested. So yeah. this is a long term plan. Yes. A very long term plan. Uh, so you're not even oh. guaranteed gold balls, honestly. God, we will get to gold balls. <laughs> he gets oh. his own page, baby. Oh. Let's talk about the sinister breeding pits on Mars, guys, real quick. Sinister is an awesome character. He's one of the coolest. He's one of the, he's the only X Men villain I have an action figure of because he's so cool. For those uh, for those of you at home, uh, we have already gotten many awesome characters, and oh, there yeah. will be many more. Oh yeah. Um. So Sinister betrays the mutants, and he teams up with with the machines, and he creates these things called Hounds, which are uh, mutant honey mutants. And he creates these things called chimeras, which are just like a, a fuse of a bunch of different mutants. And on the fourth generation, the batch is so bad that forty percent of them kill. Everyone that they're near, they commit mass suicide, and I'm like, "This is an ex. This is a Marvel comic book. We're talking about mass suicide." Yeah, and I'm like, "This is some heavy shit, man. This is so cool." Uh, let's see. I got a quote from a. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, Cardinal, there's a lot of names. Cardinal and Rasputin are fighting a bunch of uh, uh, Sentinels, and uh, she says. That's your problem, Cardinal. You forgot machines have no souls, and humans lost theirs a long time ago. Oh, that's that's, great line. that's all Hickman. That's, this is the shit that I eat up, like AIs and souls, and what does it mean to be human? All that stuff. This is my jam. Uh, let's see. So yeah, uh, he made Sinister made war against mutants because he's all in it for himself. Even though, even though uh, he's a mutant in our timeline, he's not a mutant technically in other timelines. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Um, well, yeah. He he killed. He's like I experimented with putting the mutant gene in me, and I didn't like it. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm the one with the mutant gene. Yes. And I love it. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but when we jump from year 100 to year 1000, there's a silo bell in a in a in a, in a bath still. Yep. Oh, I didn't notice that. It's it, it, go to the page. It's in that. It's what, in that issue. Yeah, that's ten. It's yeah. the it's the it's the tell to be like this is one timeline. It may be things are happening uh, rather interestingly. Um, so uh, all the stuff with Cardinal and uh, uh, Rasputin happen, and then we jump to year one thousand where Silobel is still bathing. Uh, Nimrod the Greater is a little robot. Yeah, hanging out with this guy called the Librarian. 
Uh, and little Nimrod, who I thought was a child. Yes, and the little Nimrod creates a collective consciousness of mutantdom, which is a living database of Homo Superior. Uh, that is kind of familiar to some stuff that's happening later on, guys. And we, with Charles Xavier, isn't that crazy? Uh, we 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 hear that uh, later on that these that these people that we see on Earth now are post-humans. Yes, they have they've uh, uh, not ascended, but uh, which we'll get into later. Which is the whole crux of the thing is like humanity will always be the enemy of of, of the X Men. It's not Sentinels, it's not AI, it's humanity itself. Yeah, no and matter I, what. And I re- I really like that that you know the post-humans are like yeah, Homo Superior thought they were the next step, but they didn't yeah. know about us or no. like things yeah. like that. So. Uh, and that I have so many quotes from like the last. It's really it's the last issue that cements all that stuff. Yeah. But um, did you say anything else you want to bring up from uh, um, the, this comic that we're talking about before the next comic we're talking about? <laughs> from Powers of X1? Yeah. No, I just wanted us to actually I'm so talk glad. about Thank some you. of that stuff. So, yeah. Thank you. I took a lot of notes, but eventually I had to stop taking so many notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, pa- Powers of X2, right? Yes. Uh, we start with Magneto getting recruited. Uh, and this is, I this love such, that scene. It's so beautiful because it shows uh, there's a great scene of Magneto uh, getting revealed all the timelines and a, and a page of all the battles that Magneto went through. Uh-huh. One of them, he's fighting an evil-looking Krakoa. Yeah. Araco, maybe, who might be a villain in X-Men. Right there. Beautiful yep. page. Yep. I'm going to put it up right there, baby. Uh, and like the, the page of him like, uh, 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 like crying almost. And it's like, this is, this is all for naught. And I'm like, the Magneto's whole thing is like, I am not like Charles. I need to do things my way. Oh, shit. None of the ways work, I guess. Also, both. That, to- yeah, sorry, Ben. This is what's interesting about this book. Basically, Charles, in the House of X, Charles, or Powers of X1, I don't know. They all line together, yeah. Where, where Charles says to Magneto, is like, both of our ways aren't working. Yeah. We, 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 need, we need to change. Together? Yeah. We need yeah, to change. I just want to say to both artists for House and Powers, those artists, every time they draw Magneto, his face isn't almost always in shadow. Yeah, especially Sinister, in yeah. especially in the um, powers or in House One, he's, he's he's in shadow. Even when they first meet, uh, when Myra, uh, Moira, and uh, I'm, I'm not gonna get her name. Dude, right, it's I'm fine. Sorry. It'll be fine. When her and Xavier go meet him and recruit him for um how, for House, I'll tell you. And what. his face is like completely in when shadow, he's... and then he takes the helmet off, and it's perfectly clear. When uh when he's in when in the co- in the old comics when he's in villain mode, more shadow. Oh, okay. That's that's kind of gives you makes, when the timeline happens. Makes sense, yeah. but still, even after that, even after Krakoa is established, he's still in shadow, and I yeah. love it. Is, uh, is Her the, truth is profound and life changing. We always lose. Is the other island an old X Men foe, or is that new for the series? Uh, 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 that is completely new. Okay, having a another entity that they broke apart and Krakoa wants to be whole again is a brand new idea mm-hmm. but it was referenced in an old comic that someone just said randomly I think Krakoa's trying to like rebuild itself or something weird and never brought up again so it's just Hickman pe- cherry picking so continuity I had a, so I had a question about one of the maps because you know there's a couple of times where we see the Krakoa map and mm-hmm. then there's another one which is island too is that the other island or um, is that no. part of Krakoa no that is so much like uh, it doesn't reveal like timeline stuff uh, until later uh, it shows us one map and then it shows us like an updated map basically Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, I, because it does say site two, which I thought was it like. Um, it was I think island. it's. I think it's still. It might be different. Like They've time gone periods. To site B. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, I'm not sure. So yeah, I. Um, so I, I was just wondering that because of the big retcon with Krakoa. Yes. How it's one of the first mutants. Uh, Possibly the first. 
Uh, it's a living island. It is, but I mean, like, he could have been born 20 years ago and turned into an island, you know what I mean? Like, Apocalypse is still technically the first mutant. Well, I know, but it's established well, that Apocalypse well, wait, and Krakoa I mean, know yeah, yeah, each other. Yeah, isn't that the whole thing? Is oh, that you're Krakoa, right. Yes, yeah, you, you guys are right. Krakoa right. Thank says you, Brandon. when it's talking yes. to Cypher that, like, a sword split out of it when it was existing and separated into two separate beings. Oh, my gosh, you and guys. And Apocalypse was there fighting You're right, that's, you're so right, and that's, that's Limbo. The, that's the sword that the, that, um, that the girl, that the metal Magic. girl. Rasputin. Rasputin. Rasputin, that's the sword that they wield. Yes, yeah. it's very similar. And um, uh, uh, Magic, who is Colossus's sister, has a sword. Very, it's called the Soul Sword. It's very similar. And that's Limbo is a realm in the Marvel universe, uh, like demons and shit. But he is making it like canon that like the X Men are are part of Limbo and Krakoa is part of Limbo. And it's like it's like merging all these different worlds. And it's nothing. Didn't Jeff Lemire have them based? Yes, in, in Extraordinary X Men, yeah. they were based in Limbo because people blew their shit up. Yeah, good, 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 good job. That, yeah, I read that. I love it. That's I forgot not, to bring that up. That's not the best X Men. Pretty good X Men. Um, let's see. So Scott, Scott gets asked to go destroy this motherboard by Papa yes. Xavier. And I love, and I love the way, um, they're, the, uh, Xavier and Charles are, or Xavier and Magneto mm-hmm. <laughs> are talking about, and especially the end, and Scott's like, does it need doing? Yes. Then it will be done. Yeah, Scott is a hard man, you guys. Scott is the leader of the X Men for a reason. If you've only seen the X Men movies and not read the comics, I'm sorry. People think Cyclops sucks. He doesn't suck. He rules. Well, a lot of a lot of people, and I'm only saying this because there's um, our, when I used to work at Earth the Comics, there was an employee who really loved Scott Summers mm-hmm. and really hated how Scott Summers had been had been done since prior to since prior to AVX. Yes, like, there's a long era of, of Scott Summers that people were just like. Uh, this is the worst way to write yep. this character. He uh, he did also get turned into like a terrorist like Magneto uh, after Schism in 2009. Like Wolverine became the new Xavier and and uh, Scott became the new Magneto for, uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, I like that stuff though. Um, so yeah, uh, Nimrod uh, Nimrod is going to become operational. Like we got to get this shit out right. of the way. Meanwhile, it's interesting that they know Nimrod's going to come online though, isn't it? Yeah. How do they know that? Guess we'll find out later. Didn't they just get the data thing? But we don't know that yet. They, yeah, they didn't say that's the, uh, the Nimrod's operation because the Mystique thing they didn't say that yet. When we first, when they first like this is what this is why we're in Nimrod, but yeah, the, the, it is la- later revealed that it's because yeah. of the reveal in, in Powers of X, yes, which is that the life. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought, I thought you meant okay. I get it now. Because I was saying, like, well, they know because Mystique got the data thing. No, That's but we, how, how they have the The readers don't it. know. No, okay. Yeah, yeah the readers da- don't know. I, the th- the, I, I'm with you now. I, I didn't understand what yeah, you were Yeah, wasn't the data about. thing for Orcus? Hey, yeah, where uh, guess, Nimrod's going to come online. Yeah. Guess who did like a parallel mission in the far uh, other timeline? Our boy. Of getting data. Apocalypse. Yeah. Now, the hero of the story. Who has, who has Rasputin come, much like Mystique, and yeah. give him a data thing. Yeah, dude. Meanwhile, uh, they'd also lost somebody who had gotten captured. And George Lucas would love this book. It's about poetry. And uh, and Apocalypse is like, uh, yeah, we always lose. The machines always win. Uh, Apocalypse, uh, Apocalypse says, oh, so once he gets that drive from uh, from Cardinal, he says, "Give me your eyes, children. For this, I would have sacrificed all of you." It means that much. Such a great because Apocalypse could still be a leader, but he is a savage like murderer. Oh, yeah, it's in this timeline that Apocalypse has four new horsemen. I I was confused. Yes, it's Old Man Wolverine, Zorn, Magneto, and uh, Krakoa. Krakoa. Yeah. yeah. Coco and Cypher, who is the coolest character of all yeah. time, guys. Um, and this is where Nimrod ices those uh, yeah, two yeah, dudes yeah. of his. And uh, I forgot what he does after is he picks up one of their skulls and he's like, now where were we? Oh, yes, truth. Oh, please, great Nimrod, give us our truth so that we may know the difference between darkness and light. Well, since you asked so nicely, here it is. <laughs> Nimrod that's, is that's so... That's Nimrod. <laughs> Nimrod and Sinister are like the sassy the sassy duo in, in the series. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, this is so good. This is like, so fun. Nimrod is so just... 
he's out, so human. He's so that's what's out so there. funny about it. Like his intelligence is so high. He's like, and he's he's, a, a, he's as human as he's us. He's a walking mass of nanites. Yeah. Holy and we have Zorn here, guys. Zorn, I love Zorn. Do you got, okay, real quick. Do you know the Do you know the origin of Zorn? No. no. So Zorn originally uh, was Magneto. Oh, geez. he was pretend. It was Magneto pretending to be Zorn to be part of the X Men. Then that was Retcon to say no. Zorn's actually Zorn. And then it was Retcon again saying no. It was actually Magneto. And then his twin brother Shin shows up. Like no, we're actually Zorn brothers. So uh, Zorn is a complete mess. In this book, he's radical. I, he is he, like the character I would write. He is like he is super depressed. He just wants to die all the time. And he's like, yeah, yeah man, shit's whatever, man. It's Ryan, cool, dog. That entire explanation to me some, is summed up in the Spider-Man gif, but a bunch of Zorns just pointing at each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's um, it, 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 he's got like a dwarf star exploding. He in has it? a singularity, singularity. In his, yeah. singularity, which basically is just like a nuclear explosion. And it's like a black hole. Yeah, it's like I'll do it. You wouldn't. Please do it. Please do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, give me death. Just let me die. Right. Like they're like, hey, it's a suicide mission. Sweet. And so and like, I've never. He, it's a suicide mission. I've never been more excited for anything in my life. Yeah. I know. I'm and like, then, whoa, this dude is metal. And yeah. the, the the girls the girls like, you're not gonna do it. And just like, okay, he just pulls his yes. mask. That, off. Yeah, that's, that's later. That's, that's, later, later, that's later. But yeah, yeah, that's uh, later. It's it's a great scene. Um, so let's jump real quick to uh year one thousand with the phalanx. The Phalanx is an oh. old school uh, X Men villain. Weird thing. Their techno organic virus, I believe, stems from them. Well, yeah, they they say in one of the supplementary stuff is that the the techno organic virus uh, is implanted it's, by them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so, like so, now now the Phalanx is just a giant collective. They're the of reason why Cable has. Yes, the Cable virus. is always fighting off that infection. Yeah. Yes. Um. That's why. And fun fact uh, that I know about the X Men, Cable is so damn powerful. And he's an omega level mutant. He's an omega he, level he was. Mutant. I don't know. If, I don't know if they say it. He is anymore. So he's an, he, as far as we know, he's an omega level mutant. And because of the, the, his powers holding back the techno organic virus, he is not as powerful as he should be. Because most actually, of his powers is, is being is being pushed to. He he actually back. might be an omega level mutant. I'm not sure. Most of the Summers clan is, or the the Jean Grey Summers group is. Oh yeah, because yeah. Jean Grey is so damn powerful. Yeah, that's why Sinister loves the the Summers family. Like Sinister is all about them because they're the most powerful family. Yeah. Uh, he loves screwing with them. So let's talk about the Phalanx. The Phalanx guys is an interstellar society of a galactic scale that represents an intellect that has total control of a host galaxy. Yeah. Oh boy! What's a host galaxy? Oh Ryan? boy! I don't know. Uh, it's explained in this. No, it is explained in this. Um, they also talk about black holes. Black holes aren't what we thought they were. This is actually a real theory that black holes are giant supercomputers. Uh, that is a truly awesome thing. Watch Interstellar. It's about Watch that. Interstellar. Yeah. Um, so the fi- the 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 librarian uh, uh, and all of these post-human people are trying to ascend into the phalanx, right? They they don't want to die. Uh, they want to be part of the ever-living world, right? Because uh, the, the, intel- the intellect, Yes, because if you're part of a, like, of a world mind, of this giant hive mind like the phalanx, then you you transcend time and space. You never truly die. You're part of something called a godhead, basically. Yeah. Uh, godhead, it's a great uh, uh, black science run right there. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of the year 1000 stuff that is k- kind of like... Uh, it's the least, not important, but like the least focused on thing because it's like it's really confusing for most of. Um, yeah, I was extra like the, I mean, we we, sit, it's, we it's the least through line. Of, we yeah. sit we sit on the on the story and what you one thousand story. Uh, a lot of them are just the next bit of that scene, which is just them talking to the failings. Yeah, it's really yeah. the last. It's issue uh, powers of X six that really cements it all. Like yeah. up until like all the, like all these storylines, these branching storylines, if you will. Talking like the one, obviously the one I most um, I care about the most is the the establishment of Krakoa. Mm-hmm. That's the one I care about the most. Yeah. And then of course we get to the year one hundred. Like I want to know how they fight off Nimrod. How are they able to beat this guy? How, how's how is Wolverine yeah. 
with Apocalypse, Steve, two characters that I know for all that, my that my knowledge, they hate each point. other. This yeah. actually brings up a, good, up a good point. Part of the reason why Year One Thousand doesn't like entice is because we don't we we don't ever see. A There's, character yeah. we know. Oh, the only yeah. thing is Nimrod, but that's like a weird. But he yeah. is yeah. now he's because just he's like a drone robot from a uh, Destiny. In yeah. X100, we we still have Magneto and and Wolverine Logan and Apocalypse. Up, yeah. Like we know these characters, but when we get to to X, it's X the most alien. Yeah, yeah, it's the most alien, and that's the point as it gets later on. Yes. But it's difficult to, to not necessarily care, but it's different. Yeah. Enough, it's difficult to invest if we don't. If we don't it's really the least impactful until yeah. the end. Those yeah. And then when you reread it all, it all makes sense. Yeah, those yeah. parts, I, I feel, they hit hard. They, they in- The payoff is the most. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, the payoff there is, the, yeah. like I said earlier, especially, this man knows how to do a payoff. Especially if you're not paying attention to the timelines in the back of the book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if your if your society is worthy, uh, you can be consumed and join the collective. Basically, like you you won't you're you're gonna die, but your essence will live es- on forever. Essentially, your mind will live on forever. You're, you're ascending and, to to godhood, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why they call it the ascension. Yes. So let's move on to. Uh, so this is the first time we've gone from you know house power. Now we're going to powers of X three. Just straight from powers of X two to powers of X three. Uh, hey guys, all humans are slaves. Better to serve in heaven though than rule in human hell, because these posthumans don't don't want to be humans. They want to be better. They don't. They think uh, humans are gross. They think mutants are gross. They want to be the highest level intellect they possibly can. So they're willing to just have their entire planet get eaten by this phalanx, right? That seems kind of yeah. crazy. Which is actually funny because later in a supplement later down the line, they say these uh, phalanx they're fearful of one thing, and that's Galactus, the eater of worlds. That's cool. Uh, oh the Kaluans, <laughs> Brainiacs people, the Kaluans operate the same way. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, oh, and uh, and um, mo- mother, how? Oh, not mother. Mm-hmm. Well, not mother box. Uh, I don't know. Granny well, goodness. <laughs> one of the characters from Black Science is a robot and comes from a similar. Oh, okay. Place. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Black Science is rad. It is rad. Okay. So um, Zorn is talking uh, and he's like. I, I had more hope for okay so oh sorry uh so it's this it's this church guy preaching to all these post humans and turning this baby into a techno organic virus baby to be consumed by the phalanx that's some horrible shit guys that's horrible shit but it's awesome uh, Zorn's like I wish I I had more hope for humanity more pride more grace yet here they are in all their glory. And it's not glorious at all, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so we first, now this is where we meet Apocalypse's horsemen. And it's War, Wolverine, Death, Zorn, Pestilence, North, and Krakoa, Famine. Uh, I love I love Apocalypse, guys. I love the horsemen. Anytime they show up, they're super dope. Oh, yeah, this whole issue takes place in um, Year 100. Yeah, yes. this, this is the big, this is the big issue the, that explains... the ninth life. Yeah, that we find out life. is the ninth life. And this is where we realize... Uh, we have to get to it. So they they get this data that we that they learn where Nimrod is going to become operational. This is the life where they learn that. Um, yeah. But Moira Moira is only a human. She 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 would be dead by now, right? So like we're wondering like how is this how does it still take place? So they get this flash drive or whatever, and they bring it back to Krakoa or to wherever they are. They oh get, no, sorry, they're they, on asteroid K, which is an asteroid space base yeah. that Magneto once had in the eighties. Well, I just had a. You know what? What's you know what's tragic? <laughs> Asteroid K. Jonathan, no, Jonathan Hickman has just inadvertently made uh, one of the most tragic uh, th- things about the Marvel universe. Hmm. It always has to end. Yeah, because Moira will die of old age eventually. Which is why all of this failing stuff is so important. Uh huh. Because I don't know how they're going to get to there, and this is again for the very later issues. But this idea of of uh, cheating death and becoming a godhead means that Moira could 
die but still live on and the Marvel Universe would still go on. Because if she dies, the, the 616 is over. And I know they're not going to do that. They're not going to do a, an entire relaunch. Unless like, Hickman does it again. I know he won't, though. Like... Uh, con, con, he's not he's not a DC guy like that's not what he does um, I I think that he in this in the X-Men series to come he's going to find a way for Moira to be taken off the board uh, because Moira has been off the board for almost 20 years so he brought her back for this specific story and I think he's going to usher her into godhood somehow mm -hmm. I don't know how uh, that's going to be in the next five to ten years of Hicksman uh, mm -hmm. Hicksman X-Men comics uh, but we'll find out Hicksman Hicksman um, yeah so yeah, yeah that's the, re the reveal that um so it was about here. So I'm 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 reading the series kind of trepidatiously. I'm not a huge X Men fan, yeah. so I'm kind of going around. It's like, okay, this is good. I clearly see talent. I love Jonathan Hickman, so I'm like, whatever. But I never really got like wholeheartedly into it, and I was like, well, it's because probably I'd never read an X Men. I never was really into the X Men. Yeah. So uh, once the reveal is like, and so Moira's ninth life ended, was the the end, the end dialogue. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Everyone did. Oh yeah. Now for me. Uh, I said this before. If I don't turn the page and exclaim "Holy shit!" I question whether or not I should be pulling this book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and when I read that, I was like, "Okay, guess he got me." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where he got me. Uh, like so the se second where I said, "And the, and uh, Moira's ninth life ended," I was like, "Oh." And so ends the ninth life of Moira X. Yeah. Oh. And I don't. I don't know if you guys have noticed. In every single comic book page, um, there are these little indexes. Let's yes. say like the house of Xavier three, four, all those are actually important. And they tell, they tell little stories about timelines uh, that I can't get into now. Cause I still don't know all of it, mm -hmm. but every single thing in the, in these comics is important. And uh, that's going to be another deep dive that I can do on my own much, much later. Uh, Cardinals asking a hound who is an evil mutant trying to kill him. Uh, Hold up. I just want to say what do it. Damn it. Hickman. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> show of hands. People out in the internet. Uh, how many can you can cite read Krakoa? Apparently, I'm almost there. Yeah. A, a lot of X-Men Twitter is fully like, I I should know Spanish before I know a fake Krakoan language. Once we see the cipher, I went back and, and translated everything, uh, and I got so excited, and now I can recognize certain letters, So if I and that's all you really need yeah. to be able to know what a word is. So I'd be like, oh, next... The lives of Moira McTaggart, and like I'll just know that's what that says. That's that's the that's the telling of a good comic that you do that. I love that. Uh, Cardinal's asking a hound like, "What are you doing this for?" And he's like, "I do it for the greater machine. I do it for God, because yeah. he thinks that ascending to the phalanx is is his is God." And I think that's super crazy. And this is where we find out where Nimrod comes online and uh, Wolverine. Ooh, Wolverine is able to get the the index for Nimrod's uh, ascension or whatever uh, back to that, back to Moira, but Apocalypse uh, yeah, has to stay behind. Apocalypse sacrifices it. himself, which is a hero move if I've ever seen yeah. one. And, and we also and this is the issue where we get to the singularity part. Yeah, and then yeah, and then which is great. And then yeah, uh, they're like, you wouldn't open his mask, and she's like, bet. <laughs> and then she does a giant explosion, and it's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, and then all these characters die, and you're like, "Well, if this is the future, this is terrible." And then it's like, "Oh, this is not our future." <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's insane that reveal. Uh, Dude, I, seriously, I was, Apocalypse, I was like blown away. Uh, again, like like I talked to you guys earlier, uh, Hickman did to Doctor Doom in, F in Fantastic Four. But he's doing Apocalypse now. Like he's turning him into like an anti-hero hero character with like depth that we didn't know before. And he has like this weird history with uh, with Krakoa, and he's like saved the world before. And it's like it's just nutty stuff. It's nutty yeah. stuff, guys. Uh, so so yeah, uh, that ends this issue where we find, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Does it do any of these issues really end? Yeah, I guess you got a point. Yeah. Um. So I got that page out of the way. Hey guys, let's go to Hawks three. So 
Uh, I'm Wolf, more of I'm Wolverine more of, killed Moira. Oh, sorry, it's important it. to say. It yeah. is important. Yeah. I even wrote it down. Yeah. And that's the that the reveal is that uh, Moira McTaggart is still alive and and the she's been in cryogenic like freezing. He basically. puts yeah. he puts it in and uh, she, she says puts now what? He she, says she it, knows everything. And he says that uh, if apocalypse apocalypse said that if we were successful, then send you on your way because there's nothing else to save here. Yeah. yeah. And then he puts out the claws and says, I'm sorry. And she's like, it's fine. This is and what you do. Yep. And she says, this is what you do, which again is an incredible callback for the final, for the final oh, issue. Yeah, Holy man. shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, More like a setup than a callback. Setup. Sorry. Setup. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Same thing. Different, different timelines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hawks three. Uh, it, that, that's the thing is it's a callback. Can, like back to chrono- the future chronologically but for the reader it's a setup yeah. oh, I, I love it uh so hawks three so yeah definitely hawks is the hawks house of x is the more traditional just storytelling book and powers of x is the crazy timeline figuring shit out right uh so this is the issue where uh scott has a dope ass team ben what does that say house of x it's Krakoan. yeah well yeah <laughs> uh so yeah he's, he's a great team what does that say <laughs> Oh, it's right here. We're doing a video. Well, I thing. assume it's, since it's this is House of X number three, I assume it's House of X. Uh, so they say uh, they cannot bring a Krakoa plant on, on the mission with them, and a lot of people had had issues why they were doing that. But we'll learn later that even though Krakoa is an island, he is still a living thing, so he can still be hurt. And second, what if the mission goes badly and they have a Krakoa portal open, and that could cause bad things? Or that possibly. they can study things about? Or they can study exactly. So, so like, they go to space like Dark Phoenix, the movie that came out this year. They sure and, do. <laughs> And they uh, use that Shi'ar technology field black. They pop. They pop out of a Krakoan uh, portal. portal yeah, out in space. space that they just put there. It's dope as hell. They have a. They have a base on the moon. The X Men do. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also, this one explains exactly what a Nimrod is because the whole time I was like, "What the frick yeah. is a Nimrod?" And then yeah. I get to the issue, I'm like, "Oh." A lot of, normally, uh, so okay. Uh, when I'm reading a comic book, I like to read a comic book. When I read a novel, I like to read a novel. Yes. Uh, I don't necessarily like to read a novel in my comic book. That's fair, yeah. Which is why I, which is why I, I have such issues with heavy dialogue issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never had a problem reading all the extra Hickman blurbs. It's, it's, Neither it's did I. It's super good world building. Oh, I see Emma Frost, my girl. Yo, I named my okay. cat after this lady, guys. That's how much I love this character. Yo, so now I, even though I... This, this, is, dude, like, this, this is a core distillation of what Emma Frost is. And like I love you, her. You get it, yeah. I love her. I can see why you love her, and yeah. after, especially uh, reading House of X number three, I was like, I can see why so, Ryan loves uh, her so much. Saber Sabretooth is on trial, and his lawyer is hilarious. Oh, his he is so crazy. scared that Sabretooth is just gonna kill him, and he's like yeah. so worried. Uh, and then he's like, you smell that, Jasmine? What does that mean? It means you're fired, counselor. And then Emma Frost and the Cuckoos bust through the yep. door, looking fabulous as hell. Uh, she's got stoner shades on. Myra, uh, Myra, <laughs> wrong person. Emma has like the X on her chest, uh, yes. the X logo. Uh, on the Stafford Cuckoos are like, uh, Miss Frost, blah blah blah. And she's like, Excuse me, if we're in public, you use my mutant name. Thank you. And I'm like, Emma, you're such a bitch. And then, she, and then she goes, Sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Yeah. Um, uh, so of course the lawyer and or the, the judge is like you're I can't just let you take this prisoner uh, and uh, and she's like I'll pretend like you could have stopped me uh, and if like, you put the gun down yeah if you put the gun down he's like it's a brave new world darling you better start getting used to this kind of Pre- shit you pretend like something of uh, important value happened here yeah and uh, I'll pretend you could have stopped me yes exactly yeah uh, like it's a brave new world darling you got to get used to it like the Certain X Men absolutely feel superior to human beings, a hundred percent. Emma Frost is one of those people. We She's also get fantastic. the explanation of the Omega Cycle, and we get to the mission on the Mother Mold. What's yeah, the, what's the Omega Cycle again? Oh, uh, pretty much like Sentinels. Right, right, right. So we meet Karima, in, uh, and Karima is working with Gregor and Men- uh, the Doctors Gregor and Mendel. Uh, and if you guys know, Gregor Mendel is the founder of the science of genetics. 
But we also see um, that's cool. Uh, but we also see that the the girl she's working with is also with Nimrod in the future in yes, year one hundred, a different version. Of oh her. yeah, yes. the, yep. she's oh that's she, they she just was. call her Omega. Uh, but she is um, she was a hero, and then she got um, uh, she was like a, I don't think she's a mutant. She's a regular person just teaming with X Men, and then she got corrupted by uh, like super evil Sentinel AI shit, and then she became like an Omega Sentinel, and yeah. then she just disappeared from comics for a long time, and now she's back. And I got a great line. Where is it? Uh, I got a great line. Oh, yeah, uh, Nightcrawler asks, like, oh, Karima, what a surprise. And she's like, hello, Kurt. Ah, oh, picking sides, are we? Actually, that was all of you. <laughs> you guys clearly picked a side. And uh, all the, and again, um, the humans in this are n- not sympathetic, but um, it's, it's Orcus, who is a group of collected, yeah. uh, collected shield agents, Hydra agents, strike agents, hammer agents, alpha aim, flight agents. Aim, uh, the, the perfect analogy, I think, for this is this is like um, in. Dragon Ball Z, when uh, they find out about the androids are going to be made in three years' time, and they're like, we could just go find Dr. Jiro and kill him now, and Goku goes, no, we can't do that. He hasn't actually done it yet, so he hasn't done a bad thing, so we can't go kill him. Um, And they're like, oh, but okay, I guess. This is that version of actually going and doing that, being like, "Uh, yeah, they haven't technically done the bad thing, but they're going to do the bad thing. uh, Dr. Uh, Mendel says, like, how could they possibly know what we were doing out here? Like, that's impossible. It's like, not. we had a previous life to know about this. Uh, So they're going to try to turn on the master mode early. Hey, no precogs allowed on Krakoa. That's that's, that's issue six, man. We'll get there. I know, but we can do it around a bit. No, no, yeah. Um... That, no, we got to talk about it later because that entire scene is incredibly important. Um, so yeah, uh, they they're on this mission, and then uh, Doctor Gregor is like, "I don't, I can't deal with this shit. I'm gonna go take care of these X Men." Uh, and then Ben's on the page. He goes and he blows up the X ship, and that's where this issue ends. Yes, it ends with the X ship blowing up. So everyone thought it ends with him sacrificing himself to stop the X Men from boarding the station. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Doc Mandel blows the Blackbird up. Uh, uh, the, his wife is sad, obviously, uh, and it's a cliffhanger. Oh, uh, that's real sad. Uh, so everyone on internet... Oh, and then we finally get the Krakoan cipher. And then everyone's like, oh, let's go back to all the issues. Oh my God, let's read them again. Oh my God. I didn't do that because I, I, I... I didn't. Yeah. I, I did that. Yeah. I, I figured, you know what? It's probably just like next ooh, time. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Wait, sh- let, me sh- let me see it. Let nope. me see it. That one? Uh, uh, no, not that one. The other one. You can read it. I believe in you. This is... Uh, S-O... Uh, E-T-A... Soy toy. Soy boy. All right, let's Something, do this. Something's, this something's is still wrong. A, this something's, is still something's wrong is is the first two words. Oh yeah, some. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Good I job. don't remember the full title. So Hawks Four, uh, when this came out, uh, was uh, a radical issue for me. I thought this was a super powerful issue. Uh, it's a little less powerful knowing what happens later, but again, it still doesn't change the fact that these people that uh, these people die in this issue. Yeah, I yeah. think three and four of House are some of my favorite issues in this whole collective. Yeah, in this whole collection, because I mean, this is what I came for. This is like grand x-men kicking ass i mean this is the big like again house like, is like all the, the stuff sto- this is the like, story all this all the stuff that was talking about about um for myra and uh, myra and the uh and the um nim trying to stop nimrod trying mm-hmm. to stop the sentinels and it's like we need to stop this we can beat it all like the death the end of the, of her sixth life is like okay they have to stop this they have to stop the mother mold and or the master mold Nin- whatever ninth it's life? what her, her ninth life is where they need to stop the mother mold oh i'm sorry i'm sorry uh I, I'm now I'm getting myself confused. Yeah, I'm getting myself. Okay. There's a lot, guys. Uh, we don't hate. We don't need to worry about life six at all until the very end. Yeah. So don't worry about that one. But yeah, for ninth life, you're right. So th- all of this stuff, like the X Men doing like quote unquote superhero things. Yes. 
And then, because I at first my in number in issue one, there's not a lot whole, of action like in in, in there's the not. house books. Yeah. There's not. But once we get like when we see Orcus for the first time in um, House One, I'm like, who is Orcus? And I'm trying to figure out. And I see this giant sentinel head in this in the in space. I'm Hello, like, beautiful. What are yeah. you? And if you notice, the first time that we see the Orcus members, they're wearing X shield uh, shield outfits, but they have the Orcus logo on them. Yeah, they look like shield agents. It's awesome. Yeah. But uh, then I realized, oh, Orcus, they're just a bunch of uh, racist jerks. Yeah, 100%. They're racist jerks. And th- I, they do want to stop their own destruction, but maybe don't try to kill other people first. Yeah. Like, hey, just don't do that. Yeah. Uh, so this issue starts with Archangel and Husk being dead immediately. And that's a, that's when I knew this issue was going to be rough. Yo. Immediately, because they kill Angel and Husk, who are prominent so, X-Men characters. Also, um, all, all the issues, they start with a great blank uh, page with a um, text mm-hmm. and who said uh, a quote from the book. Is it no more? It's no more. Of course, it's no more. This is Sparks is on the page that I really liked. Oh, with um, Jean Grey, where where they where Jean Grey is contacting them, and th- and they have different mutant powers working together to create kind of like a, a like uh, a three ima- D image out of Storm using water and yeah. Jean Grey uh-huh. projecting herself. Yes. It's like a it's like a yeah it's like a projection through water. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. And so it's like beasts, and they're all combining their powers to 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 create. Yes, this and thing. you got to realize, like uh, Jean Grey is projecting from oh, like millions of miles away. Yeah. So like that is that is super powerful stuff that she's doing. She's like she's real strong. Um, Doctor Gregor, if you notice this entire issue, she has smeared mascara. The yeah, entire, she's quite, it's her, such a good detail. Her husband just killed himself. Yes, to it's, try it's, and stop. It's the just X-Men. a nice little touch that like I don't think a lot of people realize. Like yeah. she's always got smeared makeup. Like she's been crying the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys meet Monet for the first time. I don't know what to tell you, Marvel girl. You got to try harder. What a badass Monet is, guys. She's so cool. Oh my my, you guys have been up more than you could chew. We people who know Monet, she's never done this before. We don't know why she turned into a werewolf monster. I don't know why she turns into a werewolf monster. I, I just that wasn't her powers before. Just when she turns into that carnage-looking thing, yeah. she kind of looks like carnage too. Looks like a porcupine. <laughs> yeah, but she turns into that monster. I'm like. Who are you and why you yes. look so awesome? Uh, hey, if you're in the comments, this, the comments, the first time I said this, tell me why Monet is a crazy lady because all the experts on Twitter don't know either. So please let me know if I missed it. <laughs> I really uh, want to know. Yeah, it's basically, so basically the, like, the plan is going very badly yes. and uh, Scott... Uh, well, real quick, Mystique first. Actually, it's going fine at first. Oh, right, because, because they, they, the, the, Wolverine they break and the Nightcrawler successfully break two yeah. of yeah. the callers, and it's Mystique and Scott on the other yes. two. And Wolverine... Well, I was saying, like, you know, Scott still says, we can we can do this, so then they yeah, have... we can finish they, it. Then they get bamped in. There's a great scene of Wolverine killing a bunch of people, Yeah. and then Nightcrawler just tying them up and leaving them alive. Yep. Yeah. That's some that's some. I, I noticed stuff. that. Yeah, I yeah. noticed Wolverine just murdering fools, and then Nightcrawler just tied them up, and they're just uh, like, oh. Nightcraw- Nightcrawler's death is so cool. We'll, we'll get there. Mystique also, is murdered first. We got to talk about we no cuz this is super important because do you do you guys actually believe Mystique got turned around? Do you actually believe that? No. I don't know why you're saying this, so I'm going to say no. No, because look, she says it right here. She's like it's like Mystique where she's like sorry guys, I got turned around. Like like she got lost on this critical mission to save the X-Men. There's something going on here because she knows she's going to be resurrected that she's doing something here that is uh, against Xavier's plan. And I don't know what it is, but Mystique is too smart to get turned around on a plan that they know what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think it's a really because a lot of people point this out. Like Mystique is too smart to to have been turned around and to get killed like this. She knew she was going to come back to life. So much like Black Widow in Captain America: uh, Winter Soldier, there's an ulterior motive that we have not seen yet. I just want to say, uh, in a more in a less competent writer, I'd probably just be like, oh, it's just dialogue yes. writing but because it is hickman uh it is entirely likely because that's just the kind of thing he he does he yes. writes yeah. things like this uh, i i don't think the it's a it's a it's a every, all the time rule no not at all be, but, but knowing specifically knowing they come back to life uh it's just again every every di- everything is important in this book and i just i think it's super interesting that they would even show that happening yeah uh 
But yeah, then we get to the best part of this comic. Uh, Sparks, can you please read this beautiful Nightcrawler quote before uh, the two friends say goodbye? Remember, sure. he's German. I'm not Nightcrawler's definitely German. Calm down. <laughs> uh, so Wolverine says, so I got to ask, you still think there's something waiting for us on the other side? And then Nightcrawler asks, worried about your soul, Logan? And he says, just wondering what something, someone like me should expect. He says, when you wake from this early slumber, my friend, look for me. I will be there waiting for you, radiant and with open arms. And then Nightcrawler teleports him and Wolverine out into the open air in front of the sun and Nightcrawler disintegrates instantly. Immediately. Instantly. And Wolverine, you know, we've seen, if you've seen the movies, he can regenerate really quick. But he is dying. He is, he is super dying. He's close to the sun. He's burning. He's burning instantly. alive as and Mother Mold's as, coming as online. As it's coming online and it's saying, uh, uh, do you hear us, Olympus? We have stolen your fire and with it we will burn you all as yeah. it falls into the sun. Which is And they talk great. about like like the gods and like the titans and like the precursor and this like... Do you think Deadpool could have survived that? Because Deadpool's healing factor is stronger than Wolverine. Yeah. Do you think he could have survived? Um, He can't survive out in space, though, so he was going to probably die no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Just like like Wolverine and Deadpool can be killed by drowning. That's how they can actually die. As long, uh, as, as, long as they're not brought back up. I question, I question this. Uh, Deadpool has his head lopped off and can still talk. It honestly depends on the writer. It really does. Because Wolverine kills... That's not what we're talking yes. about. Wolverine kills his son Dawkins by drowning him, and that's how he yeah. dies. Um, but again, it's it's weird comic book shit. Hold up. I, I want to I wanna read this. Please. Scott! Yeah. So Scott just died. Well, sc- well real quick. Oh, no. Does it say the oh, thing no, that no, no. Dr. Gregor says? Yeah. So uh, Dr. Like, Gregor like says... Like you killed my husband or something. My husband's dead, you son of a bitch. I'm not taking prisoners today. And then he telepathically tells Jean that she that um that he's not going to make it. She's Jean, I'm not no. going to make it. And but then, the panel, and then the panel prof- of Jean screaming and with yeah, Cyclops. That's, that's one of the oh, best panels that in the whole so comic. Good. But here's what I love. Here's what I love. It's uh I it, I believe it's Hank. Uh, Beast saying, Professor, they're all gone. And then look at what they've done. Yep. What they always do. Look at how this always ends with fire and death. And the funerals of our children. Jean Grey is getting destroyed by Sentinels in space. Every victory, ash. Every triumph, defeat. They've murdered so many of us. The world has grown used to it. This is just how things are for these people. For mutants. No more. And then there's four pages of, of no of, more of no more of like text of the ge- of the mutant genocide in Genosha right. and like all yeah, of that. that. So comes, I, the mutant genocide of Genosha comes up as the like crux of their. It's because their 16 lives. million women, children, and men were all murdered, murdered. by Sentinels. Yeah, and then and like, everyone else on Earth act like that was okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly, and that's why that's why this. They talked about the uh, no more mutants, no more no mutants. More. No, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, One the pretender Wanda Ma- Maximoff that has pissed off so many fans online, and I am just eating it up. <laughs> <laughs> because th- there's a sh- it's a shitty retcon that Magneto is not the father of the twins anymore, and that's a yeah. shitty retcon. They're, that mo- they're they are no longer mutants. They're no longer mutants, and that's bullshit. But it gives us this beautiful thing of Jonathan Hickman saying, "You guys want to do that? Sure." She's a pretender. She's an. Ev- that's why if you look at the enemies of mutants, the uh-huh. Avengers are on the list. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh-huh. That is awesome because as we'll get into later, the Avengers were not there for them. Uh, the the uh, yeah. uh, like the Illuminati, which is referenced later, like all yeah. of these groups, like nobody's helping them. No. And, and Even Xavier, Captain America doesn't. Xavier is only Illuminati. Yes. Then again, in, in issue six, like we see a specific panel of a bunch of Lum- Illuminati members. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this. I love that scene. And then we just that's the, that's the reason why I want to pick up House of M and, and the arc with the Genosian Genesis because yes. like because I did not you want know. the context. Yes, I want to know how these things happen. So Emma Frost, I, obviously uh, I'm reading it in the supplements, but in yeah. the the supplemental pages, but it's like this. Holy shit! Yeah. In uh in uh 
New Mo- in Grant Morrison's New X Men, so he's the first person to give mutants multiple powers. Uh huh. There's there's only been you have you are one mutant and you have one power, right? Uh, and then Emma Frost is one of the only survivors of the G- Genosha massacre, and she survived because uh, the stress turned her skin to diamonds. Uh huh. And she learned that she has a second mutation. And it was oh, gra- that's that's a really recent thing. I that's didn't know in that. 2001. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. I yeah. thought that was always her. No, it's since 2001, and then since then, a lot of mutants have slowly been getting secondary powers because of yeah. evolution. That's how things oh. That's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, Deadpool's not a mutant, right? No, he's not a this. mutant. I didn't know this. What is I he? Had a tw- uh, he's, it's man. The movies really mucked it up because I don't read enough Deadpool to know. But I had a Twitter conversation with a great guy on Twitter that I'll put right here, uh, and he said like uh, the movies mucked it up. But no, he's never been a mutant. Um, it's 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 weird gene stuff. Like he got Wolverine's blood, but he's not technically a mutant. It's it's kind of it's kind of nonsense. You learn something new every day, guys. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's. I kind of just wish he was a mutant just to make it easy. But yeah. like, it's not true to the well, character. You know, blah blah it, blah. Like Spider Man's mutate. No, yes, no. and that's a whole bag. That's yeah. a whole another thing, man. So you won't see Spider Man. No, but there was a great Spider Man yeah. X Men comic, and that's where we get Sauron saying, "Is that what Deadpool yeah. is? A mutate? It Te- might be. Maybe technically. technically. Yeah, technically. If Spider Man's a mutate, then I would okay. say, O F. So it's P. <laughs> We're trying to read Kukra. Powers of X. Yeah, it's so powers. Know, so. Are we moving on to uh, House of X four? Hell, uh, no. Powers, that's we powers, powers four. four. Yeah. Sassy Sinister, baby. Lord, right, this, four. Is, four. this is the first time I've ever met Mr. Sinister. Hey, guys. I was not. How do you feel about capes? I like them. capes. I'm just going to say, Edna Mode for like 15 years made me feel a certain way, and then Mr. Sinister switched my mind right I'm, around. I'm sorry, but. I, I'm, I'm capes all the way. Were you capes all the way? Cool. Krennic's cape? Are you serious? Yeah, that thing is huge. Look, uh, my whole thing was like, the Edna Mode bit was funny, but like, if I pictured Superman without a cape, I got mad. I know. Yeah. I mostly said that as a joke, but like, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you opened a can of worms there, buddy. Krennic's cape is luxurious. Yeah, Sinister would, would definitely appreciate it. I was just going to say, Superman, Batman with no capes is. BS, but that's anyways. Batman with no capes is just Batman Beyond. Are you saying his his costume is BS? That's different. Batman Beyond is really cool. Yeah, it is. Okay, so uh, the really really important thing about this meeting uh, one is that uh, Charles and 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 Eric are recruiting Sinister very early on, like before uh, he's a true villain to them. Yeah, because after he says, "Hey, can you help us with this crazy plan of cataloging every cataloging every single mutant mind on the planet and all their DNA and all that stuff," and he's like. Uh, why would I want to do that? I don't. I'm not a mutant. We and, find out. We find out later. It was Moira didn't know about this. Yes. Yes. And oh, she's yeah, she's real pissed. Even though about we it. have the bit of like, I love that cape. Before we say anything else, I love that cape. Why don't I have a cape? I always thought you would look good in one. Why didn't you say anything? <laughs> Execute this man. Yeah. yeah. So hey, uh, tons remember of sinisters around. Hey, you also remember earlier when I said boss man, boss energy Magneto? Yeah. We get this again when in the very beginning where he's oh, yeah. holding a sinister guard. And he's like, Eric, we need this man. No, Charles, this man needs to decide if he wants to escort us inside or if he wants to continue thusly and suffer the consequences. Yeah. Um, and real quick, Bar Sinister is what it's called. That's from Secret Wars. Oh. And yes. Yes, yes it is. I know, I know that. Yes. And um, uh, You understood that reference. Yes. Secret Wars is a good book. Uh, Sinister ah. is all about cloning and genetics and stuff. So like, his, he's just surrounded by clones of himself. Which uh, threw me through for a loop because I didn't know anything about yeah. Mr. Sinister. I'm like, why is this? This is where, this is where he was like, I tried experimenting with the mutant gene myself. I didn't like it. Hey, I'm the one with the mutant gene. And then, and then uh, a sinister kills him and saying, "I'm a mutant. I like mutants. I'll help you." No, yeah. it's even better than that. He yeah. leans in after he kills him and he's like, "Psst, it's me, oh. the sinister with the mutant gene." <laughs> and if you must know, my mutant power is overthrowing tyrants and being absolutely fabulous. Oh God, he's so good. Sinister's so uh, good. This was a better version of Ultron killing the other Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. And this is a. Wait, are we uh, talking about Age of Ultron? Age yeah. Of yes. Ultron? Okay. Uh, and I, I, uh, this movie. This That's is um, uh, uh, significant because Sinister was able to use uh, uh, give a mutant power to not a mutant. He created a chimera way too early. He created. He's creating chimeras this early in this timeline, which is a bad sign for the rest of the series because chimeras are pri- primarily in the future. Uh, so we're seeing all this like the the sinister stuff on Mars happening right now on Earth early. So Moira, every time Moira does something, it kind of affects something in every timeline. I'm like, a lot of people didn't pick this up until later. I'm like, oh, there's already Chimera around. It's Sinister himself. And I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, guys. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because, you know, it's kind of like the Flash Crisis and Infinite Earth things for the TV show is happening early because of something they messed up. Yes, very much like that, yeah. Uh, it's, so so it's, it's similar there. And this issue introduced the sinister gossip. Yeah, and we're not. We can't get into that because no, I literally can go into this for an hour itself. But it's a bunch of hot goss about Sinister being super sassy, talking about all the X Men characters. And uh, again, it's a gossip column, so half of it could be lies. Like all, like we spent so much time on X Men Twitter trying to solve all these riddles. Half of them could be lies. Yeah. But real quick, the one that really stood out to me was uh, a liar in red shoes, a devil in red shoes. There's only one character in this book who's wearing red shoes. It's Rasputin. Oh. oh, yeah, that's some shit. And and we see the cover of X Men One. There's a variant with Rasputin on it. Oh, so I think all of those characters are going to be coming back in some weird way, mm-hmm. and that makes me so excited because I do not want those characters gone. They're so cool. Okay, isn't <laughs> isn't isn't the creation of Chimera a precursor to something else that that would create a new uh, like another terrible future? Uh, I, I, the the timeline of how uh, sequential things that he puts in there is so complex that it, was, yes. it requires more than one reading. Yes, but I I've, I feel like that's like a creation of a Chimera is like a precursor to the creation of something that could destroy. Yeah. Well, because like again, first gen uh, uh, Chimeras with only one mutant power, uh, they're fine. But once you start going to generation two, three, four, they become less uh, more hostile and yeah. more dangerous. Yeah, uh, and less stable. Uh, so let's see. Where Good we job, Cypher off Krakoa. God, guys. So Charles Xavier is wearing a safari-looking outfit. Yeah. Uh, the villain of Grant Morrison's new X-Men, Cassandra Nova, his evil twin, was wearing that outfit in that book. There was some crazy shit going on, and I don't know why he's wearing Cassandra Nova's outfit. It could be because she possessed his body, and that's actually Cassandra Nova in that scene mm-hmm. because the timeline matches up. So that might not even be Charles Xavier, which, again, is just like – what is going on right now? There's yeah. so much going on, but Cipher is drops, awesome. He drops Cipher off because Krakoa is, is, is like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to I'm, I'm into this plan of yours, yeah. and uh, Cipher is a character who can understand any language and decipher any language. Decipher, that's great. Yeah. Uh, he's an awesome New Mutants character. He's and awesome. So, so, so Krakoa says something, and, Xavier, and, it's like, Did you, and Cipher says, do you know what that means? And he's like, was, he's sad. Well, yes, but it's more complicated than that. And he tells the history of Krakoa. Yes, yeah. which, which involves... We uh, were Akura. The one land, ancient oh, before man. that word existed, but not yet old in the way that they were old. The twilight sword of the enemy tore the world asunder, and what was one became two, Arako and Krakoa. Oof. And from the chasm between them, from whatever wicked place they came, the enemy poured into this world. If not for the man who was not a man, the first mutant, the warrior god in blue, the world would have fallen. The warrior god in blue, Apocalypse, the yep. savior of the world, guys. <laughs> That's some cool-ass shit. And this, like... Just the the visuals of this and, and his the fir- horsemen. The first horsemen. The first horsemen from the from Uncanny X X Force. Um, those are not them because these characters are still stuck the guarding limbo from Reawakening. They're uh. not the same characters. Uh, if in that Uncanny X Men, those were all recruited from like the eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds. But he stuff. calls them the first horsemen in that. They're these are technically, it's a retcon. Okay, these are the That's first. That's all you need to say. Yeah, yeah. 
these are the quote unquote real first horsemen. Okay, and, these, and these these characters are still around. Um, they are currently keeping uh, Ac- Acro. What what's the name of it? Acro. They're they're keeping the chasm shut. Yeah, they're keeping basically like lim- the chasm from Limbo to, uh, to Kokoa like shut. They're basically uh, keeping a portal shut. That's cool. We and don't. So they're we don't show up again. We don't know where Araco is. Yes, and so this Twilight Sword, it looks a lot like the Soul Sword. People are also saying it might be the the the, the Necroblade from Thor from uh. the God, but I don't think that's it. I don't think I, because we see we see Null Forge it. Yes, we do see Null Forge it. So I, I think yeah. that was just people wanting to put things together. Uh, that looks more like Magic Soul Sword from Limbo and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the fact again, bringing Limbo into Apocalypse and and Krakoa is so fascinating and cool. Uh, that's some really good shit. And then oh no, stuff's falling over there. So where are we at, guys? Where are we at? Oh, I don't know. Oh, then we get back to your uh, 1000. Cypher staying on. Uh, oh, Cypher oh, stays, stays on the island to yeah. create the language of Krakoa. Uh, let's see. What does it say? Oh, this is super crazy and important, too. Okay. I'm gl- thank you for bringing up year 1000. So um, the the elder has like a, a Nimrod who he has he's copied a, p- a part of his brain into to see if the phalanx will accept a machine copy of 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 humanity because they cannot accept biological life forms they can only accept uh data and stuff uh and it works so the little nimrod gets absorbed and the part of his memory and stuff is in there so this plan to become ascended while still living happens this is very important again to moira's plan for the maybe future of x-men right Mm -hmm. uh that's some important crazy shit but that's enough of that we'll get into that stuff later all right guys we're into the big issue now now we're here house of x5 I wrote the five bitches. <laughs> gold balls. Gold balls, gold balls, gold balls. These are a bunch of obscure mutants. Okay, um, so I was wondering why you tweeted about gold balls that one day. Well, no, what was interesting What was interesting <laughs> is this happened, is this happened unbeknownst to you, I'm assuming, you just tweeted how cool gold balls was on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, and because cause it's just making the rounds of like, hey guys, remember gold balls? Yeah, and then and then the next day, Gold Balls is an in, is a is, is a huge the character. savior of the X Men. Yeah, and he's just a joke. He's a joke Bendis character. And uh, uh, Hickman Hickman has famously said, "I I uh, I ate off the scraps of Bendis to get where I am now." So he is paying this back by making Gold Balls a joke character, one of the most important X Men in history. Mm-hmm. That is bold. And here we get to the resurrection, the plan. Uh, mutants are now immortal. They can they cannot die. The they are reborn. The idea is that the is that gold balls uh, wasn't shooting golden balls. He was shooting golden unviable eggs. Yes. To which another mutant has to make viable, mm-hmm. and then another mutant puts in the thing is it's a whole multi step process yes. from this five from these five uh, Proteus yep. uh, is the one who touches them and he does a little warp of reality Guys, and they become pro- viable yep. and then they're injected with DNA and Elixir, the life giver, mm-hmm. kickstarts the process and then time is at the slave of Ava Bell. Ava Bell, baby. Tem- and, uh, Tempest. And that moves everything forward and there you go. It's incredible. And mutants. <laughs> and once yep. I said payoff, the first scene yep. in House One is explained here. Yeah. And holy crap. That's a good show. This is where the rumors of, of, of Xavier. Oh, and Hope. Hope's important hope, too. Yeah, uh, he brings them all together. She brings them all together. Oh god! Someone talk. I got a vent because I got to find also, a tweet that I found. And also, this is getting easier for the five. Like this start. Like it's going to keep getting easier because they're getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. Correct. Uh, and the, and hope is the uh, one who keeps their powers uh, at their uh, able to operate at both their peak and in unison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so so this is kind of the 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 movements of Xavier in this in this issue are kind of where the rumors that he's possessed by someone happened because yes. it's like I'll, this doesn't move like Xavier. He's very yeah. effeminate. Yes, yes, yes. Also the first time we get to see Lorna here. 
Yeah. Yes, yeah. Lorna Dane, baby. Yeah, so she's talking to Magneto and like, hey, have the humans done anything worthy of Polaris. anything? Polaris. Polaris, yeah, yeah. Uh, from The Gifted, uh, which honestly is like maybe the, one of the best versions of that character. Um, but she's like, hey, humans suck. What have they done? And he's like, actually, they gave us a civilization and human and like, and, like society. society. They gave so, us like, society, they the gave one us, good thing. Yes, uh, and that's awesome. And then Gold Balls walks in and uh, they perform the miracle and they bring all our X-Men back to life. They're all covered in goop. And they explain that uh, Cerebro's main function now is to... Store. Imprint the soul, yes, the of yeah. all the mutants, yes, and the mind. store it. The mind, the soul, anything that makes in. No, the the, the soul, the soul, yeah. yeah. Thanks to um, not Forge Bishop, 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 right? No, or Forge, Forge. No, it's Forge, it's Forge. Forge. Oh, Forge. oh, God, Forge is so cool, you guys. Yeah, Tom Selleck. Yeah, well, I don't think we've seen. <laughs> no, that's. I got. Oh, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys a picture real quick, but I'm gonna post it up there. This is the first appearance of Forge. That's Forge. I love it. That's the first appearance of Forge. He's a. He looks like Howard Stark. He's a yeah, a little bit. He's a he's a handsome, funny guy. Everybody okay. looks like Howard Stark at far enough back in comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, okay. So I also also they bring they get brought back to life by Love Storm's speech, or Storm saying like, "This is my brother. This is my sister." But what are they? And the crowd shout ch- chants yes, or so shouts. This mutant. is a this was a very controversial issue. Not like really controversial, but it had people had a lot of problems because they found this very cultish and very and very weird and like very un X Men. And I it's, do it's I think it's meant to be uncomfortable. Yes, and I do agree. But somebody is uh, uh no, it was me who said this. Uh, uh, they were like, okay, so if you never lived in America and you went to America and we just started singing the Pledge of Allegiance all at once, that would kind of freak you out, right? Like that seems cultish, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the founding of a new nation of a new culture of a new society of course it's going to look weird this is the first time we're seeing it especially because how the x-men are, are framed in this as this as almost a, a cult yes like they are framed as almost a cult. It, it, it's very the, the religious iconography is is absolutely on purpose there's yeah. so much religious like text and like uh, uh things that are that are so uh very clear yeah. I, I don't know much about uh Catholicism or religion, so like I just use like what do I know from Veggie Tales. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, I love the mutant diplomacy map. How it tells you exactly what country oh I wrote, doesn't I, yeah I really doesn't like, really agree with I, the, I really Krakoa. like it. It's not that it's not that Wakanda disagrees; it's they don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's great. And then uh, and everywhere that's helped by Wakanda also yeah. doesn't yeah. need them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, like, so it says for Wakanda, they're straight. I was like, we don't need it. We're, we're fine. So this is from Generation X 47, which I believe came out in the uh, late 90s. This scene from Generation X talks about Krakoa wanting to be one piece again. The biosphere was one aspect. The Krakoa that was the Jean Grey school, another. And then merging with uh, Arako, maybe? And it's like, uh, what about Krakoa? Wasn't the biosphere originally a part of that thing? Exactly. Krakoa wants, no, needs to be whole again. And that's the last time it's brought up. Yeah, that was twenty, thirty years ago. Uh, so yeah, so we we get the list of of th- things, and Wakanda says, "What does that say, Ben?" Wakanda, they do not need mutant drugs. Isn't and it other... in, like red? It's yeah. like we hate you. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't it's think, not hate, but I don't think no. Wakanda was so, like, "No, screw you." They're like, "Wait, we're good." Yeah, yeah. they don't. So the thing, yeah. so there are re- the reasons for rejection. Uh, like the rest of the UN is like, "Oh no, we will accept um, Kirkwood as a nation," and there are some nations who do not, uh, especially one, two countries. Uh, Russia and another Latveria, Doctor Doom, looking at you. Both of them like, yeah, for political reasons, we're rejecting you. Yeah, and, and like Xavier's like, we went through the proper channels. Yeah, we did this. We we made sure to go through the proper channels of becoming a nation. Yes. Uh, and I, I yeah, I think that's really that's really. And like Wakanda is like, we're we're good. Wakanda and all the uh, parts protected by Wakanda. Yeah, in like, Africa yeah, like, are not part of this. Yeah, we're like, yeah. Oh, we're good. Thank you. They're just like. But the big thing that happens is at the end. Oh, when okay. Some folks walk through that yeah, portal. Yeah, okay, so oh here's what boy. here's what really got Krakoa me. Krakoa is a home for all mutants. Yeah, yeah. So, 
and like in past issues, we see Wolverine give the data to um, Apocalypse, and he's like, "Here you go, boss." And here we are. Wolverine is like, "You sure about this? It's not too late to change your mind." And then he, and then Charles is like, "An opportunity to change is exactly what I'm offering, Wolverine." Chuck, I gotta tell you, what do you talk like that? I kind of want to beat you to death. Yeah, I does. Some people are beyond saving. Yeah. And then there's this great dialogue more between uh, Magneto. I'm gonna stop there. Yeah. But then. Frickin so okay, up. you know who the person on top is. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, Mr. Sinister. And then you guys, nobody knows who that guy is. That is Magic. No, Magic no. is a girl. Oh, oh girl. damn it! No, that is a guy I named Exodus. That. Oh, Exodus, Exodus is yeah. a is yeah. a very like religious esque like uh, uh, my way or the highway. Never kind of. mind. I, I mean, I wrong. know because of later. Is yeah, of course. Okay, later, yeah. is that Silver Samurai? No, that's Gorgon. Gorgon. Okay. Gorgon is a is a low low time Wolverine villain that Jonathan Hickman loves, and he's propelling him to a status. Real okay. real quick, does um. Is that the person who who Wolverine gives beer to, or is it, yeah. or is it um, Lady Deathstrike? It, uh, I I'm don't think sure. it's Lady Deathstrike. I'm pretty sure it's Gorgon. I, I don't think she's in it. Yeah, it's, oh, it's definitely Gorgon. Yeah, it's definitely okay. Gorgon. Yeah, that was cool. And then of course Apocalypse walks through and goes, Ah, Krakoa. It's been too long. Krakoa knows me, and I, Krakoa. Uh, and of course, when Apocalypse walk, walks in, what does he get? He gets doves. Yeah, doves start Frickin flying. Doves start flying. No, yeah. somewhere it's like, oh, this is. Krakoa some... missed his old friend. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like he's his oldest friend. And then, and then, uh, what does Charles say at the very end? He's like, "Welcome home" or something. Yes. Yeah. Welcome home. Yeah. Charles welcome shakes home. his hand and says, God, "Welcome home." That is the. This is like the craziest. Like it's not really the craziest, but like when you think of this happening. It's like nuts. Apocalypse. Ap- the, the age of apocalypse. The, the, one mu- like, the one mutant who just wants war between everyone. Oscar Isaac himself. Yeah. <laughs> Learning. You have finally become what I intended you to be. I could not be more proud. Hell yeah. That's yeah. so because great. Because Apocalypse looks, as, looks at himself as as uh, the god of mutants almost. Yeah. Like the father of mutant dumb. Yeah, 100%. And so he's like, you're finally where I, I want. want you to be. I'm so like, yeah. And I'm finally could be, there. And My he children. says, I could be never, I couldn't be more proud. That's so if good. Xavier, just hearing. If, the, if Xavier is the father, Apocalypse is the grandfather. Yes. Like seeing Apocalypse telling Xavier that he couldn't be more proud just sends shivers down my spine. Shivers. I was like, because I may not know X-Men comics, but I know Apocalypse and X-Men do not get along. And that's not just from the movie. That's from other stuff. Yeah. Um, is there anything in this issue that you think we're missing, Sparks? I see you looking through something. No, I'm, nope. I'm on to the next one. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Maybe just uh, some good dialogue between Emma Frost and uh, Xavier. Oh, no. Did I not write that down? Oh, no. It was just oh, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, it's just that moment where he's saying, I know what you did. Oh, and are you accusing me you. of something, Charles? And then she, and then he's like, no, a grateful nation thanks you for your sacrifice. Meaning Emma Frost is a super shady person when she needs yeah. to be. And this is some. This is the first time Charles is accepting of it. Meaning like this dude is broken and willing to do whatever it takes. I really, yeah. I really, liked, uh, I really liked that moment because uh, Emma's like, you, you want to fight? And, she, and he's like, no, thank you. No, she's like, thanks. Oh. And she's like, oh, Charles, you're a bad boy. <laughs> oh, Ch- oh, Charles. Oh, Charles. Charles. Oh, this is uh, Forge. Forge. So Forge lives in Dallas, Texas in a cool-ass aquarium. That's rad. Hell yeah. I used to live in Dallas, Texas. Uh, oh, I think this is the, the no, aquarium. Brandon, no. I think this is the scene you just were talking about. About with uh, Emma Fro- with Emma Frost and Charles Xavier. No, no, that no, was from that the wasn't. End. It oh. wasn't. No, the there was a before. tiny a tiny scene where she's like talking to all the ambassadors and she. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of issues now. You're fine. Oh, damn it, brain. No, no, you're fine. So uh, let's move on to Forge. Yeah, Forge, damn it, brain. Forge is a mutant. He's the mutant Tony Stark. He can build anything. He just has to know what it's for. Looks like it too. Yeah. He. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, bearded white guys. You know, what are you gonna do? Uh, look at this. Uh, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> I, I don't mean, think I look like Tony Stark. No, he has the yeah. If he had a goatee, so he Charles like Tony. Charles goes to Forge and he's like, "Yo, can you make five copies of every mind of every mutant and put it in five different places around the world for me?" And Forge is like, 
what? Why I, would you want I to need do that? unlimited energy. I need unlimited this and that. And he's like, and <laughs> Charles Xavier, who in the 80s is about to go to Shi'ar space. And, yes, and it's the funny Shi- that the he Shi'ar needs, crystals. That's what they need. He needs Shi'ar stuff. So it's really. Isn't, isn't the next one that we see, isn't the next time we see him, he's in his hover chair? Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, maybe, possibly. He's so, definitely uh, in his hover chair sometimes. So I, could, I forgot what they were called. The diamonds in uh, mm, the Macron, the M- logic diamonds. Lo- logic oh. diamonds. That's what they use to um, after when a po- at the uh, Moira's end of her ninth life. Um, Wolverine sticks a logic diamond in her chest, and oh, she yeah. absorbs all the information. It's all the data like instantaneously in her head. Yes, I, I just good job. I, I wanted to bring up the the wheelchairs because I find it. You can tell where in the timeline they yes, are 100%. by what wheelchair he has. That's a very astute point, Brandon. Absolutely, I, I think yes. that's really cool. Yeah, that's that's another reason people were like, "Is is this like all one timeline? Like like this, the tenth life? It's all the the six one six that we've seen before." And slowly and surely, it is because yeah. you see very, uh, things that you've noticed before, and you just got to place it in the right yeah place. Yes, uh, uh, and a lot of uh, X Men Twitter has done that for me, so I appreciate you guys a lot. Let's see. Um, but can it be done? Can a super, Can you build a supercomputer that holds it all? I guess we'll find out. Uh, spoiler alert. We read the uh, last issue. It does work. <laughs> uh, guys, let's because then ab- Krakoa ends up being the power source. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the Hellfire Club. And Emma Frost is now the queen of it, right? Emma Frost had an incredibly awesome uh, one-shot called uh, X-Men Black uh, uh, Emma Frost that came out earlier this year or late last year. Um, but it's Emma's story of taking out Sebastian Shaw, mm-hmm. the leader of the Hellfire Club, and uh, uh, taking control Become, and becoming the white queen, the white queen, yeah, or the black queen, depending on uh, who's writing it. Yeah. Writing it, but um, it's so funny because uh, Charles is like, "Listen, Emma, you're really smart, and you have you have uh, a company. I've set up dozens and dozens of shell companies uh, to to manufacture all the drugs that we're gonna give to the people. So uh, there's no way that like any of this is gonna go bad. You know, just just trust me, it's gonna be fine. Uh, but I need you and the Hellfire Club to help distribute it." And she says, you want me to be the East India Trading Company of Mutants? Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and I was like, Emma, you know they're not good people. This was the <laughs> issue why. that made me fall in love with Emma, Dude, like, hard. She's awesome, isn't she? She right? is. She's so sassy. Holy crap. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, and she mentions, like, when oh, the, she says, in the museum, they, she's, talking to, uh, she's talking to Charles and Magneto, who tell her, and they're like, hey, we're going to put them on. And she's like... Not again. Not this bullshit. Yeah. We, do, we stick them all on an island again? Yeah. The frack is wrong with you. Exactly. Hey, let us show you. <sighs> yeah, and then right, she whispers to herself, once more for the children. Yeah. Because the thing that you guys need to know, while she might have been a villain sometimes, her number one priority is being an educator and teaching children. She loves teaching, even if she might be a bad person sometimes. Uh, she's an educator, which is a really... I didn't get that from Felicity Jones. Nope, Jan- January Jones. January Jones. You want to talk about character assassination? Emma Frost is a character who dresses sexy because she was treated a certain way her whole life, so she knows how to manipulate men. That character is just there to be look really pretty. That is not a good Emma Frost at all. I feel bad that that's the Emma Frost Which that we Emma got. Frost are we talking Sometimes about? Matthew Vaughn's not oh, okay. great at handling women. Sometimes, a lot of times. Sorry, no, yeah, no, yeah. Anyway, uh, that, I I figured right. I just wanted to double check and no, make yeah. sure. So no, the one from X Men Origins. Jumping forward. Oh, I forgot about that dog. Jumping forward. Wait, oh. real quick. No, we have to we have to talk about Sebastian Shaw coming back because that's okay. really important because she just took him out and he's like locked away forever and Charles is like we need Sebastian and she's like I literally just got rid of him in the last issue my man uh, that's really important that he's coming back and he's a member of the Krakoan Council that's super important now we can move on okay so Charles invites all the mutants hell yeah is this oh. is this the scene with N- with Namor oh it's this oh god Namor the Namor guys, sequence is real cool guys oh so much like Emma Frost uh, uh, Hickman gets the characterization of these guys like really quickly and really succinctly and Namor is so badass and so cool in the scene Ben can you read the final thing 
for me. From Namor? <laughs> yeah, where he... No, you're on the right page. Where he denies Charles Xavier. Just the, la- the, last, the last word bubble. The, the last word bubbles? Go away, little man. And don't come back until you really mean it. Sorry, the one before that. He talks about like being superior. Do I oh. seem like a person who just now realized? Yeah. Yeah. Do I strike yeah. you as someone who's just now realized how much better I am than everyone else? And do you actually think I believe that you feel that way too? Yeah. Go away, little man. Yeah. Don't come back until you really yeah, Namor mean it. Yeah, Namor is what Charles Xavier is now, but he's been that way his entire life. He Namor. feels he's better than everyone else, and he's the king of the ocean. He he's owns... also super, he's a super old mutant as well. Yeah, he, he's yeah. been around uh, since World War II. Like, he's, he's part of the invaders and stuff. He's yeah. um, he, he owns, like, he's the king of the ocean. He owns yeah. more of the planet than, than humans do. Yeah. Uh, he's not worried about your little he's dream. Been a, he's been a big problem in the Avengers recently. He also... Uh, 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 completely destroyed Wakanda in AVX and washed it away. He he flooded Wakanda. Oh yeah, he did which is do that. supposed to be landlocked. So like that's really powerful. He yeah. was part of the Phoenix Four, the Phoenix Five, excuse me. So he had Phoenix powers. I'll mm-hmm. allow it. Uh, yeah, he he's he's been a major. In- I just wrote Namor the- rules really big and I wrote uh, 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 fuck off chalk. <laughs> chalk. <laughs> he's been he's been um, he's been a major antagonist in in Aaron's Avengers run. Oh yeah yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Lastly, he has an awesome new redesign too. Yeah. Lastly, in this issue is the year one thousand. Hell yeah, but hey guys, black holes are actually super massive uh, machine brains uh, that are collectors of society. Yeah, that was weird. And it turns out uh, tomorrow's the end of the world for uh, for the ascended here for these blue people. And now this issue is the first time that we see that we get a look at the habitat, and we're we get a sense that there are other characters. That uh, we're not this one. No, that's that no. was in the first issue of Powers of X. Yes. We got, we got the, ha- uh, got the habitat. In the yeah, first we got yeah the I just looked at it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we saw the shadows of two people and like, hey, who are and those And they look guys? naked, which they do. they're not naked in the other issue. So I think that's just to mis- misdirect. Yeah. 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 Looks like uh, Adam and Evie too. Yeah, but but the okay, there's an incredible, beautiful scene here where the phalanx is kissing the the elder and absorbing him. There's a scene in House of X Five where Storm is kissing Cyclops in the exact same way. On the forehead. There's a lot of parallels. There's a oh, lot of yeah. parallels. That's what I'm saying. All of this is connected, and I can't wait to see like what the future and the failings because the failings just are super you, are weird. You, are you are you suggesting that Storm has evaporated? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like the the the, the imagery is very similar for Storm for has absorbed Cyclops. Is she now can shoot laser Storm eyes? Uh, but yeah, the, the world's gonna end tomorrow. They're gonna be a, they're gonna be accepted into the phalanx. Are they happy about it? No. Well, I mean, well, the librarian is one person isn't, but that's yeah. for the final issue. Yeah, but then we get into House Six. Hell yeah, baby! Which all I ever wanted was to love you and for you to love us. That yeah. is so powerful. Which is that? Which is um, Charles talking to all the mutants, and we get oh, not no, all, all the, he's talking all, to all mankind. all mankind, all of mankind. That's what I meant to say. My apologies. And we get like people in hospitals, okay, people so, in boardrooms, people in like NORAD, and then we cut to the Avengers, yep. the Fantastic Four, the Sanctum Sanctorum of Doctor Strange. Yep. Did I say right? Sanctum Sanctorum? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Thank you. And there's it's also like, Gregor and Mendel before they get evaporated. There's Karima, and there's also a very mysterious character uh, in the middle who we have not seen yet. This is a new character. We all assume that that's Dr. Uh, Killian, who is the founder of Orcus. Yeah, we haven't seen him yet. I was pointing to Sparks on there. Oh, okay. a lot of Killian, Ultras Killian? No, no, no. Because uh, uh, he's dead. No, it's it's Killian is his first name. It's like Killian Arvo or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he hasn't been seen. A lot of people think that's the Maker. It's not the Maker. We know what the Maker looks like. Yeah, the Maker is yeah. currently an antagonist in Venom. Yes, uh, and in Absolute Carnage as well. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, uh, and then uh, where do we go from there? Let's see. And then we Crico go and citizenship, baby, for all mutants. Uh, and and amnesty. M- importantly, we see Moira too. Yeah. For the first time, yeah. in, in like in, uh, five ish- uh, or four issues in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this time, um, we, t- we sorry. We um, 
I'm sorry. What did you say about the Krakoan citizenship? The uh, we get a, we get the the look that Xavier's like every mutant born should he want to want yes. to claim it will be a Krakoan citizen. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. much and like you know, uh, I mean, not every other country does that. Yeah, but it's, it's like cool. if even if you're not born on Krakoan soil, if you're a mutant, yes. yeah. you're a Krakoan. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. Stuff. And then we that. get to the first Krakoan council. Oh man, poor Sabretooth. No, Deciding no. the fate of Sabretooth. No, actually not poor Sabretooth. He's an asshole. Yeah, Sabretooth <laughs> is a murderer. And their first laws, which we'll just sum up real quick. Make more mutants, murder no man, respect the sacred land. Yeah. I yeah. also like how it's Kurt. Well, Mystique is like, hey, let's hear from the righteous. What do we need? And Kurt quotes a we need Bible verse. Yeah, he quotes a Bible verse. And then I he's really like, hope he didn't he, look at his mom. His, the look on his face is like, make more mutants. No, see, the thing, uh, it is kind of, people seem to think this is just because it's Mystique who is his mom, but she's not doing it in a sexual way. She's like, oh, you're the one who believes in God. Like, what do you, Mr. High and Mighty, what do you think about this? Oh, no, I didn't take, I, okay, did, I didn't think that the Mystique was being sexual okay. to her son. I was worried that uh, that uh, Nightcrawler was being sexual to his mother. Oh, no, no, no. He's just, he's showing that like, hey, I'm on board with this too. You, you know, just happen I, to be my mom. You know, I always forget that they're mother and son. Yes. Most people do. Yeah. Um, do we, we don't see Movies Sebastian. will do that to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't see Sebastian Shaw yet either. There's one uh, empty seat on um, no. the council. No, he's right next to Emma, dude. That's, that's, that's Shaw? Sebastian Shaw. Guys, oh. the Red, the red Movies King. Movies will do that to you. Yeah. yeah. The Red King is not revealed yet. But um, maybe, I guess maybe spoiler alert, uh, this is already kind of known. It's Kitty Pride. Oh yeah, she, yeah, and uh, I and I kind of wish we all didn't know this, but like it's out there, so like I don't think it's a big spoiler to let you guys know. Like mm-hmm. it's it's it was found out. Yeah, to quote Sparks, well, we will do that to you. I didn't know that was here. Uh, fun fact, it, actually, it makes I'll, sense that Kitty would be on the on the council because she's um she's gonna be uh, she's the captain of the Marauders and she's going by Kate now. Yeah, she's grown up. Well, what's interesting is is um. This is a character who's been leader of the X Men, has ran the school at one yep. time. Like she, you say, X Men Gold. Yeah, yeah. You say she's grown up, but she's been grown up for a while. Yes, uh, but like uh, certain characters in this are con- not de-aged, but like kind of taken to their like perfect representation yeah. and stuff. Honestly, and, she, and honestly, this is like an evolution of like her growing up a little bit. One of the reasons why a lot of people don't like Whedon's Astonishing X Men is because of he de-aged Kitty. Yes, that's a good example. Yes, yeah. Exactly. And so Kitty has been de-aged. Has been de-aged in yes. comics. Also, um, uh, who is it? Uh, uh, Havoc. Who is Alex Summers? He's like a he's like a child for some reason. I think it's it he's might, an adult. Is, when we see him later in the book, okay, he's sorry. Still an there's adult. An, sorry, yeah, you're right. When they're drinking beer, there's another character who is incredibly DH for no reason that we know now. So yeah. like Hickman is still doing that weird stuff. Uh, we just don't know why yet. He's putting characters where he would prefer them to be. Yes. Uh, so Sabretooth uh, gets I, banished. I exiled. <laughs> exiled. Like, we can't kill you because then we'd have to bring you back. Yep. Which I, is like, which is crazy to me. That doesn't matter. Like all mutants will be brought back. Yeah, it's 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 their it's their rule. Yeah, I have to say, Sabretooth's sentence because the way that Charles is telling him is like essentially, it's a fate worse than death. You won't be, you'll be asleep, but you'll, you'll like but you'll experience almost. every moment. Like Emma, coma. Emma Frost, uh, Emma Frost saying quiet, and then Jean Grey saying quiet to yeah. make him yeah. like when you know, it's like. No, I won't. I'm gonna Dark. quiet. And then he's yeah. Uh, uh, he's had like some telepathic training, like to resist. Like yeah. most, like there's been multiple references in the, in the series of like, oh, they have telepathic like resistance. You know, that's that's kind of a common thing with like. Is this the issue where they talk about no precogs on Krakoa? That's the final issue. Okay. Yes, we're almost there. Um, so Sabretooth gets uh, exiled. Uh, that's real sad. That's real crazy. Um, I'm really. He curious. might have a day for like parole later, but for now, it's for, for good. Yeah. Oh, there's a. It's a. What's that? Is oh no, it? that's Wolverine giving uh Krog, whom I thought was Silver Samurai, and I was completely mistaken, a beer. Oh, nice. Oh, that's okay. what I thought was. Um, yeah, got it. Cool. What's her name? Lady Deathstrike. Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, oh, I gotcha. Okay. So yeah, um, so they have the most epic 
epic celebration of all time. This huge on, party. On this beautiful party. And this this specific uh, party is so cool because so many enemies are teaming up and hanging out and drinking beers. Emma Frost and Jean Grey have a notorious rivalry uh, of this, like, Jean Grey's nice and Emma Frost there, is not. There's Havoc. Yeah, you're right. There's Havoc. Yeah. yeah, sorry. There's another character. I don't remember who it is. Uncanny Avengers Havoc was very, very heartbreaking. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh. Havoc's cool. I'm glad he's back. Uh, Apocalypse is sitting by himself. It's so sad. He's but look, with, no, he's not by himself. He's with Krakoa. He, you know, thank you, Brandon. Yes, you're right. He is with Krakoa. Yeah. I for completely. I didn't even think about that. Krakoa. You know what? They're it, on a, a living person. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I love he's, it. He's sitting there with his friends. I think friend. he's quite at peace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like Jean Grey and Emma Frost share a beer. Logan and Scott share a beer. Uh, all the villains are hanging out. Uh, Exodus is telling stories uh, like like theatrically to children. Like it is some really cool stuff. Okay, Ryan. Krakoa Atlantic, turn the page, Ben. Oh, you're right. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So oh. Krakoa Pacific. Yeah, this is the other. Okay, yeah, you got me yeah. there. Okay, cool. So 19 is transit Atlantic Pacific. Oh. No, we don't. I don't. I'm just saying because there's two Krakoas. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it I looks t- like Krakoa is, is two islands right now. Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So Island 21 right here is Danger Island. But it says like Krakoa Atlantic. It's, it's yeah. training and the point and transit. That's the things yeah. that are on the Atlantic one. Yeah. Okay. So it's not all of it. Okay. But what I, what I was saying you're is, right. is there are two. Krakoas, and so yes. I was like, I was asking, was that ac- ac- Acro? Acro? No, Acro? that is that no, is the it's called Krakoa. I yeah. don't think it is. No, that's the the limbo one that's not here. So um, what, how do man it must suck for Krakoa? He's got two two pieces. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, he's also uh in hundreds of other locations too. Technically, oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like I guess it's all all one consciousness, yeah. like a hive mind, like a phalanx. Well, guys. All right. Moira so, becomes Krakoa. You heard it here. Yes. Uh. So yeah, Krakoa party. Just look at what we made. Which is a stark uh, difference to look what they did, look what they have done, yeah, and then look what we did. Yeah, uh, that's some powerful. Which stuff, is guys. great. Yes. Now I have to say, after I read that, I saw the celebration, Ryan. I was a little nervous going into number six. Everybody was. Because this is what I, Hickman does. Because I was so scared. It's all now, gonna fall apart. I was so scared that the Sentinels were gonna pull some shit. I was so scared that someone was gonna betray someone. You know else. what that would have been? That would have been X Men karaoke. Yes. This is not X Men karaoke. Exactly. This is like, a new song. Like I was so scared. I was like, what's gonna happen? What's the big push? And then I read issue six of Powers of Ten, and I was. We can still call it Powers. Of yeah, X, Powers you know. of Powers of X, and I still. So this final issue, we're like wrapping this final we're issue. The end here. Is, like is, I, is, this might be my favorite issue because so much. Off. Yeah, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, Holy yeah. crap, baskets. So uh, we learned that the great. preserve is the final home of mutants, the last remaining mutants. Uh, Homo sapiens are gone. This this new like weird blue race of like what are they called again? Uh, Spark. You post-human. said post human. Post human. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, said it earlier. Yeah. Thank you th- very much. Thank, good job, Brandon. Uh, this there's is, even a, there's even a little there's even a little thing describing like yeah. here's a Homo sapien. Yes. Homo superior. Well, way over here, mm-hmm. post-human. Yes, and this is the issue. And once again, the issue starts off with Charles going to that fair again. Yeah, yeah. This the is third, the third time. The whole them. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, look at that. He's got a uh, cardinal with the red shoes. Yeah, again. we see. But we see. We ha- we now know the context of these elements. This was her ninth life. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we replay. Um, um, if I'm being real quick, uh, real honest, this is a six dollar comic, and I and I appreciate the the callback and the reference to this again. But this is a expensive comic, and I we. I don't think we needed all the flashbacks again. Yeah, yeah. Again. I agree. Um, you could have had the extra scene of him going a little crazier, but to have like, like almost like a third of this book be old pages is kind of we we uh, we get the context. It's by also seeing it is the also thicker than the other ones. Yeah. Yes. Also, I want to say a lot of people make fun of James McAvoy for doing the finger thing. It's in the comics, guys. Yeah. No, he does it. Yeah. So you know, there you go. 
Yeah, yeah. the that. preserve is the final home of mutants, and we yeah. finally realize who is in here. And uh, it's Logan. Lo- I didn't expect Logan to be here, guys. Did you? <laughs> well, no. yeah, no. Uh, yes, actually. Really? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not lying to you. Uh, that, no, that's so, a, that's so a how pickup. I dropped how I dropped the pods from the first issue when I went into the Moira thing, I didn't drop the people in the habitat. And the thing is, like, the only thing that was distinguishable, because I'm like, they have to be important somehow, so I looked at them for a while, the only thing that was distinguishable is Wolverine's hair. Yeah. It's the shape of his hair, and I'm like, what? It has to be somebody. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I, right. fi- I figured as much. But I didn't know who the lady would be. Yeah. I didn't know who the lady would be either, but I did figure Wolverine... Because he's cause he can live a long time? Well, he would live a long time, and we've already seen him... I was starting to think that this was not year one thousand. It was the other. It would. It's another timeline of the. Uh, it's like our timeline of what the apocalypse timeline would have been. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was thinking that okay, well, Wolverine stayed that old, then he would be, he would still be here. Yeah. So I figured that was the thing. Um. So yeah, the librarian goes into uh into the preserve. Uh, which if you guys notice, he opens what kind of almost looks like Krakoa. Yeah. He's yeah. going through almost like a portal or something. Uh, and he's like, this aggression is pointless. Not speaking English. Uh, and then he starts speaking English. And uh, and Logan's like, oh, that's a neat trick. Who do we think these other characters are? Ooh, let's go back to this real quick, baby. These guys. Who do we think these, these, these are? are all, these are all future uh, evolution X-Men. Because they talk about in the next pages when we see crazy bird people. Can we get to the crazy bird people real quick? Oh, I thought that was the, I thought that was a flashback. No, this that's year one thousand. Okay. Yeah, let me get there. You guys want to talk real quick? Why find this? Well, because it's the it's the it's it looks just like the character that Grant Morrison created, the one with all the terrible parts of a bird. Oh, you mean this one? There it goes. Uh, yeah, that page. No, that's just that that whole page explains oh, this that guy? like p that like evolution. Yeah, okay. okay. So the the whole crux of this series is is about this issue, right? Right. I thought I is this is this not, is year one thousand. This is not a flashback. To, this is in the preserve. Well, what's 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 that? I don't know, Ben. So I was thinking this was the fl- this was a flashback because this is clearly the one on the bottom page is clearly year one thousand. Yeah, but it looks to me like he's he's talking and we're seeing flashback references to the people he's talking about. Um, so if you look at their outfits, I think their outfits kind of represent the, they look like the same outfits that Wolverine's wearing. Uh-huh. Uh, so but I you think, see, but you see how this like, kind of like World War Two thi- looking thing kind of throws yeah, it yeah. off. Okay, I think that's here. Let me see this real quick, Sparks. I think. This is just showing us that um, what happens when humanity stops being beholden to its environment. This is them trying to do that, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, again, it is kind of vague, and it is a good point you brought up. I didn't think about that, but I definitely then, think this is the preserve. This is all. This also. Yeah. Like what? Wh- this is also a flashback. This has to be this panel. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, when man controls the building blocks of biologic, biology and technology, evolution is no match for genetic engineering. Which, uh, uh, so I'm not really sure. Actually, Brandon, you bring up a good point. Um, I think, I think it's just talking about the evolution of humanity and mm-hmm. how they they can make themselves in the X Men basically. Right, but yeah. that, I, was, I I think he's saying it through these flashbacks pages. I you might be right, actually. Okay, panels are flashbacks. You know what? I, that's a good point. I could I could believe that. Uh, I'll I'll have to look into that on X Men Twitter a little bit later. Um, you would have thought that the machines would defeat you, but we were just using them to buy time. Sentinels gave us years. Nimrod gave us decades. So Moira's re- final realization is. It's not machines. It's not AI. It is humanity itself. Yeah. Hum- humans will always be the fundamental problem, and the X Men can't just kill humanity. That's a bad thing to do, right? So Moira has well, the re- except the reveal at the end. Clearly, try he tr- she tried. Uh, well, she yes, she did try in other lifelines and yeah. li- ti- uh, timelines. Uh, the librarian says, uh, "Your personal memory." Uh, may differ, but historical records imply you mutants never really saw it coming. It's sad, really. The idea that you were what was next, evolutionary, inevitable, and Logan and her are like, we are, we are. And she's like, look around you. You're in a cage. Clearly, you're not the, the next best thing, right? Uh, 
You thought it was yeah. You thought it was the machines that would defeat you. It's actually us. Uh, he's ho- uh, like humans. They're, he's saying he's they yes. were they are the they are the true next evolution of humanity. Yes. Um, yeah. I believe the scientific term is Homo novissima, uh, the end of the evolutionary line, the last man there will ever be, because humanity is, is at a point where it's ready to ready to ascend. And while we're talking about ascension, I got a great quote from Polygon. Uh, they did hox pox talks every week. Uh, really incredibly smart guys. And uh, I'm just gonna bring up this fun fun fact for you. Uh, in case you thought that we weren't philosophical enough, the librarian is getting into the meaning of existence. He seems to be implying that existence within the dominion is merely a simulation. The idea of which puzzles contemporary scientists, like the, the librarian and others. Is, the na- is, that, is this nature of existence simply what our senses tell us? Could a manufactured existence be just as real as a material existence? Kind of like the Matrix. So the librarian is here talking to Moira, contemplating, should I, should I let you die? To restart this over because I have doubts about my ascendancy. This is the only blue person that we've seen uh, uh, have doubts about this this crazy thing that they're doing. And he's like, do I do I kill you uh, and see what happens, or do I trust the gut and and become a god? Uh, and then Wolverine kills him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Just like right out real of the quick. And what did you say, Brandon? Like, was that fast enough for he's, you? He's like, yeah. Because he's like, I, I'm so advanced. I can I can see you coming, and he doesn't see this coming. He no. just goes, was that fast? I think enough he, for got, you? he got the quote is. Dear Lord up in robot heaven, tell me, was that fast enough for you? Hell yeah. Um, I love how he says robot heaven, too. Um, So uh, Moira now knows the truth Mm -hmm. that uh, humanity is the real enemy. So I can understand why she might have to join Apocalypse now. I can understand maybe why she tries to kill all the evil humans uh, uh, in Life 7 and 8 and 9 and stuff. Yeah, um, Yeah, because there is a difference. This is also where when he kills Moira. Yeah. and he says, "This is what I do." Yeah. And so her earlier issue yeah. is a callback to this moment, but again, yeah. this, this may, almost made me cry. No lie, yeah. not gonna lie. This was and and they're very uh uh they're very like soft with each other, like they're very tender. That's not your yeah. new. You're, not, you're telling me that's not your new tattoo, that silhouette of them. Listen, I, I can't get it this quickly, uh, but I will add it to the list because it is. I am all, I'm all about uh, silhouettes. This is a growing shit. list. And so ended the sixth life. And so ended yes. the sixth life. Yeah. And, and it, here, it frames everything. And finally we see what happens after Charles first goes, ah, ah. And then he's in pain And because he then gets it's, everything. It's overwhelming. Yes, it's overwhelming. Um, So they have a great conversation. Um, uh, uh, Moira's uh, talking to Xavier and she's like, you know, Charles, I've known you so much. You know, I've loved you. I've hated you, hated you, and you've never changed. And he's like, oh, thank you. She's like, that's not a compliment. And what she realizes is she has to break Xavier of his dream, of the dream of a peaceful existence with humans, because clearly nine times out of this ten, it has not worked. Yeah. And if this is her final life, if this is the last chance she gets, she has to break the rules, break the rules which also means she has to break a good man. Yeah. Uh, and that's really sad. And, and well, that's what's interesting is if if you look at all of six one six history, uh, this frames six one six history history at least for X Men as Moira breaking Xavier yes, because, piece by piece. Uh, again, people who only know the movies um, and think of Charles Xavier as like a really good person, except for you know Dark Phoenix stuff. Charles Xavier has been an asshole for the last like twenty years. Because if you really think about what he's doing, he's creating child soldiers, uh, and it's not really explored until. Uh, a little bit later on where it's like, hey, maybe maybe also Charles has a bad idea. But Magneto's clearly the villain, so we have to side with Charles. Yeah. And I love that dichotomy. I love that, like, uh, hey, maybe we're not all good guys and bad guys. Like, there's yeah. a lot of gray areas all around. And then bringing Moira into this uh, it changes so much. Yeah, it, you could read so much X-Men in the past, and it gives you this this uh, sense of completion. It recontextualizes a Think lot that's of the X-Men, X-Men stories. Yeah. 
Uh, we've you know we we've been talking about how this is the six one six timeline. It is, and uh, Moira's been missing for twenty years. Yeah, yeah, and so and so we get references that Xavier has forgotten this this moment, yep. and she's like because she, at that moment she's like, can I? Can I get you to turn on on them now? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, I'm g- you're gonna forget, and then I'm gonna break you. Yes. Uh, I even wrote like like uh, 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 Ivan Drago. I will break you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get. Is this before or after we get uh, all of her text and all of her diary entries? She. We yeah, get her diary entries. Okay. Ap- yeah. We, we don't need to go into a lot of it, but uh, but the most impactful thing is talking about children, because this is this is the thing that most recontextualizes all of X Men because. Uh, Charles Xavier has a son named Legion mm-hmm. who is an Omega level mutant who could do anything and Moira Metagard has an Omega level mutant named Proteus and it's not a coincidence that both of these children were born Omega level mutants which recontextualizes that these children were not made out of love they were made out of save the race mm-hmm. and that is so gross that is so gross to think that Charles Xavier met with this person and, and had a child uh, just so he could use him later. Same with Moira. Like, all of the 80s and 90s have Moira married to this guy, and then we meet Proteus, and Proteus is a bad guy, and he leaves. Uh, and that all this recontextualizes all of that. And it makes Xavier, because of Moira, in, like, really bad. He's, he's a bad dude, and he's doing, like, kind of bad things, but for the good of his people. And at the end of the day, like, what are you supposed to do when you are being massacred every single day? Yeah. Like, it's a really, it's, it's a really troubling idea, but I love that Hickman is willing to do that. He's like, yeah, I'll rewrite history to say that Charles Xavier made his Omega-level mutant son to save humanity instead of have a son. Yeah. That's super gross. That's like, oh, man. I was just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that's so bad. <laughs> and then we get to the scene of this great scene where Charles and, Mo- and uh, Xavier... Excuse me, Charles, Charles and Eric. Eric, thank you. Bring tea to Moira, and, and she knows there's some bullshit going on. Because, like, I have a portal to the greatest food culinary city in the world. Why would I need you to bring me tea? And Magneto's like, no, yeah, you're right. She's <laughs> she's living in the no space. No Moira's space. No, Nobody no space. knows about Moira. They're, the only people who know about Moira's plan are, are Charles and Eric. Cypher got a glimpse of the dream, but not without Moira. Nobody knows Moira's alive anymore mm-hmm. uh, because she was she faked her death to plan all this out. And the, the faking her death is is new. She has been dead for a couple of years. Um, so I haven't read the issue where she died. Um, I think I think yeah, I think she actually was supposed to be dead, and then it's retconned to be a fake death. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, basically, uh, 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 what is, can you read? How, how does Destiny get brought up again? Oh, sorry, Mystique. Oh, sorry. Mystique, yeah. Mystique has demands. She's like, I want you to bring Destiny back. And uh, Charles and Eric are like, oh, okay. So they go talk to Moira about it. Yeah, and she and, Mo- and Moira goes, you cannot do that. We know. There can be no precogs on Krakoa. We cannot, will not tolerate mutants who can see the future. We know. How hypocritical is this? I wonder why. Because cause if Destiny comes and shows that uh, Moira has had all these lives and they're trying to build this future, but they always lose. Every single time they lose. So all the hope that they have will be crushed knowing that this has all happened before. Even though it's happening, and that's why Charles and Eric are like, it's not going to di- be that way because we are different people. You made us who we are. And again, that's really scary because they're like, all right, Moira, you did your job. And that's the most telling thing about this in these last couple of pages. Moira, sit the rest of this out. We got this. Everything you spent thousands of years of your life trying to build this plan, now set aside. Let the men handle this. I think there's something more sinister to not wanting more to want not wanting precogs on Krakoa. There, there is, there I don't is, think it. I don't think it's just as simple as she wants. She just doesn't want that hope crushed. I think there's a reason that she doesn't want them. Yeah. Also, there. but if Destiny comes back and kills her, like uh, that's that will restart all of the Marvel universe. So like, right, all, but according, but according, but if, if if what she's doing is for the good of mutants, yeah. then. 
then Destiny wouldn't kill her. You uh, you think so, right? So that's why it's really interesting that that even though she cuz oh gosh, going back to when Destiny was talking, she's like I've seen everything you're doing and I'm not pre- I'm not I don't like what you've done. I'm not pre- I'm not uh, I'm not convinced of your plans. And she's like you don't do this again. So I think Destiny would be on her side, but if she doesn't want Destiny back, you're right. She is doing something more sinister. Look, look, I mean think about it in the simplest terms of the fact that like what they've done is establish this nation. If you have a precog who could talk about a different future, a future Moira hasn't seen because she's never seen the future that goes down the line of the things that are happening at this moment. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That can start a revolution for the wrong reasons. Yes. And they yes. need that not to happen. Mm-hmm. That's why there's no precogs on Krakoa. Yes. That's you can't you have people who can see a future that could work against what Moira is trying to do. Yes, because yeah. if you if you have a if you have a, a glimpse because, of the future, then someone, it might come true. Because someone who is it's a Doctor Strange thing. Because somebody who is precogging the future as it's written from what they're seeing could think about the like leading circumstances of what's happening, but not have the context. I get the branching of nine, multiverse of, of those nine ideas. lives before of alternatives. Yeah. And not understand that this is the way we win. They don't want to know the future. And every other way is the way they we They want to build the future. They don't want to know it. DC uh, has a concept called hyper time, mm-hmm. which this reminds me of. The metaverse. Well, the metaverse is different. Yes, it's another type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Let's see. Uh, yeah, it's tea time. Uh, the truth. We are different. God, Moira. I love Jeff Jones. Yeah, he's pretty. Cool. Sorry. As a, um, and then and then it uh, has the flashback of or, or the the party scene again of saying like Moira, you turned us into this and like we got this blah blah blah. And then Magneto's like, uh, let them try to stop us this time. Yeah. And then and, and then, Charles goes and yes. Charles, who never would have said this before, saying yeah, let them try. And that is that is so almost haunting that when you yeah. think of Charles Xavier in the '60s, it's bright, like plucky, like I want to save the mutants. And now he's like, we're gonna build a nation and we're gonna we're gonna uh, pirate drugs all over the world to countries that might not even want them. I mean, I mean, going with like the basic analogy of what people make between these two is, you know, this is Malcolm X convinced Martin Luther King Jr. that violence and self defense is a good answer. Yes. It is almost a Magneto way, but but they're not being. But again, they're not being violent. They're just being assertive and but, aggressive. No, but it is. Well, that's the whole thing. Is it's not violence for violence' sake. Yeah. Malcolm X was always saying it's no, yeah, violence yeah. when attacked, when needed. Yeah. This is that. You're this right. is saying here it is. You come for us, and we will fight back now. Yes, that's true. Yes. That's it. Yeah. This is it. I yeah. love it. I love it. I, I, that I, was I, that was them killing the people when they were making the mother mold. That's, That's violence that. and self-defense. Yeah. You're 100 percent right. I love you. Yeah, I. Love I, uh, yeah, I even I, Scott says about the one because uh, Jean Grey asks uh, what about the human crew. He's like, keep casualties minimal. We don't want to fight. We don't want to try and hurt them. We have a mission sure. is just to get the mother mold into the sun and destroy that. So are we all picking up all six new X Men titles? Uh, I don't. You don't <laughs> have to. Like. Uh, you, you, you don't have to. Uh, it, it is it is it is a fully like contained X Men world where all these books are intertwined. But like you, much like a Mar- the Marvel comics universe, you don't have to. I yeah. can. It just it now it it helps. It I really can helps. tell you for sure. My wallet says no. I've signed up for uh, five of the six because I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the first issue of Fallen Angels and I'm gonna see if I like it because that's the one concept I'm not totally sold on yet. But uh, it's. Uh, We'll see. It's being written by Brian Hill, who does like Detective Comics yeah. and Black Lightning. So like, he's a great writer. Um, so this is really good. Um, we all know Krakoa's most important mutant X's, uh, mutants, the Resurrection Dynamo, called the Five. 
and their great unifier, Hope. Hope Summers is Cable's adoptive daughter, prophesies to restore a decimation uh, that mutant kind had after M-Day. You just bought a bunch of books about Generation Hope. Hope is supposed to be the Jesus of the Marvel, of Marvel, of the mutants. Yeah. Like, she's supposed to usher in this, like, peaceful age. She was the first mutant born after House yes, of M. Uh, yes, Brandon, you're great. I love you. And then, and so, yeah. So, Hope Summers is now actually the, the savior she was meant to be. Yeah. And Hickman is the one who did that after 20 years of somebody trying to do it. Uh, it's it's poetry. It's beautiful. Uh, I'm so glad Hickman is doing this because like the X Men were not in the best spot the last couple years after Bendis left, and even Bendis's run ended on a sour note. So um, having the X Men be this popular and this and selling this well, back in the '90s they were the hottest thing in comics. They are, it's still the highest selling comic of all times. X Men and the conspiracy theory that Fox was trying that that Marvel was trying to bury the X Men is ridiculous and it's not that, founded. That is some um, silly nerdy nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did. They did push the Inhumans super hard. But they also had like sure. six X Men books at one time. They always have a bunch of X Men books, yeah. And there's there's like three X Men minis going on at any given time. So like, the, I was reading X Men for the last couple of years. If I wasn't reading the core X Men books, I yeah. always bought side books. Yeah, like like you know, all new Wolverine stuff like that. Yeah, I really I really like this. Uh, I kind of I honestly kind of wish it did, it just ended. Like this was it. It, it is a, as a miniseries. It's yeah. pretty rad. But that's why it's so exciting because this isn't just you know an Elseworlds story. This is the Marvel six one six true continuity going forward. Again, I said it. It's when changed it, forever. It's changed forever. And like I I said it way early, like early when we first started talking about this weeks months ago. Like this is an image book that has the X Men in it. Yeah. Like this is Hickman allowing to have double sized issues so half of it could be text when you when when you read a book like this very few times in comic books do you see an element and say wow things are different yeah now, like really things are fundamentally different and dc it's the it's the stanley thing of like it's the illusion of change yeah like this is actual change like mutant mutants are immortal now that was mm-hmm. for dc recently that was rebirth mm-hmm. they were reading rebirth and like oh there's a change that has come and it's not just the illusion of change grant morrison is very much a fan of the illusion of change mm-hmm. oh yeah um and it's not to his detriment either he will always said when he started batman when he ends batman it's going to be exactly where he le- where he started yeah like so that's why damien died yeah. Damien was never supposed to make it out of Grant Morrison's run because Damien was a new element. And so Did he die com- in was it incorporated? Incorporated, yeah. yeah. New Fifty Two is incorporated. Yeah. Uh with comic books, when you when when you create when you do something, it doesn't matter what you create, they have to leave it for the next writer. Yeah. And what Hickman has done is create something that the next writer has to deal with. Yeah, because there's no way you could retcon all this unless you well, want to. Like, there's a w- and there's a long path to where that will be, and who yeah. knows what that will look like. Yeah, honestly, it's the way I prefer comics to be. I don't like when writers like reset to zero after a good. I run. don't either. I like. I, I don't progression. care about that. Like yeah. sometimes it makes sense if like a character went down a bad path, but like I, that's why I love Dick Grayson. He's my favorite DC character. Sure. That dude had so many iterations of evolving as a character and a person, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what a lot of this X Men feels like. Well, I think I think it depends on the writer. Like I think yeah. Morrison does it well. I yeah. think Johns does it sometimes, yes. and when he does do it, it's well. It's 100%, well done. Yeah, uh, but very few times do as a comic book writer able. Mm-hmm. Not just willing, but able to yeah. do something like this. Uh, yeah. And and uh, he has said, I'm on this book for at least five years. Yeah. And like wow. he was on Avengers for like five years. He was on FF for many years. Donnie Cates is doing the same thing with Venom. Yeah, he's going to be on Venom for like, he said like, I have 200 issues planned out. Yeah. Like, I believe that. Like when Venom is done, it's not going back to status quo. This is the new status you, quo you for can't, Venom. Not with Null the Oblivion God out. Yeah. You can't <laughs> status quo that. Thor, like how Donnie Cates has to follow Thor. It's uh, a tough, it's a, it's it's tough, tough follow. Robert Vendetti had to follow Jeff Johns on Green Lantern. And he didn't at first. And then I hear it got good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't care. Oh, well. I got my Jeff Johns Green Lantern. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So so that was the topic. 
thanks for thanks for for the video people this is gonna, i don't know if this is a separate video or something but i'm gonna be editing the hell out of this video <laughs> uh yeah so uh how does everybody feel I'm, 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 I am so jazzed for X Men number one, which comes out uh, uh, whenever this is released. It comes out a week after the end of the series, so there's not a wait. Uh, every week, a new X Men book is going to be coming out, and then in December, all seven books are going to come out on one day. So something big is happening on that day, yeah. which means I'm going to have to buy like six to seven books. Oh wow! Of just X Men. Yeah, I uh, I'm not sure how I will be able to. I do want to follow the story. I'm if interested anything, in it. just follow X Men because that's, that's that is a, the core book. That is the one book I am definitely planning because yeah. well, honestly, because Hickman's writing it. Yeah, that's he's what, a sole person writing thinking. it. So I I mean I would like to get into the other stuff because I'm looking at some of the other um, X books that are coming out. And just like the um, the one with um, Psylocke, is that Fallen Angels? Um, oh my God, Ben, there are two different Psylocks. I can't, I can't get into it. Oh, um, well, X Force. Uh, I, uh, I think that's I Psylocke, think and then Fallen Angels is a character named Quanin. We'll you know what? Never mind. Yeah, no, it's. If yeah. I had it in I, front of me, I could tell you which ones I would like yeah. to pick up just As based I on was, the characters who are on them. You need to buy Marauders because it's Emma Frost, Sebastian Stahl, and Kitty Pride on a ship traveling doing drug stuff. Okay, that's, that's cool. the that's number one book I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I I'm you know because of I'm already picking up so many books and and I yeah, but I I'm, I am super interested in where the story could go. So I do want to pick it. I do want to keep going. With I'm, it. I'm one. I'm just glad that you guys that all three of you bought twelve issues of an X Men comic first and that you're I at, at did all. not. I borrowed them from my girlfriend. I'm glad Zara bought them, but I'm glad you guys are are at least get why X Men are cool and why people like the X Men yeah. and, uh -huh. and having Hickman usher in this new age is like mwah, chef kiss. kiss. There it is. Uh, all right, shall we, shall we get out of here? Yeah, let's end this episode. Ben, do you know what your book club is next week? Uh, Just real quick, though, for the audience, uh, we obviously skipped the book club. Yes, because yeah. we talked we, about 12 issues of This was book. the book club. Right. This was the book club. Uh, so, Ben, your book club next time. Yep. Next time we're on time. is uh, obviously one of our favorite artists and writers, Stefan Sejic, and it's, how, and it's October, cause, so it's spooky season. So we're going to death vigil, baby. Hell yeah. Did I talk about Harleen on this podcast? You, yes. Yeah, last, yeah. Uh, last yeah. time I was on. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so next week, uh, next week we are going to skip. Yeah. Two of us are gone. So figure we'll have to take a break. Yeah, um, a little vacay. Where are you guys going? We will be at Disneyland for the Oogie Boogie Bash. Oogie when we would normally Boogie record. Oh, and that you guys the whole on your honeymoon. Yep. That <laughs> that's basically the same thing. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, we're town. we're that's a pretty busy week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I also, when you do record again, it's possible that we'll, we'll talk scheduling then, but yeah. I, I also might not be back for the next episode either. Mm -hmm, which would mean something else. But anyway, right. uh, so yeah, next week we are not we are not on, so don't look for us. Um, we will have a, a panel from uh, uh, Comic-Con that could be a substitute possibly. Yeah, we'll, we'll put yeah. that up. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do our best to get that out. We'll also be getting out video of this topic and we've got a ton of basement arcade coming out oh yeah, yeah. um you guys won't you guys will not be starved for content not uh, at all nope midterms i'm being honest midterms are the big thing that for me because i have to schedule with ben and ryan have slowed down doing fake nerds watch for dark crystal so w when we get to that we will finish it yeah when we get to it is when we get to it mm -hmm. um i'm not making any promises that w that's even going to happen this week because it's a crazy week not and the it. midterms add to that maybe we'll try but I'm not promising anything. Right. 
Um, as we just alluded to, we do have a YouTube page, which is linked in the description. Our oh, YouTube yeah. has all sorts of shows that we just mentioned, Basement Arcade and Fake Nerd Watch. And uh, thanks to who's commenting on those Dark Crystal videos, by the way. All those yeah, comments yeah. over there, yeah. uh, you're doing awesome. I hope you listen to this podcast, too, because uh, you're, you're awesome. Thank I'm really you. glad that people like the Dark Crystal. Yeah, yeah I am, cool. too. I'm and, really that they're, and they're very knowledgeable and want to share a lot of knowledge. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, every time, every every week, we get a large paragraph of, of just lore. I love it. Series, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is super cool um yeah so thank you to everyone who's, who's supporting that our youtube page uh and things like that our video of our panel will be up on our youtube page mm-hmm. so check that one out when it is up check it um we are a funko affiliate uh use promo code shop use promo code shop 10 for 10 percent off your purchase that's the link in the description below uh i'm working on some other things we may be an amazon affiliate I think it's actually really easy to do. So I'm like, yeah. whatever. Sorry, Ben. Um, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. So Patreon and Public, we are both linked in the description. Our Patreon, uh, if you would like to support us, we have two tiers, which is the $5 tier, which is help keep the lights on. That's just, you know, our normal tier. We love lights. And then our uh, ship in a bottle tier, which I am too lazy to take down. And so, you know what? If Until you somebody it, buys it, it's going to stay up. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Screw it. Uh, our Public has a bunch of cool shirts. Basement Arcade. Fake Nerd Podcast, uh, Miscellaneous, Don't Be a Dick. 8-Bit mm-hmm. Cool Stuff. 8-Bit eight bit One. Um, and again, link in the description. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who came to the panel. Yeah. Yes. Heck yeah. To this. Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you it. to everyone at LA Comic Con who interacted with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had a guy come up to me uh, saying well, he, he's at the panel and he really liked it. Nice. That's that was awesome. really cool. Um, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. There is no show without you guys, I always say. Uh, Jeremy Bellucci, thank you for our uh, theme music and our interim musics. Um, you can find them at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. He's, you can find um, his show, Suburban Proctologist. Any updates on Suburban Proctologist? Uh, no. No? D- to be honest, like both of us have been slammed with some other things. Um, That's fine. We're all slammed. I don't think we've talked about it in a couple months, I to like be to honest. I like to be welcome um, to the jam. We... We were workshopping a lot of ideas. Uh, It's definitely still on the table, but we're both kind of in a mindset of when it's the right time, it will get made. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to kill ourselves over making it. Yeah. Yeah. Look out out for that. Um, You can find that on Suburban Proctologist Official or Instagram at Suburban Podcast. Thank you to Mike Matola. Thank you to Mike Matola. You're the best. Yeah. Because like multiple thank yous. We normally thank him every episode because he does our our logos. But thank you for being on the panel with us. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Doing the Mike's Impossible Trivia Challenge, right. which you can listen to three of them right now by going to our feed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, listen to Ben lose three times before he won at the panel. There you <laughs> go. I Shamefully. Got hey, you got, you, got the, you got the one you want, though. Yeah, I got the one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find him at, at Mike Matola. Guys, I was, talk- talking to, I was talking to Ryan. His TikToks are hilarious. That's, I, 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 I've seen him do funny Instagram stuff, but like uh, Mike on TikTok, I was like, oh, man. So TikTok good. is so funny. <laughs> so good. Check out his butts on Instagram. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty yeah. I remember that song. Um, you can find us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with us personally. I'm a BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, you can find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine at OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. New article is going to go up this week because I got some time off in the, in the future and I'm excited. <laughs> Ryan? Are you ready? The time draws closer. Will oh, you no. be able to take on the mission and help Sam go west to Edge Not City and finish what Emily started? Rebuild a fractured society and save the United States of America, the UCA. Let's connect the strands on November 8th. I am DJ Tony Snark at everything.
Sparks. I'm Sparks Witty. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Xbox at Sparks Witty, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ooh, Xbox! <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review, wherever you get us, we greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds. Bye.